we're back, everyone, after a long, long break. What? You said we're back like we just came back from a commercial break. I was impressed with it. If All you right. think about it. News it, at five. <laughs> It was, it, was. A, it was a month-long commercial break. We are the Fickner Podcast, the main show, the Mothership Show, as I like to say, is back finally in the new year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy holidays uh, a couple weeks ago. Whatever. New Year say me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, don't need isn't a date. That, I don't need a day to change things. Just change on your own. Yeah, right. Like that. There's some um, life lessons. 2023, baby. New Year, same show. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep on going until someone tells us to stop. Stop. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Good night, everyone. Play. 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 Where's the play button? All right. Um, but yes, we're, we're back. We're, we hope that you guys uh, enjoyed the long break. I hope that you guys enjoyed the long break. I. It was nice. Yes. I, it's consistently worked, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> we have some links in the description I below. You. Right up top. I'm, I'm going to say them now. I have a piece of paper. He has a piece of paper. Look at that. Some ASMR. It's like 1995. Hey, who are you, though? Oh, shit. It's been a month. I am Brandon. Six <laughs> years, y'all. We've done this show. <laughs> I, I, have, I have vacation brain. <laughs> Vacay brain. I, I, I did throw you off. So. <laughs> I, have been, I have been on a cruise. It's taking me a while to mm-hmm. get over my jet lag. Good eye. My cruise lag. Good day. It's really weird going over the international date line. Anyway, I am Brandon T. McClure. With me, as always, is the wonderful gentleman of the Fake Nerd Podcast, Ryan Eliopoulos. Good eye. Sparks Witty. Good eye. And Ben Magnet, do it. Good day. Thank God. <laughs> new once, year, new Ben. For once, we're all committed to the bit. Yes. <laughs> okay, and up because of that fun stuff. Now I'm going to read you guys some links because we have a long show to get through. No Zeldas. We are doing a top 15 this year. First ever. Top there was 15. just two days. This was such a hard content. year, y'all. Oh, my God. Too um, much good stuff. And... We may this show may have been on a break, but that does not mean we were on a break because we did a few things, such as the Game Awards happened. Oh yeah, we all won, and you guys did a Basement Arcade pause menu episode. That's true. That's true. The video of that and the audio of that are linked below. You can check those out. Do you guys want to say anything about it? It's there. It is. We got a lot to do. Uh, yeah, if yeah. you're interested, it was a few weeks ago. Go check it out. Check it out. Yeah, the best. The best game won. So it's all good. Yeah. Our Avatar, The Way of Water, audio and visual. I see you. Oh, God. Review. I see you. you. Uh, Three-hour review. A three-hour review. An hour, that was me, alone. (laughs) About an hour and a half, that was you. Really? Yeah, yeah. And and the other hour and a half was three of us. Yeah, yeah, that's up there now. You can check that out. That's linked below. Um, Due to recording schedules, um, uh, I could not join you guys. Oh no! It was it was yeah. Oh it was like a, it was like a it was like oh, a two parter. Oh goof! Ooh, <laughs> goofs and gags. First goof of the new year. Here we go, baby. We're off to twenty twenty three. Off to a great start. Uh, so yeah, so you can check that out. Uh, I, my the video is structured. I give my thoughts, and these gentlemen give their thoughts. Uh, not to like call you out on the pod, but have you listened to our thoughts yet? I listen. I watched the beginning of it because. We were shipping off, and I had uh-huh. very little to do. I was like, oh, I'll just check sure, out what they sure. said. And I cried. <laughs> I have not listened to the rest of it, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's I okay. never will. <laughs> no, I will. I will. I, I, just, I just wanted to know. You might you, not want to. I just wanted to know what you initially thought of. <laughs> and I'll say I was really surprised in Ben's reaction Ooh. more than anyone's. Oh. It's okay, Ben. 
only one. It's of It's okay, Ben. It's only made two billion dollars. He doesn't need your support. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, only, it did, so only, it did make two billion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, only one of us, and now he has to make those sequels. He's oh. obligated. He's chained to the he production, as joking. he would describe. I yeah. Uh, and it, one of us is Awa Pilled. Go find out who on the Way of Water review. I see you. Spoilers, it's Brandon. It is me. I am 100% in the Avatar universe. Make me a Navi, please. Hmm. Um, Animation Station returned. Choo-choo. Boy. Choo-choo. Sparks' show, Animation Station. Yeah, look at that. There is a new a surprise episode. surprise at the end of 2022. Well, we all watched the show that we wanted to talk about. I crammed a show. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that long. No, no, but I like I, I I waited until the last second, and I'm like, this needs to happen. And I'm glad we did because it was a nice it was a nice little little movie. We talked about Cyberpunk Edge Runners, the yeah. latest from Studio Trigger and Netflix. Hell yeah! A uh, great time was had. Was really happy to to uh, record another episode of Animation Station. That is only video, which Achoo, you can find in the description below. Um, before I get into the last thing we did, I'll talk a little bit about what Ben did. Uh-huh. Because Ben was a busy little boy. What I do? Busy little boy. You oh, have ben. episodes seven through ten uh-huh. of Dan Dark. Yes, I do. <laughs> now, not all the episodes are listed individually in the description below, but you can find the subscriber page yeah. for Dan Dark. If you find one, you'll find them all there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, all the episodes. Yeah, you go listen to your favorite podcast or on your favorite podcasting app. We're just like this podcast, Dean Dark is there. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. go check it out because uh, I forgot what happened in episode seven. That's okay. It <laughs> it's was, been a while. It's been a while. It's been weeks. It's uh, been a while. Just pretend that Ben gave you a spoiler by saying, I cannot say this thing happened, which meant but that But this thing happened. definitely happens. Just pretend that happened. Um, uh, Me. And you did... Oh, it's not on here. Hmm. But it's in the description. Hmm. Grayson live episodes. Yes, uh, Grace. I returned with. I met up with Grayson again. We're doing some Super Mario 3D World cleanup, meaning we're going back to the levels where we didn't get everything, being the stars, top of the flagpole, that sort of thing. Completion time. Yeah. Also, it's just a great excuse for me to hang out with Grayson and play video games again. Yep. I will say, like the first episode of us officially back is me because the last episode we did on the very last episode, episode 51, where we beat the game, I was talking about how excited I was to go to England. Spoilers. I didn't go to England right away. Good eye. <laughs> good, good eye. I mean, I did eventually go to England. You guys know. Because, you know, you know, I talked about me getting... Oh, wait, yeah, you did go. What am I talking about? Yeah, I went to France. Oh. France is what I missed. Oh. You, you did mess me up. I was going to do a bit. I'm sorry. You did mess me up. What was the bit? I was going to I was gonna say to you specifically, good afternoon. Oh. Good afternoon! Good afternoon! <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway. Hey, it will come up later. Yeah, it will. Um, so, yeah, so that's there as yep. well. Uh, that, so he, you can find his channel linked below, as uh-huh. well as where you can purchase and subscribe to the latest issue of Old School Gamer Magazine, which you have two articles in, I sir. I do. Look I at you. I do. Both of them have to deal with my trip to Portland back in October. One oh, of them is, yeah. a, is a special on an arcade called Quarterworld. Really cool place if you're in Portland. Definitely check it out. It's an arcade in an old movie theater. Love it. Wow. It's rad. And they're, oh, it's so cool. And the other is just essentially another my general experience at Portland Retro Gaming Expo, which was such an amazing time, one of the best things I did last year. Whoop, whoop. Ben, I'm, I'm so proud of your output, but I can't help but feel like we're becoming the Ben Magnet side project. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. No. He's got to expand. Hell no, no bro. He is. He's, his brand is huge. The more... <laughs> we were ben, I wish I could do as much as you, honestly. Oh, me too. I was talking to one of our followers, and they were like, oh yeah, I found you because Ben listened to... Uh, ben interviewed someone, Donnie G Retro, I think. Really? And I was like, and I was like, yeah, most people find us because Ben interviews someone more famous. Yeah. <laughs> so one of my basement arcades led someone to the Fakner podcast. Yes. That's mm. 
Oh yeah. Then I'm sure it's been more than it, a single it, someone. Is that a good thing or I that's don't a great thing? thing. Okay. No, ben. Hey man, however, however you have found us, thank you for being here. Holy shit! Speaking of which, Grayson Live is here. Hey Grayson, Mr. we just plugged Grayson. your channel, bud. Plug, plug, plug. Mr. Grayson, I want a dollar. Yeah, Grayson says, "OMG, all on one screen." And uh, yeah, there we go. I'm in control. I'm in control. I'm in control. <laughs> yeah, OMG, all on one screen. And then he say, "I won't say what happened." Then, oh, he's talking about D and Dark. Yes. No, yeah, spoilers. Um, so yes, yeah, so there's that. I also have two things in the description below. Um, one is the Kaiju Ramen article that I put up just before I went on vacation of Monarch G Team, which I really wanted to champion. I really wanted to get that one out there because I think that is a really cool project that O'Shea Jackson Jr. is proud of. Um, and the gentleman from Toho Kingdom, who I cannot pronounce his last name, I tried. I'm sorry, Chris. You know who you are. Um, uh, they are working on this. On this, if you have not heard about it, which I'm sure all of us here at the table have, um, they are working on a pitch for a series set within the MonsterVerse called Monarch G Team. Hmm. Um, and it was going. It's going to be about the G Team that was introduced in King of the Monsters. A- anime oh. series, right? Anime series, yes. G Unit. Um, and would would basically use a bunch of Toho monsters like Gigan, Biolante. Um, I forgot the other two that they in- that they announced that they announced from concept art. The Gargantuas. The, gar- the Gargantuas. Um, sounds really cool. I really want it, so I wanted to write an article about that and be like, "Hey, let's 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 get this made." I, I genuinely feel like their toughest battle is. I suspect after this year, you know, we'll find out if these other MonsterVerse shows are successful. Yes. But their toughest battle is getting Toho to say yes to more monsters like Gigan. One hundred percent. And I I even put that in my article because like these. These monsters aren't cheap. They're scared of chainsaw They're bodies. They're just scared of chainsaw <laughs> bodies. I would be too. Who isn't? These these monsters are not cheap. They are they are very expensive creatures. That uh, is, you know, it's the reason why we have only at this point had three Toho monsters outside of Godzilla. Well, Megalon just he's, he's a digging boy. It's, it's so easy to yeah. dig. Yeah. It's you, free you think real that estate. Like they'd be tiered. Like come on. Like also who's using. Biolante. Right, who's using Biolante? It could be a good environment. Who the hell is using Anguirus at this point, honestly? Honestly, everyone should be using Anguirus. Yeah. Okay, like how there hasn't been a Godzilla project incorporating Biolante and Hedera into the same film. That should have been the Shin Godzilla sequel. me. And not only that, I keep seeing Godzilla v. Biolante figures everywhere. Like all those NECA figures, it's almost always Godzilla v. Biolante. Biolante is one of the most beloved kaiju that like gets zero attention. He's only in one movie. He's one of the most beloved. She. She, sorry. You're right. Sorry. How dare you. You. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and like, so like, it's really cool that we've had Gaigan and Rodan and Mothra, but in the entire history that... Ghidorah. Ghidorah, sorry. Uh, that I didn't see a chainsaw in that movie. These movies have been, have been not just the MonsterVerse, but like even the 98 film. I understand that it's not a lot of movies, but like those are the only three Toho monsters outside of Godzilla that we have used because... They are pricey, right? Um, and like, I would, I would love to see this happen because I don't believe that the Apple TV Plus series or the anime Kong anime. Why would it? The Kong anime wouldn't have no reason to use Toho monsters, but I don't think the Apple TV Plus series would. Right. No, I agree. So, anyway, I really think that show is really cool, and I really want to see it. And I'm, I, I, I would watch three MonsterVerse shows. It's a lot. Bum, 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 bum. And then finally, I have in my uh, the final piece of the revisiting the Infinity Saga series for 2022. I'm going to continue it this year. Was an interlude about the casting director of every single Marvel Studios project, Sarah Haley Finn. Uh, There's not a lot written about her, which made my job very difficult to write an article about her. But I really wanted to because I think it I think it is really cool that one casting director has been in charge of the entirety of the MCU's casting, and I think she has nailed it every time. And she and she is an important part of that film of those films that doesn't get talked a lot about. And I really want to do that. I'll hold my breath on the Harrison Ford casting, but sure, nailed it every time. <laughs> up until now, I think up until now, anyway. Sure. 
Um, yes, that's uh, so. Yeah, so you can check that out. Um, I was really happy I got to write that. Um, check it out in the description below. Lovely. Great. The final thing I'll talk about is our holiday annual because we were gone over ooh, the break. Ooh, ooh. We once again gave Santa. you, gifted you, a fun jaunt for us Santa in our Claus. 2022 holiday annual. Uh, we exchanged gifts. We talked about Violent Night. We did things. Check it out in the description below, both in audio and video. We drank pilk. We drank pilk. Yeah. The new holiday craze yeah. by Lindsay Lohan. It's not new. It's not new. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's a new year. I never have to think about pilk ever again. Until next year. <laughs> until no, Lindsay. Until 12 months from now when brands like we're bringing pilk back. Lindsay. She wakes up from her hibernation with Pepsi and milk in her hands. No, no, no. And she wakes up in the same cave with Michael Bublé and uh, Mariah, Carey. Mariah Carey. Oh, they all sleep in the same cave. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta they, be invited, they invited her back into the cave. Listen, we should just like plow that cave. We should you just gotta like cave it You gotta, you gotta be careful, Ryan, because you're setting yourself up for some nasty gag gifts. No. <laughs> oh. I love. I actually really like Mariah Carey, so you, you can gift me something. Oh, Mariah. I meant Pilk. Oh. <laughs> That's, I will not find that funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. The cycle uh, the cycle of gag gifts begins again because now we have gotten sparks. It's true. true. Yeah, it's got true. Me. We've all um, gotten got. It's a good, it's a good watch. Maybe, um, maybe check it out next time your holidays come around, I guess. Speaking of. Yeah. Uh, if you, you watched it and you were with us, then you know that unfortunately Ben's gag gift, as is tradition every year to get Ben... Uh, did not come in time for our recording of the special. It came the day after because, of course, it did. Hold on. Um, Hold on. Did you just quote quotations get us? Yeah. Ben, how <laughs> no, many we, times have you actually seen it coming? Honestly, every year. <laughs> no. No. That, that is not true. true. That is so inaccurate. We literally have video evidence. <laughs> we know Honestly, you. Honestly, every year. I knew there were presents in my house. I just know you guys were going to get me at least some point. I, I just mm. accepted it at this point. Okay, okay. That's different. But anyway. I'm pretty sure you were 100% convinced we were not going to pull it off for the pandemic because we were all shut in at home. Yeah, I, w I was thinking, cool, this year they're not going to get me. Then they got me. That was we cool. always find a way. Anyway, um, you will notice as this video has started that there is a Spider-Man wrapping paper packed package lovely. right in front very because lovely. just like our very own ben magnet spider-man can tend to be the butt of some jokes uh -huh. and so it, this is no different in our holiday annual tradition where ben gets a gift a that gives a little teehee and a little ha ha <laughs> for us all uh and this one i think is quite delicious so i would, love it. If you would grab that ben uh, so ben if you don't mind oh i don't think you can eat this <laughs> opening oh yes he could like, i mean you, i mean everything's edible if you so think for about you audio it, listeners we have a package oh. We are very excited about it. I already started it. ripping it. Just go ahead. And Ben is going to open it. Spider-Man don't care. Ooh, a box. It's true. I it's think we have all made that joke. It's made, it's, it's made of cardboard. I, I don't do that. That's not a I good I think I, I and Ben have made that <laughs> I'm sure that's <laughs> yeah. true. I'm going to cover away because the uh, um, address of a certain someone is there. So, Well, yes, but you we know, don't live there. Open it. You're right. Our camera is HD enough for them to see. It's G'day. a jersey. G'day. Oh, is it? G'day. Is it? Interesting. I am afraid. What kind of, what kind of jersey is that? G'day. I am afraid. Looks like it's in colors of something. Whoa, what? G'day. What would you say, Ben? What? What is it, Ben? What? It's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That happened 
perfectly. Oh, no. You were just like 40 seconds ago really happy the about it. The amount of excitement and happiness turned to pain. It's a custom-made baseball jersey. Really it says nice. fake nerds on it, and so I think that's nice. awesome. It but in the style of the Dodgers, no In the doubt. style of the Dodgers, the spring training colors, which I highly approve. And of welcome course you welcome to, to England. Good day. Yeah. <laughs> look at the patch on the on the arm. Look at the patch got, on the arm. You got a fake yeah. nerd patch on the look arm. Look at that. We got a fake nerd podcast so patch cute. right there. That is rad. Oh. And then he was so excited, they turned it around. Big Bentley. Big Bentley. Big Bentley. Cars 2. Big live, Bentley 27. Will uh, live in our hearts forever. Uh, Grayson is in the chest going, OMG. And then he's <laughs> like, yup, he never saw that coming. So Never being in caps. Love it. Big love it, love it. Bentley is a callback to a wonderful episode where Ben thought that Big Ben was named Big Bentley. It's hate. Cars, cars is educational in some ways. And I'm so happy that worked out exactly the way that you said it should. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. That's, that man. was really god cool, damn. and then it was real sad. Zero to 100 <laughs> real quick. At first, I'm like, oh my god, you actually made a custom jersey. I'm like, do you guys have been holding on to your own custom jerseys this entire time? Nope. I'm the only one. And then I saw the back, I'm like, god no, damn Only you deserve it. that. I will tell you, Ben, that... It was going to be a Dodgers jersey. It was. It was. It was going to be a Dodgers Dude, jersey. Dude, those Dodgers jerseys are expensive. It was going to say Big Bentley on the back. And <sighs> then I looked at it and I'm like, you know, for less or the same amount of money, I can like make this a fake nerd jersey yeah. in the style of the Dodgers. Yeah. And mess Ben up. <laughs> yeah, you messed me up what's pretty wonderful, good. What's wonderful about that is it doesn't look like a gag gift at first. Like Ben is genuinely excited yeah. to see a, a jersey with fake nerd on it. And he's like, oh my God. And then he realizes when he turns it around yep. and the horror in his face <laughs> as the life just sinks out of it. It's like an angel on your shoulder and then the devil shows up. so good. Uh, Happy holidays, and ben. and I Happy love holidays. that. Like, if you ever wear that, you're you're gonna have to explain why it's Big Bentley. <laughs> and here's yeah. the thing, Ben. Unless here's you lie, ben. here's the thing, Ben. Unless you, you lie, you can never not wear it. Because <laughs> yeah, it's gonna go, he's gonna wear it to cons. You have you. you have to wear it when we go to conventions this year. Like, if we all four of us go to WonderCon, which pro- I think that might that should happen. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But if we all four of us do go to WonderCon, then you're gonna have to tell me. Ah, you gotta wear it. You gotta wear it, Ben. It's a nice jersey. It is a nice jersey. It nice. cost us money. Just oh, wear a backpack. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you probably would anyway. I could. Got, I could yeah, wear you a backpack. A, you just got a new ben, backpack. Why aren't you wearing it now? No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> no. Do you love it? Do you love your gag gift? Uh, hold on. It's pretty nice. Yeah, Grayson is disagreeing with uh, agreement. Brand saying next con you all go. He's got to wear that. Yep. There you go. Fans have voted. Uh, you know what? That is pretty cool. I won't lie, but I knew that that stupid big bet. It was, was too good to be ass. true. All I right. keep telling myself every year I got to watch what I say and hopefully something doesn't well, happen. Ben, what's what gonna makes that so funny is, is how cute it is because you genuinely thought that was a real fact. And I love it. I love that about you. You're adorable. Educational. Honestly, cars is educational. Honestly, I'm actually kind of bummed that Ryan wasn't there when we on uh, eight of us were at Six Flags because some flags, things happened in the line of Batman that I really wish I could take back. Oh <laughs> yeah, tell me about it off screen. Yeah, let's talk about it. Off Gullible screen, was yeah. on the ceiling, my friend. Gullible was on the no. ceiling. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I no way. Yeah, it was <laughs> Ben? Yeah, I got him. 
<laughs> That's something. In my defense, <laughs> no, 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 no. Shut up, shut up. You're listening. To my there's no, no defending this. Go in my it. defense, the second I, the, he said there's something on the ceiling, I started to look up, and then I heard gobble. I looked straight back down. So, okay. but he was like, not, "Oh, okay. that's not. That's how he wishes it happened. That oh. is how it happened. Oh, two different stories. Oh, I'm gonna have to hire an investigator for this one. The uh, truth lives somewhere in between. Uh, so good. All right, so <laughs> we have fun here. <laughs> we do have fun here. All right, um, man. If it said gullible on the back, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna that's buy stickers that just say gullible so I can put them on sales. <laughs> I used to real just super quick. I used to buy um, electrical outlets that were just stickers and place them on places so people think they can plug the so shit funny. in. Yeah, so I funny. was a menace. I was a menace. <laughs> All right, so uh, that a right, quick little thing. You guys know yes. that video of the guy who makes the videos where it's like, "That's my boy." No, my boy, father, help. No. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. But I, I don't. I don't. No, he, ma- he made a video where it's like gobbles on the ceiling. A guy looks up and it actually does say gobble. He's like, "Huh?" So it does. <laughs> I'm gonna buy stickers. Gosh. We'll see. Okay, that's. All in good fun. Lovely. Let's good keep, laugh. Let's good keep laugh. the energy going. Who wants to go first? With I will. With their month. With their month, it'll be easy. Uh, um, I, I still, I just worked a lot and I played Midnight Suns, which I will talk about more on my top 10. Exciting. And then anything I did, Ooh. I probably did with Sparks. Top 15. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's well, true. Well, I, I spoiled where it is. <laughs> you know what? I'll just, I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, t- <laughs> I'll jump in here. Um, we watch Wednesday. Yes. Um, which I, I do want to touch on because like we're, we're not going to have a uh, show discussion about it at any point. So real quick, um, uh, if you want to jump in, I believe you watched it as well. I did not. Oh, okay, great. Uh, so it's just down to the two of us. Uh, Ryan and I watched this really great show. I, um, I, I almost loved it until, until super, <laughs> super impressive, super well done, really enjoying it. Um, the last episode is rushed and felt like it had to be a season finale because like, yeah. they had to do season finale stuff and it just didn't match the pace of the show before it and did one thing that was like, this doesn't really make sense. So like they, they didn't know they were going to get a season two or work wasn't sure. It's like, we have to wrap this up in any, any way we can. Uh, and it, yeah, unfortunately the end kind of, I don't think it like ruins it, but it definitely sours. Like, man, it was, it was really leading up to something. And then it's like, I don't, eh. mm-hmm. yeah, it went, it went out with a little bit of a whimper compared yeah. to a bang yeah. and doesn't have me, as jazz as I wish I was for a season two. Sure, I get yeah. that. Um, so, but I still recommend watching it because, like, there's a, there were seven incredible episodes before yeah. it hit the ooh screechy halt moment. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, that's not too bad. So, highly recommend Cyberpunk Dreaders. We already mentioned uh, watch that. So, um, go watch the animation animation station <laughs> about it mm-hmm. linked below. Yep. Uh, I am not going to talk about anything that will show up in my honorable mentions or top 15 that I did in this time. So I will talk about X because I watched Ty West's X to see if it would make it. It did not, but mm-hmm. I did really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's a great horror film of this last year. It's and true. I look forward to seeing Pearl, which I did not get a chance to see before this. So who knows where it would have landed? I don't know. I, I fully believe I would like it more than X, but just based yeah, on what it is. It is better. Um, only Murders in the Building Season 2. Oh, yeah. You finally watched that. I did. And it's amazing. And yeah. Everybody should go watch it because Season 3 is going to be nuts. Ooh. Uh, for real, watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you specifically, Ryan. Yeah, there's a lot of shows. It's hard. I know it is. Uh, but it's a it's a easy breezy 10 episode each season. Okay. That's easy. Uh, 30 minutes. Oh, that's even easier. Yeah, you can you can do this. That's a, that's a cyberpunk. Yeah, only murders in the building, and seasons one and two pair with each other very well. I think the season was had a couple of bumps, but overall was still super well crafted. Really enjoyed it. Beautiful. Um, and the last thing I'll talk about because it also 
Uh, oh, second to last thing. Third to last thing. Sorry. Uh, I'll bounce back. Uh, we watched Gone Fishing. Um, I'm not going to talk about it too much. This is an older film with uh, Joe Pesci and um, Daniel Glover. It's a really silly, goofy family comedy. Um, it was one of my dad's favorites. We watched it in honor of my dad. It's a good time. Um, hadn't seen it since I was young. Uh, it is as goofy as all get out. And yeah. It's so weird to look back on it at an older context because I didn't think about the fact that like this was my first exposure to Joe Pesci and Daniel Glover. Who like, are known is for... not representative of their usual roles. Who are known for like really, really violent stuff and then like they're in this like buddy comedy together. <laughs> yeah. Um, I read the newest Dragon Ball Super chapter, which is out because Dragon Ball Super is back. I did as well. Manga. This has a big time jump to lead up. It is a story focused on Goten and Trunks. Ooh. They're now in high school. It's leading up to the latest film that oh, came wow. out. Oh, wow. That's the um, oh wow. Yeah. They're old. Yeah. yeah. Um we are now uh, for context like we are now at 4 years post the defeat of Boo, so 3 years before the original ending of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um wow. I really enjoyed it. It's doing some fun stuff. We'll see where it goes. Uh I I mixed about the time jump because there's there's a lot of content that I'm like, mm, should we have jumped all that? But okay. I also Pulling I want to I want to I'll say something sure. about this one right now too because like I also did this. Um, I liked it a lot as like a fun Dragon Ball story, and it's really cool to see Goten and Trunks actually age for once. Um, because I think mm. that's I think they've been kids for it's too really long. It's really nice. Honestly. It's it's very nice to see them out of the goofy kid phase. Yeah, this is this is a Goten and Trunks who are written kind of like. Kind of frankly like Gohan in uh, the beginning of the Boo arc when he's going to high school and everything. It's very similar to that spirit, but I'm like, this it's, is a more fun place to play with Goten It's so wild now. to think like them at that age right now. Right. And like that's like actually really exciting. Yeah. Even though if like there's like a, they're not a, a as, weird time jump. They're not as naive stupid. Yeah. So they're they're doing goofy things, but like it it's playing much better to me now. That's, and that's I, cool. I'm a I'm a I'm a trunks in my shipper, so like I there's some stuff in that and this sure, yeah, that yeah. I, that, uh-huh. I, that I really like. Mm. Um so but like Sparks is absolutely correct. There is an event that happens at the end of the last arc that they basically just said, well, three years happened and nothing happened with that, I guess. And I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. You're just training for three years because that one thing happened and you're not going to address that it's been three years since that happened. Right. And I don't want to say for spoiler context. Right, I'm sure yeah, yeah. most people at this point know what it is, but just in case you don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I agree. I am in full. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think it's really weird that instead of filling in the gap between superhero and the, the so, previous so arc. Just real quick, like I think the thing is that they acknowledge that like nothing's changed in that interim and I'm yeah. like, we could have just picked up this story and you not said anything yes. about what's been going on with that and just because we're not focusing on Goku and Vegeta. So we're not focusing on those characters. So we could have just not addressed what's been happening yeah. in the interim with them and I would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like but the, the fact that we're just like, oh yeah, they've just been training for three years straight. Oh, okay. Yeah, and like the the thing of like the thing of like I I I the I thought that after superhero we would get some fill in material. Sure. We would the anime would be set whenever that anime even comes out will be set between those those Broly and superhero and like admittedly it will be but I I thought we'd get more in that three years. There's a lot of room there to play with that they just decided not to play with. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's weird to me. I agree. I'm in the same boat. 
Uh, and the last thing I'll touch on also did not make my top 15, did not quite make my honorable mentions, though it was very, very close, uh, partially because of recency biases. Matilda the Musical. Oh, my uh, God. Road Dolls Matilda the Musical oh is on God. Netflix, and we watched it, and it's amazing. It's so um, good. Incredible choreography, incredible performances. Highly, 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 highly recommend it. Um, it just, for me, I think just it's so recent. There were a lot of other things, and I was like, yeah, uh, I can't put this in here, but it's it's real good. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of my favorite things I've ever seen Netflix put out. I I love it. Those kids, like, and again, like I like I don't like kid actors half the time. Like you have to be really good because it's like, like you know I just don't like kids. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it, like they're so good, and Matilda is so good, and Emma Thompson is transformed. Oh my gosh, she is. And like, Lashana Lynch has a, she's killing it between this and the Woman King in this last year. She has two of the most like disparate. Oh, we watched that. <laughs> Yes, and well, that's in my honorable mentions. Oh, so sorry. The, the Woman sorry, King sorry, will come up later, sorry, sorry, sorry. but um, Lashana Lynch, between those two projects last year, Matilda the Musical and The Woman King, has two of the most like far away from each other kinds of roles you could possibly have in her career. Yes. And they're both incredible yeah. performances. She's like a very sweet, like lovely teacher, and then like the most badass warrior you've ever seen. And like, it's like, that's man, that's some range. Like, she's so good. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I know what's in your at least honorable mentions now. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, well, one of them, and I'm excited about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ben. Oh yeah, sure. So before I go, I just want to acknowledge the chat real quick because one of my friends and also a guest on Base Market Pause Menu, <gasps> Mint Blaze, she's here. Hi, Mint. Well, she, just, she wants to say hello to everyone, and unfortunately, she does have to go back back to work. Gotcha. But thanks for stopping by. Thanks for stopping Hi, by, Mint. Mint. Thank you. I edited well, that episode. You did, and whoop, also, whoop. and not also, uh, Mint this year got me into a game called Dragon March for Death. Mm. Which was made by the same people who made Mega Man Zero. Those, uh, um, the games put up by Capcom a few years ago. I haven't played a whole lot of it, but I did have a great time playing with her. So, Mint, we definitely need to get back playing uh, playing that game together. But unfortunately, work schedules are a mess. Yeah, sure, Ex- of course. Exciting. So, yeah. So during so during my month, uh, there's only one thing I really want to talk about, and that's not on my list because one of the things that is on my list, I did a crap ton of. But when I did go to a show over our little hiatus that Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you guys about. And I think it's a really great show and you all would absolutely love it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have any of you heard of the Empire Strips Back? Yes. Yes. (laughs) No. Well, Brandon, it is a Star Wars parody burlesque show and it is freaking hilarious. I figured through context clues. Yeah, so um, my our uh, mine and Fanny's roommate, he went to go see the show. He comes back because I would see advertisements for this on Instagram all over the place. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm never gonna go see the show. Imagine my surprise when I come home from work one night and Fanny's telling me that we have to go see the show. Yes, and it 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 truly is an amazing, fun, classy experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's um, if you don't know what, if anyone out there is like, what's a burlesque show? It's like, well, it's a striptease where you don't see anything. It's more about the dancing, the art form, and also just poking fun at some of the things we love. In this case, Star Wars. And it's there's something there for everyone. Burlesque shows have major like Rocky Horror Picture Show energy. If that's, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 like yeah, up yeah, your yeah. that's a great up your avenue. That's kind of what you're expecting. Yeah, great and descriptor. and there's I I don't want to say a whole lot about the show because it's definitely one of the things you should experience for yourself. But there's one act that stuck with me for a while, and it's an, an act involving C3PO. So the oh dancer, my. so the song that's playing is Dance Monkey, mm, and that funky monkey. Uh, no, no, not that one. No, I know. <laughs> 
but the performer is on a rota- is on a rotating stage and they're doing Verobach moods and all of a sudden Jawas come and as the song is going on, the Jawas remove parts of C3PO's armor, but then C3PO herself is moving more freely. So it's oh, like the Jawas are interpretive. Loose. Yeah, so they're like taking off her restraints. That thing I mean, still a honestly, yeah. it was a really good. It was it was very well done. All the costume work is very well done. There's a job of the hut um, act where job of the Huck is singing to a song by Biggie Smalls, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it is it truly is an amazing show. I I don't think it's in Los Angeles as the time of this recording, but when it does come back, because they they make the rounds. You know why, Ben? It's because it's in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. <laughs> Holy and, shit. But Holy that's shit. a wrap on the show. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> oh, and look who it is. Cantonese Comic Kid is in the chat, too, saying, What up, my brothers? Hello. Oh, hello. I am pretty sure we've had two fake nerd intros since the one that Ryan references all the time. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> the, <laughs> it's the, one that's it's the only head. one that I, for some reason, just remember. <laughs> I know, it's really funny. <laughs> but yeah, Empire Strips Back, worth every penny. Worth the, It's an amazing, it truly is a great show. Love Go it. see it's it. Awesome. It's awesome. Awesome. Cool, cool, Anything cool. Anything else in your month you want to talk about? Uh, besides me playing a lot of a certain video game, that's about it. Yeah. Fantastic. Although I did I did start Sonic Prime, but that, um, I'm only like two episodes in. I How's it? How's it? How's it? I really like it. Beautiful. Uh, I'm excited to watch that. Expect a, a animation station with Achoo. Ben and I in the near future. Uh, uh, and Ryan. <laughs> and Ryan. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. And Ryan. I'm going to play your, once I beat Midnight Suns, I'm going to borrow your Sonic game. There we go. Sonic Prime? Yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm going to try to watch that too. There oh. we are. Maybe it's all of us. Oh. Um, all right. Gotta go fast. My turn? It's I your mean, turn. Yeah. Who okay. else is here? Mr. I went to a different country and Good lost eye. a day. I was, very, I was very concerned about this. I've never been on a cruise before. I've never been to a different country outside of, outside of Mexico before. And I was, and I was thinking to myself, do I really want to do this? Hon- honestly, like, thank God you went on a cruise because otherwise we'd be here for an hour over the things you would have Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Uh, watch me. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Four hours um, later. Okay, so shall we start the news? <laughs> I went on a cruise. It was delightful. I don't need to talk about it on the air. I'll talk to you gentlemen about it sure. if you want. Absolutely. I will, however, say I did go on two Lord of the Rings uh, excursions that were very cool. One was in Wellington, which is a beautiful city uh, in New Zealand that I desperately want to live in. Um, and, they, uh, I, and because of that cruise, we got to... Go around Wellington and see some of the places where they film on location in Lord of the Rings. So mostly some of the Hobbit, some of the Shire stuff. Um, I I posted a picture of this. Uh, I maybe maybe I only showed you actually, um, Ben. Uh, we got to take a picture where the Nazgul like looks over the tree, yeah, like that area. Awesome. We got to take a picture in that area. It looks very different because the tree that he looks over is not real. <laughs> um, but it, that was really cool. Um, Did you have any beef while you were there? Uh, no. Oh, bummer. Beef Wellington. I get mm-hmm. it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a steak. I had a steak pie. This steak meat pie. Mm, Very that's good. Awesome. Meat Very pie. Good. Um, and this guy, like, he was in Lord of the Rings, and he told us some cool stories. Um, I do not remember all of them, but I, one I will recount is there is uh, a gentleman who worked at the Lord of the Rings craft table, and he handed Peter Jackson his coffee, and Peter Jackson said, uh, "You don't work for crafts anymore. You work for me." And they made him a Gladriel suit, a Gandalf suit, an Aragorn suit, a Legolas suit, every, every suit that's not a Hobbit because he was seven foot five and he was good reference mm. for the Hobbits. That's awesome. His name is Paul and he is still working in the industry today. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, oh, that, that is really cool. cool. Really that great. is funny. He hands a, a coffee to Peter Jackson and says, you work for me now. He's like, okay. Like, I can use someone who's really tall. Yeah. So whenever <laughs> you see like a hand on a Hobbit, that's him. 
I'd love really? it. Really? Yeah. Nice. That's exceptional. Isn't that really cool? Yeah. Uh, Big uh, hands. Yeah. Also, because Brandon was posting some of his trip stuff when he was away on his Instagram, and I gotta say, a lot of the times when you saw the New Zealand is absolutely stunning. New Beautiful Zealand, country. New, Ooh, Zealand, stunning. New Zealand and Australia are definitely two of the countries on my bucket list. Um, and just the fact that you were there, I am so happy you're there. And I will not lie, when I saw the pictures from Hobbiton, ooh, I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, I was geeking out for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you were geeking out, but I was also geeking out. <laughs> Fun fact about New Zealand. According to our guide, they are 85% uh, renewable energy. Oh. That whole country. Because I believe that. They're small enough. I believe that. Beautiful country. Um, as Ben said, I also went to Hobbiton. Uh, which is the film, the movie, which is the movie set for The Hobbit, where they filmed The Shire. Uh, it is still there. It is being kept up by the people who own the ranch, uh, a working sh- sheep farm, actually. Um, and it, within that working sheep farm is The Shire, um, is Hobbiton specifically. And uh, uh, they kind of partnered that with Warner Brothers and MGM. That was really cool, you guys. <laughs> Getting to see that that oh, yeah. place. It. I love. There were there were like. Uh, little hobbit holes and like big hobbit holes for just depending on like the size of the of the scene they needed to do. Um, there's fake trees and you can't tell which one's fake and which one's real. Um, and then you get to go on this whole excursion. You take a picture in front of Bag End. Uh, you get to take a picture of you in a hobbit hole if you want. Um, and they run through all these sto- all these stories. And then you get to go to the Green Dragon. The Green Dragon is the bar at Hobbiton. Uh, like you go over the bridge, and there's the there's the there's the um, wh- what is the what stupid water mill thing, the the water wheel thing, water wheel, water yeah, wheel. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All yeah, right, cool. yeah, it's a water wheel. Um, <laughs> wheel for water, <laughs> and they give in. They give you a drink. It, there's a free drink with when you go to Hobbiton, and you could drink at the Green Dragon. That was really really cool. Brandy wine. I will post pictures about it because that's really all I can do at this point because I don't remember much of the stories. Um, I will post pictures about it on my Instagram. You guys can check it out. It's a really great experience if you have the chance to check it out. I highly recommend it. Um, I got many souvenirs from it. Uh, so yeah, you also got me an awesome souvenir that we drank earlier. Yum, yum, I yum. did. Um, they make their own. So ginger beer is really popular in New Zealand and Australia. They have it everywhere. Ginger. Um, and it's not actual beer. It's like root beer, like Ryan mm-hmm. said. Um, not on air, but <laughs> like ginger, our, ginger root in our personal life. And um, they brew their own ginger beer at Hobbiton, and I thought that would be a really cool souvenir. So I struggled to get that thing through customs, but I did it. Yeah, the whole <laughs> the whole time I went uh, leading up to this trip, I keep bothering Brandon. It's like, just get me something from Hobbiton. I don't care. Just just tell me how much it is. I'll Venmo you back. Just get me something from I Hobbiton. Brought you a Hobbit hole. And then he comes over. He's like, Hey, I got you this ginger beer. I'm like, Yay! And I thought it was alcohol at first, but then I was like, Oh, it's a soda. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. It's it's very good. I really enjoy it. The mm-hmm. label itself is after I'm done drinking that, I'm still gonna rinse it out and keep the bottle itself because that's a cool should. looking label. Yeah, <laughs> as you should. Mm-hmm. I spent money on that. Yes, you did. Thank you. Um, Speak cool. Elvish and friend in Elvish. Ultimately, it was a very fun cruise. I was really happy I went on it. I only got I only got seasick once because the boat was late and it was hauling ass across the ocean. <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> um, and like. People were not walking straight. And they were like, are we drunk? No, the boat's just moving a lot. <laughs> the boat's um, drunk. So, yeah, that, it, was, it was a fun time. I was glad I got to do it. Hell, yeah. That's awesome. Hell, yeah. Um, while on that cruise, I watched Pinocchio. Which one? Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Okay. So did I. Um, you were you on the cruise and watched it with the boat? I saw it ben during the holiday. Ben was there. context. Ben was there. Um, yeah, oh, so I watched Game of the Toast Pinocchio. I have not seen the Robert Zemeckis P- Pinocchio. And Don't. Do I intend to ever? Um, I okay, I'm totally okay with being the only person on the Figner podcast to see that abomination of a film. 
Ben, you can't. You can't. No, I'm now. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> you can't say that. Like you Ryan, own watching Pinocchio. Ryan, do you want to suffer? I love Robert Zemeckis' Pinocchio, Ben. <laughs> I am a stan for Robert Zemeckis' Pinocchio. Again, you gotta be careful because you are setting up your gag gifts. <laughs> oh, that's a year away. I'm not even gonna think about it. <laughs> Ryan, I'm telling you this to you. Yeah, I'm not gonna a, watch it. Okay. Please don't. Nah, I got. No but time. I will say, please do watch Game of the Toes Pinocchio. It is hmm. delightful. The stop motion animation is wonderful. Uh, the story is great. David Bradley is probably my one of my favorite roles that I've ever seen him do. He is incredible as Geppetto. Oh, um, oh cool. And I like truly, truly wonderful. It is a Del Toro movie through and through. It is very similar to what you are familiar with Pinocchio. If you've seen the Disney movie, either one. Um, it follows very much the same beats, except it also has... Italian fascism. Um, uh, definitely Del Toro. <laughs> yeah, definitely Del yep. Toro. Um, and yeah, very cool. Love the inspira- Love the interpretation of a lot of things. The creature designs are wonderful. Look, it's Del Toro. It's Del Toro's Pinocchio. Go see it. Man. Go see it. It's great. Go see it. Did Nightmare Alley come out in 2022 as well? It did. Yeah. We <sighs> talked about Top of the oh, Year. Oh, yeah. Shit. That's two. That. T- well, at least he has one really good one. <laughs> at least he has one really good one. Yeah. To be fair, he co-directed this one. Oh, that's cool. Because the the other director, he's been he's been really great, and I'm I'm awful for not remembering his name, but he's been really great to be like. Also praise this guy. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, good. Good to know. Okay. Because he's been you know obviously at the forefront because the title is Gilberto Torres Pinocchio, and he is often talking like me and so and so are very proud of this movie, and mm. me and this guy. So like, Got it's it. not going to create another Henry Selick. Oh no, <laughs> poor Henry Selick. Um, Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. I read a bunch of comic books while I was gone, Ryan. I like those things. I know you do. And That's I was, true. and you know what? I'm jonesing for the sins of Sinister. Mark Gustafson. Mark Gustafson. It's a good name. I'm really jonesing for the sins of Sinister. Oh, you're ready for some SOS? And I was thinking to myself, you know what? I am very far behind on X-Men comics. I'm Years. Gonna, I'm going to fix that. Good, 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 good. So I read Inferno. Yes. Uh, which is, mmm, baby. So good. Yeah, it's only four issues, but it's a very spicy four issues. Uh, the ending of the first issue floored me. Yeah, uh, it's r- real sad to see Hickman go, but like he 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 leaves it with a punch. Yeah, um, and the, oh man, the reveal at the end of that book so good. I real quick, um, this isn't this isn't a, like a spoiler, but like the final the final page, like one of the final lines is like we need to do the we we're becoming these things blank blank immortal, and then the next comic is Immortal X Men that comes out, and yeah. I'm like, oh, you're so good. <laughs> Uh, I'm very excited to keep reading because then I read X Lives and X Death of Wolverine. I just went, I just went further in the story. Uh, that is the next story and deals a lot with Inferno because half of that book is a Moira McTaggart book. Yes, stealth Moira book. Um, she's a robot. I really liked that book. I was not crazy about the one which was just Wolverine going through time. I'm not crazy about that book at all about both parts, but I think it is. Let me rephrase that. I think it's a, an excellent time. I think it's a great time. I don't think it's a necessarily a great book. <laughs> There's some really cool moments like Omega Red. For those of you who haven't read it, Omega Red is going back through time to kill Charles Xavier. I don't believe that's a spoiler. No, um, that's the plot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he is doing it by inhabiting people's minds of... Inhabiting the it's minds time of possession. <laughs> yeah, close to Charles Xavier. And one of them is a giant sperm whale. And I thought that... I was like, that's really Moby cool. Dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's full of great moments, but it... it it's a very, very haphazard book. And, like, I really like Benjamin Percy, X-Force, and Wolverine are two of my favorites of the X-Line. Still good. So, like, obviously I was pretty Jones for it. So, but, like, ultimately Ryan is right. Like, it's it's not his best showing. There's some good moments in it. I really like what they do with Mikhail Rasputin. Um, but mm-hmm. the Moira side of the book, I honestly really did enjoy. Yeah. Um, that was kind of the highlight for me. Yeah. Um, that's or is it such an interesting place now, yeah. That's all I will say about that. Because Love it. Then I watched, then I listened. 
I read Sabretooth, the first two issues of Sabretooth, <sighs> which are incredible. I'm so, oh, Brandon, I cannot, I cannot tell you how happy that makes me. I loved those two issues. Sparks, I need you specifically also to read Sabretooth because one is by Victor Lavelle, but it's about it's about the prison industrial complex, and it's about how people going to prison who don't deserve it. Um, and it's not just a book about Sabretooth; it's about it's about five other mutants who get thrown into the pit with Sabretooth, yeah. and then you can. Continue well, the first them. issue is just Sabretooth, and it's yes. like Saber, going through Sabretooth's mind and how he how they like interpret the, how he interprets the pit, yeah. um, which if you remember. Uh, um, Hoxpox. Yeah, years thrown, ago at this point, he was thrown into the pit. Yeah, um, and it's it is it it is it is so good. Uh, the first issue is is it like a double sized issue, and I I would I could not stop turning the page. I yeah. was so enraptured in it. The second issue is just as good. Um, I still think about like uh, that the the first the first uh, uh, one of the first pages, and it's like I know what my I know who I am. That's what my superpower is. Like yeah. I I'm a I'm a effing monster. Yeah, and I'm really good at it. Uh, it's it's so it's so gross, but like man, Victor Lavelle just knows how to write like just like awful people. <laughs> I I was really happy I, I I got to read that one. I read other ones like um, X Men Devil's Reign, which I I, I liked. Yeah, um, that was a fun tie-in. And uh, X Men Latitude, which I really liked. That's Jonathan Hickman. Uh, they put that in a. I know it's an unlimited book, but they put that in a. Sing- oh, I didn't a, know that. A single issue. Cool, cool, cool. Um, That's the Wolverine book. Yeah, where he's, <gasps> where he's falling. Yeah. It. Re- I wish you had our Marvel Unlimited do because it, it it's so worth it. It's so good. I was happy to read it just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was so I really like that one. Hell yeah. Also, and I think I read one other X Men book, but does oh Secret X Men, which is there really good. The 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 one issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, All so, the reject X Men. So next on my next next I'm I'm in uh, I'm in Immortal X Men and yes. uh, Way of X. Or not Way of X. The other one, the one that became uh, Legion of X. Legion of X. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to keep going. Love it. Happy. I thanks to my good buddy Sparks here. Listen to a bunch of Doctor Who audio plays. Ooh. Um, I will not talk about them in detail. I will talk about them in generalities. Yar. Um, <laughs> I really like uh, the Eighth Doctor, played by Paul McGann, who only appeared in. Oh, not only he's appeared three times, but first appeared in a in the the television movie that we made that America made um, to kind of try and reboot Doctor Who in America, and he was cast as the Eighth Doctor, and he is canon because Russell Davies liked him a lot in the audio plays. So I listened to the final two of the Anti Time arc, and for those of you who don't know, because everyone, do you guys know what antimatter is? Yes. Okay, that but time. I I yeah, it's a comic book thing. I get it. Yeah. 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 So like there's time and there's anti time. If the two collide, they explode. Sure. Um. The and and so like they talk about a lot. Like there is an anti time universe that was accidentally created when Rassilon created t- the time vortex. When Rassilon not created the time vortex, he believes he did. But Rassilon, who is the like all powerful time lord of legend, becomes the president. Whatever gives them all the technology. Uh, wrestled the time vortex and anchored it to Gallifrey and created the concept of what we know as time. Um. And anti time was created in response. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if there is one, there is also the anti the anti version of it. The anti monitor. Yeah, the anti monitor. I get it. Anti monitor, yeah. I get it. Hi, hi, I'm the uh, anti monitor. There you are. Where have you been? <laughs> oh, I've just been up here on the hill. So I listened to uh, one called Neverland, which is when they go to the anti time universe and they land on a planet and they're like, Wow, this planet is is made of metal. That's so weird. I wonder if that's normally in the anti time universe. And then they go into a cave and like this cave is bigger on the inside. That's so strange. It's a TARDIS. The planet was a TARDIS. Ooh. And that was so cool. That was such a good reveal. Um, and, uh, so like the doctor and Charlie go to this anti-time universe with Romana, which is an old companion and president of the time Lords at the time. <clears throat> and that was really cool. 
Uh, and it ends with a really cool cliffhanger that leads into the other one I listened to, which was, which was the finale of that arc called Zagreus. Bless you. Thank you. Which was created for the 40th anniversary of Doctor Who, and I did not know that. So it is a multi-Doctor adventure. Mm. Five, six, and seven all go in it, and I'll talk about... Why six afraid of seven? Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Sylvester McCoy. Eight. <laughs> Christopher Eccleston. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Um, so Sylvester McCoy, uh, Tom Baker, Thomas, Tom Baker, Colin Baker, Colin Baker, and Pete Davidson, Colin Baker, return as, as, as different versions as not the doctor. And actually this is, this is really cool. So in the, in the episode living legend was a short episode. It comes with a behind the scenes footage, uh, not the footage, but it becomes, because of the behind the scenes thing where they talk about how the eighth doctor is very freeing to them because at this point there is no show. The show has not returned yet at, at the point that they are writing these episodes. They do not know that the BBC is, re- is going to create the new Doctor Who show at the time. And they're like, he has no, the eighth Doctor has no regeneration point. He has no end point like the other Doctors do. So we can really do whatever we want with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're talking about how freeing that makes them and how they can just really just go all in with some crazy ass concepts. And that's what's really cool about listening to them because it shows how creatively freeing the eighth Doctor is because they can just be like, oh, yeah, um... Anything. <laughs> it's free real estate. And uh, and that's really cool. It's, it's really cool because the time war hasn't been established yet. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have an end point yet. So he can go on any adventure he wants. That's a nice little loop loophole. Yeah. And eventually the time war will be established and they'll have to adhere to that soon. But for now, it, for where I'm listening to, they have they don't yet. Lovely. And they also talking about creating Zagreus for the, for the 40th anniversary. And it's like, well, for all the anniversaries, they bring back multiple doctors. So we were like, let's do that, but let's not do that in a way that we te- that they're teaming up. What if the other doctors are played by what if the actors are playing different characters that are part of the larger mystery? So, for example, the the sixth doctor is actually playing a vampire. Bleh. Uh who knew Rassilon in the old Dracula. in the actually his Count Tepish. Count Tepish. Uh which is Dracula. Tepish. Apparently Rassilon killed all the vampires when he he was creating and so like Colin Rapscallion more like it Colin Baker plays that and Pete Davidson plays a doctor and all of them are talking about this divergent universe Rassilon accidentally created a divergent universe because he was like you know what everything is ugly except for Time Lords and I'm going to make sure that all the planets have Time Lord standard bodies Mm. which is why all the planets look like humans Mm, I don't know about that one Um, so they um, so Rassilon's racist yes yeah sounds like it (laughs) and he accidentally created a divergent universe which leads into the third arc the divergent universe arc where the Doctor and Charlie go into a new universe um, with crazy different monsters wow. and all sorts of crazy ideas that like, they don't have a concept of time in this universe because there was no one to wrestle the time vortex. Dormammu. the idea. And so like this, so like so far I'm li- I've listened to four of them. They're all really great. One of them floored me with the reveal for it. Um, and, it's, and it's really cool to see like the Doctor really... What are you looking at? Uh, that's the thing that's going to fall over. I know it's my uh, the the see the eighth doctor kind of really wrestle with some emotion that you don't normally see from the doctor like there's a lot of anger there's a lot of moroseness there's he's trapped in a in a in a universe that has no concept of time and he's a time lord yeah 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 and so he's like going he's like kind of like the tardis is just like no nah, i'm i'm peacing out i'm not doing this you do you i can, i have nowhere to go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um really cool i'm really enjoying them wow wow the audio wow, adventures wow. for the eighth doctor rule Every, every Doctor Who fan should watch. Should listen to them. Everyone, quickly, try to make a sonic screwdriver noise. I don't know what I was doing. That's an older one. Yeah, I, I Come on! 
I gotta remember what they <laughs> sound like. That's like a phaser. <laughs> <laughs> That's a phaser, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> okay. The last the last uh audio play that I'll talk about was the other one that's not related to the Eighth Doctor, which is the Destination Wars, which is the so many wars. Which is the first Doctor. This is David Bradley coming back to play the role of the first Doctor, who he portrayed in an episode of Doctor Who and initially in the Adventure of Space and Time docuseries where they played William Harnell. I did not know that they also cast for... Ian, so his companions in this arc are his original companions, his granddaughter and his, the two school teachers. Um, who are played by the actors who played the character who played the the actors in an adventure in space and time? So it's a c- whole cast reunion from that biopic playing the characters that they played the actors of. There you go. That's that's really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Um, and Say that five times fast. Right. Seriously. No. And I I really enjoyed it. I really liked David Bradley as the first Doctor. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's very first Doctor, so they write a lot very similar to those old old Doctor Doctor Who serials. Um, and they introduced a master, which was really cool, seeing the first Doctor's master. Love it. So, yeah. Oh, Good eye. Yeah. I'll talk about the last one of my... That's it. Good eye. Good eye. Cool. Here we go. All right. Shall we get into our main topic then? Strapping in. And we gotta... No. We gotta get into the our bread and butter. Our bread and butter. I just had no top. Okay. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Magnet. Oh yes. Yeah. Passed away this this today actually just earlier tonight. Just yeah. several hours ago. At the age of thirty two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, killed from his fucking gag gift. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> you. <laughs> you already said you fucker. <laughs> What's up? Welcome to Punk. I'm Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, that started as a joke, and we kept it. <laughs> Uh. All right, but in truth, uh, you have to say this last name, Angela. Angelo Badalamente. Badalamente, thank you. Uh, The composer for Blue Velvet and Twin Peaks, many David Lynch projects. I'll look it up because I know it's Mulholland. Yeah, Mulholland Drive, Straight straight Story, Blue Velvet, all the Twin Peaks. Also, Uh, you keep going. Yeah, composer passed away this week at the, well, this whenever, at the age of 85. Yeah, Twin Peaks is one of those, um, I think, it's it's not to say that there aren't other incredible pieces by this composer because there are, but um, it's kind of a seminal thing where like Twin Peaks isn't Twin Peaks without its music. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, it's That's the like, music's it's integral. Not. So um, it, it it it's hard to if you haven't watched Twin Peaks, it's hard to separate it to define how it, important the music is to Twin Ooh. Peaks. Yeah. He did the score for the best Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah. Dream Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> Dream Warriors. <laughs> oh, he also did uh, The Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage. So that guy rules. Not the bees. Yeah, yeah. This guy rules. I listen. I honestly listen to his music all the effing time. Uh, sometimes, like, because I listen to music at work even when I'm not supposed to. Sometimes, because I just shuffle my music, like, a really sad, like, Laura Palmer theme will come on, and I'm just at work, like, just being sad for a minute. I'm like, <laughs> man, Laura, the things you went through. You know, I guess uh, for for you guys, I think I might have a good comp, which is, you know, we've talked a, a bit before. People know we've talked about Evangelion in a couple of places, and when we have, I've made comparisons to how, like, narratively there's a, there is a similarity in how the creator interacted with the work as it progressed through time, um, both in good and bad ways. 
uh, for Twin Peaks and Neon Genesis Evangelion. And I think that there is honestly a similar comparison in the score being so integral to the show. I think that Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, especially the show, um, is survived by its music. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. The, there's, I don't think there's any, there's a lot that we could reference of its music that is really important, but um, the I'm thinking specifically of the track whenever Shinji goes into the train in his mind and uh, the, the way that that piece works. Twin Peaks is filled with things like that mm-hmm. um and that's how, what i mean when i say like you can't separate these. yeah yeah yeah. that's cool um yeah he'll be <coughs> missed uh earl bowen who is uh, i think most people will probably recognize him as the doctor from the terminator films he's the psychiatrist who's helping sarah connor he's got a big face oh that big, guy big, big he, yeah he's yeah, yeah, he's yeah i know exactly who you're talking about. recognizable yeah. guy yeah yeah uh he was also um a cg creature in star trek last generation known as uh, i forgot the name oh the well is lorb um, actually, that's probably not too far <laughs> off. Um, he passed away this week at the age of 81. Oh. So, uh, r- r- very much a that guy actor. No, yeah, yeah. saw in a lot of things. Yeah. Make a whole career out of that, man, yeah. Warner Brothers Discovery News. All right, moving on. Speaking of in memoriams. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> man, man, what a, what a break it's been. So, I did not take in anything that James Gunn was like, this is wrong. So, you will not hear me talk about the Batman being part of the DC Studios universe, whatever it's called. They're called. No. Yeah, yeah. We, we report factual stuff here. <laughs> However, we do know that Henry Cavill will not be returning as Superman. Man, what, James what a, Gunn. <laughs> rage, man. What made a, a whole thing weeks, about it. What a couple of weeks that guy's had. Oh, my God. Um, so, James Gunn sp- stated that he is going to write a new Superman movie, which, honestly, yay. That's yeah. cool. Oh, no, no. That um, part I'm not upset about. With a younger Superman, a more uh, green Clark Kent. Uh, so Henry Cavill did not fit the bill. And apparently they had a meeting. Like right after the meeting, James Gunn t- tweeted this. Um, and they amicably split. Um, yeah, which is not all bad because like two days after that, he got Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it, is, it, it is just a bummer because like... Like it's not it's not like the main reason, but like he also like left The Witcher to like to be Superman yeah, is yeah. one of the things, and like to have that immediately like swept away. And he away. had like, like a like like Warner Brothers mm-hmm. told him to make the announcement video, like, "Hey, yeah. I'm back as Superman. Yeah, I'm this doing this." Weeks, Honestly, it was weeks. That, I mean, that was a different regime of Warner Brothers at the time. So much, but, like, th- so much happens in so little time. Wild. It's 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 a bummer for him on that level, but like with the, with the next announcement, like, no, nah, he really won. He won with this and, one. And like, I'm not blaming Cavill. I'm really not. But this is why contracts become important yes. yeah. and like yeah. not promises behind doors because like and and not that you know oh you should have you should have got it signed know, fought yeah. for it and gotten your contract and everything but this is why they're important is because like warner brothers had played footsie with him for a long time and to finally bring him back in the door and say yeah you're going to be superman again it should have been in writing but not a um, contract right and yeah. so uh it's a it's a it's a bummer uh i do think it's worth noting that that james gunn has said like you know We'd like to have him come back around. Yeah, play someone else. Some somewhere. Um, play like, someone else. Play Superman. Yeah, yeah. The, I I think I think that there's still room down the road for James Gunn to find a way to bring Henry Cavill back into the fold. Yeah. Um, but I I think it's also smart to not promise that right now. Yeah. There's yeah. a rumor floating around that James Gunn wants to find new roles for all of the original Justice League cast members, which I wouldn't be surprised if he did definitely some of them. Yeah. I mean, I know I know Aquaman really wants to be Lobo, like real, real bad. But like I don't, I don't know if I need to see Gal Gadot play anyone else. If I'm being honest, oh, that's true. No, I don't. I like. I, I got, I got something about Gal Gadot in a minute. Like so I like, don't need to see Ben Affleck play anyone else. To be honest, Ben like, Affleck apparently was talking to him about directing. He wants something. to direct. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. But like I, I don't need him awesome. to play well, like you know someone else. Yeah. Uh, 
just going on Henry Cavill, I mean, yeah, Henry Cavill ended up a winner with with Warhammer. I am super happy, but at the same time, I'm still super upset because I know Henry Cavill loved playing Superman. He's very one, passionate about coming yeah, back. That was one of the reasons why I was I tolerate Black Adam is because <laughs> of that ending scene where you see Cavill face and all. It's a post credit scene. Yeah, I know it's ben, a post credit scene. Not even ben, in the movie. What? It's the, a new year. You gotta let go of this this mid range about Black <laughs> Adam. You gotta just move on. Just move on, man. It's no, very, your your reaction to Black Adam is quite funny to me, though. Um, just in general, I yeah. just I was I like watching that review. All right. Well, so I wasn't on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, anyway, as I was trying to say, this this news coming out weeks after it was, it's revealed that he's back as Superman, it felt like a slap in the face. But at the same time, I'm not angry at James Gunn. James Gunn no. knows what he's doing. And when James Gunn was given the keys to the key, uh, to DC Kingdom, I was like, honestly, I can't think of anyone better to take these keys. And I know DC needs a shot in the arm, and James Gunn is the man to do it. So, um, I mean, he hasn't done anything. He, he has, has to organize. Here's the thing. He has to organize what Hamada left. And Hamada, yeah. Hamada, I liked a lot of Hamada's film choices for, for DC, but they were scattershot. They were. There was no clear plan. And like so he, someone says to him, Zaslav says to James Gunn, take this, make a plan. That's a tough, that's a tough job. Yeah. I don't blame him for this. I, nope. I still do wonder, like, what does this mean for, like, uh, Peacemaker's not going to be stopped no. it will continue yeah but peacemaker characters appeared in black adam too and i'm like how do we square the and circle superman here? was in yeah, yeah. But peacemaker. Uh, so how are we squaring the circle here and like i don't think they're going to like just move these characters over and say like they're canon but now they're canon in this new universe or like does their universe survive honestly, but we're just not focusing on that it, superman there it yeah. honestly feels like the new 52 approach where the stuff like some of the stuff like the like green lantern and batman are canon <laughs> Everything else yeah. is fr- is fresh. Everything so like, got a fresh so, start. Yeah. So weirdly, Peacemaker is like the focal point. Not that it's like going to be the main star of DC, but it is like none of these guys are leaving. Like Adebayo has a job. <laughs> no one's yeah. worried about her job security, as right. opposed to the superheroes in the universe, which is really weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, as stated, Henry Cavill off the back of this two days later, was, um, there were rumors floating around that Amazon was interested in purchasing the rights to Warhammer, oh, and then this happened, and then it happened. Uh, Henry Cavill is going to executive produce and star in in a Warhammer cinematic universe. Y'all, my memory is bad, but my memory is not bad enough. Or I remember what one of my Christmas wish- wishes was, and it was to get something Warhammer announcement. And then Henry Cavill was like, "Oh, I'm going to do it." And I'm like, eh, Henry, hell yeah. <laughs> you big, handsome nerd. You, he is a big you, nerd. You paint those figures that take hours and hours and hours. He loves Warhammer, and um, this makes sense. Okay, so Lord of the Rings is a billion-dollar uh, uh, TV show. They're not going to spend a billion dollars on Warhammer 1 because it's a hardcore, extremely violent, rated-R property. They're not going to PG this. You cannot PG it. It is no. it, it. People come to it for the excruciating like nonsense that happens in it. Um, so, like, that's exciting that I'll at least have a good enough budget where I'll look crazy. And, like, Henry Cavill being, like, a, like a, a nine-foot-tall, like, you know, uh, like, juiced-up monster man uh, uh, for the Emperor, like, that's, that's really cool. The thing... It needs really good writers because the thing about Warhammer is if you don't know anything of Warhammer and you look at it from like the outside, it looks very fascist and it, and it is. And it's the point of it is it's satirical on fascism, how, how our empire became this huge overwhelming thing. And it's the people on the inside are like, man, can you believe where we live and what we're dealing with? I'm a regular dude and I'm fighting next to these gods. It's crazy. Like that's what Warhammer is about. It's about the people. 
Uh, but it's also about giant gods, which is really fun. Um, so I'm, they have to get real. Sorry, they have to get someone like Karen Gillan, who's written the comics, or Dan mm-hmm. Abnett, who wrote many of the books. Uh, and he's written some of the games. He wrote Dark Tide, which came out last year. Like you need someone who understands this material as much as someone who understands like Tolkien, that kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it's just going to be violence for violence sake, and that's not the point. Karen Gillan wrote the Marius Calgar Cal- books, right? He sure did. Ben. Ryan, yeah. Ryan I, is absolutely correct because, like, if you look at if you look at like not to throw Lord Rings of Power under the bus, but like obviously those writers are fans of Lord of the Rings, but they were green writers. They were not showrunners and uh, or even television writers initially. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They just kind of got lucky. Yeah. And great. For something like Warhammer, I think it would be important that you not take the chance on someone green. No. Yeah. That you do put in the money to find someone who knows the universe, who is familiar with the universe, who is also a writer, a seasoned one at yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be, I think that would benefit someone. Also. But what I wanted to say is that Henry Cavill, um, I feel like this is a response to The Witcher because whatever oh, whatever yeah. is going on with The Witcher, whatever happened behind the scenes, whichever side of, of it, it is the truth, um, there was clearly some creative falling out on The Witcher and part of it was probably because Henry Cavill does love The Witcher books and yep. wanted, wanted Geralt to be more like that and did not get that. Mm-hmm. And so this feels very much like him being like, I want control of this yeah. to keep this the way that it should be. Mm-hmm. 100%, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's a bunch of great like big sci-fi shows on right now like like the expanse and foundation so like if you get someone like that like who has like a, like who can have the the scale of warhammer is unlike anything that sci-fi really has like it is it is 40,000 years in the future where there are billions of people in wars at all times it's the worst it's the worst outcome of humanity um which is really fascinating to look at so like it's a, it's it's a lot it's a lot and like i'm just I, it's I, i'm really happy it's here and with someone like henry cavill who loves it and knows it i've Especially with Amazon, because they're willing to take a chance. Like I'm, I'm so excited. Like I'm so excited. Like that first trailer, I'm gonna freak the f out, you guys. Like, yeah. I, oh, I'm, I'm so excited. And it's gonna I be a cinematic universe. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, off the it. back of that, real quickly, um, THR has reported that the Ta-Nehisi Coates and J.J. Abrams Superman film is still in production. Good. So, there's something. I, I hope with like you know all this James Gunn stuff real quick going back to that yeah. uh, I know he wants to like okay we're gonna we're gonna like make our own universe and it's gonna be all streamlined and stuff I hope we can still just have movies like The Joker two and other and like I think that's and his, stuff like that I, I think hope. that's very much his mentality is yeah. that like you know if there's a good story to tell that's that doesn't have to connect to the stuff then then tell it yeah because right. like, like I, do I don't your own universe I don't stuff. want there's no reason not to I don't want it to become the MCU is that and I don't think it will be but like I know that's what a lot of people do want I'm like it doesn't need to be the same. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what James Gunn makes with Peter Safran outside of, you know, having lived in the MCU machine. And then, like, what what would I do? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was talking about last time. Yeah, like, he he has an advantage over Kevin Feige, I think, in a little bit. Because, like, he's also a filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, look, he's coming at this knowing kind of probably some of the pitfalls. Uh, he Which he's new, avoided in he both his movies. New pitfalls. It's true. Because, you know, it's all learning, but... Anyway, um, Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot apparently filmed scenes for The Flash a couple weeks ago, and they have been cut. <laughs> oh, man. So, rip. speaking of Wonder Woman 3, not happening. Isn't it weird that, like, The Flash show has become the swan song for the universe, and The Flash movie has become the swan song <laughs> for whatever the DC Cinematic Kal-El, Universe was no. up to this point? Yep. That's so odd. Um, I honestly, I'm a little bummed that they're cutting their cameos because I'm like, just leave it in. What are you what, yeah, like? What are you gonna do? Gonna do? What are yeah. you gonna do? It's all ending anyway. It, exactly. Yeah. Throw it all at the wall. Um, just wasting money. So it's it's not it's not gonna happen. Patty Jenkins released a statement because there were a lot of news articles coming out about how she was being uh, uh, harsh. No. 
Yeah, no, she she said like it's a like she sent like a Wikipedia page of the of a yeah, character arc or something. There was a, yeah, there yeah. was a lot going on apparently, but she she kind of set the record straight and released a statement like I was willing to work with Wonder Woman. I left Rogue Squadron to do Wonder Woman three, and they and it just didn't uh, happen. Hold on, pause. It was important in this update that what she said is I did not leave Rogue Squadron. I have they have. Held no, no, no. That was what I was Rogue getting Squadron. to. That's what I was getting to. They not because in the article specifically, they did. They were not going to hold it initially, and then it became. Well, do you want to do it after One Woman Three? Right. So Rogue Squadron. The and the and the and the note as, Bar- as Parks was saying, Rogue Squadron is still going forward, which is actually really exciting. Yeah, I was, yeah. I'm happy to see that continue. Absolutely. Um, it's just it's going to take a little bit longer. Based on this, probably Patty Jenkins' next film, I guess. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Two days before the announcement that Wonder Woman 3 was not happening, Gal Gadot posted a tw- an Instagram post about, like, I'm so happy to be Wonder Woman. I was Wonder- I was cast as Wonder Woman this day in 2009, Aww. and I can't wait to continue to do it forever and ever. Kal-El, no. So that's... Sorry, Gal. Hey, back to Fast X, right? Yeah, she's a cyborg. <laughs> we'll get there. When <laughs> she was cast as Wonder Woman in 2009... Uh, I, I was paraphrasing. Listen, The Rocks, The Rocks, he's been Black Adam Drew, since 1942. The, the, so the, like, I mean, wait, wait. Batman v Superman was 2016, 2015. No, 2016. 2016. Yeah, 2016. Same 2016. year as Civil War. Yes, 2016. Yeah. So then it was, she would have been cast in 2013. Huh. Probably. Kal-El, no. Uh, speaking of Black Adam, a sequel is unlikely to happen. What do you and mean? The Rock forged those those documents. To say the Rock has <laughs> stopped talking about it <laughs> um, entirely. He beats up anyone who talks about it. He did post it. his post and then he moved on. He posted <laughs> his post and then he moved on. Um, <laughs> and apparently leaked fake. Uh, box office reports. If you want to believe that, the man's not a loser. He refuses to lose. I don't. I don't know how much I buy, but it is. Very, it was very funny to watch this news cycle. Yes. Uh, he also said that you know, like they had a good conversation, and you know, d- who knows? Because look, the difference is like James Gunn said, like the door's kind of wanting to be left open for Henry Cavill. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson is saying the door is wanting to be left open for Black Adam. Um, the thing <laughs> is, the thing is, what I do believe is that. I don't think we're going to lose Shazam. Mm-hmm. I just don't really see that. I don't see Gunn taking Zachary Levi's Shazam away. Yeah. Uh, and I do think that still can paint us a path to a Black Adam return. Actually be a villain. Yeah. Yes. There's yeah. no reason. If yeah. Johnson wants to. Yeah. We cast oh, him, honestly. He stopped talking about it. He doesn't care about Black Adam. He was talking about Black Adam like once a year ever since he was cast. It's no, been, I get it. I can't believe he hasn't been a villain in like twenty years. I mean, it was so. It was so like Doom was the last time he was a bad guy. I, I mean, think. like if he refuses to do it, that's one thing. But like you at least ask him because yeah. like it was really weird because like seeing him go from talking about Black Adam almost every day for to ten years, seeing Black Adam drop on HBO Max and him not say a. Th- Thing yeah, it's real quick. Was insane to me. That was insane. But like, let's let's be honest. This is this is a little bit of his mo. Is that he hypes the machine while the machine is spinning in the most major way that it can be, and then he moves on to the and next th- one. I won't even say this is him as much as it is his social media team. Sure. They they hype the thing when it's getting its most biggest possible returns. HBO Max does nothing for him. He has no reason to hype it. Yeah. Well, we'll always have that. That like TikTok of him banging against the wall, and then Black Adam shows up like on the other side. You know what? Like, hey, it's you me. know what though? The hierarchy of power in the DC universe did change. Just not with him. Just all went away. <laughs> the instead power of, instead of gone. instead of some thunder, it took a gun. Um, ooh, that was that was that was good. Yeah, sometimes I'm good. Uh, so uh, this is Michael Keaton news. Apparently, they canceled the Batman movie that no one knew about, but it was a Batman Beyond movie. This is the movie that with I Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, this, this is this literally the movie I've always wanted. This is a bummer because, like, 
it's its own universe still. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. So I mean, like the Flash movie might mess that up, but well, initially he was going to be the Batman of that universe. He's he still in that movie. He is in that movie, no, but, but like he it means like originally. Like the the new oh Batman. yeah, yeah. Become the new. He was going to yeah, be yeah. a Batgirl. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. Oh, oh, now I'm mad again. Yeah. Um, that, we we should have seen that movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> in December. Right. Um. So yeah. So it's so 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 Batman. So a Batman Beyond film was apparently being discussed and it is no longer happening and Michelle Pfeiffer was going to come back. and I'm so, I, I cannot tell you how mad that made me. That I don't often dude, actually get mad at news dude, like this, but like... That made everybody mad. Oh, Michelle. Because for, when they were talking about it, it was like, a Batman movie with Michael Keaton was canceled. We were like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, it was a Batman Beyond movie. Oh, the, the sec- The second they said it was supposed to be Batman Beyond, that's when everyone yeah, grabbed man. their torches and pitchforks. We were going to have a Terry, Terry, Terry M. We were going to have Terry, Terry McGinnis. We were going to have like a cool Batman Beyond suit. I'll take a Joker we gang. Gonna, I don't give a we, shit. We were going to see Michael Keaton as old hey man guys. Bruce Wayne. That's hey guys, like, yes. Every We're still going to see that, Ben. He's still in the Flash He's still movie. in the Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, as we, far we got, as you know what that know. means, though? I have to see the Flash. <laughs> To get Michael Keaton, I have to see The Flash. Still, we'll see it on Tuesday for $5. You know what it still boggles my mind? During the holidays... Does I it t- bottle your mind ever, though? Because I say that all the time. That's a joke. No. Okay. There was a um, a Flash ornament that had the Flash logo on it, but the ornament itself was Batman, specifically Michael Keaton's Batman. It was marketing for The Flash. Yeah. Interesting. Ho, ho, ho. No movie for you. That's, uh, that happens all the time when movies get delayed, especially in the COVID time. Like, merchandise came out because merchandise oh was set to come out, even that, though a movie got pushed back. The worst offenders of those are comic book tie-ins. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when a movie like New Mutants gets pushed, like, four years, you have a random miniseries come out. And, like, this was definitely supposed to be no, with no, the movie. No. But here's the thing, guys. There was no Flash ornament. It was only Batman. It was only no, no, Michael again, Keaton's Batman. Again, some things through the cracks. There was a Flash ornament. It just wasn't at the store you were at. <laughs> They still dropped a flash order. They sold out it. fast. You did see it because it, was it wasn't at ben, that Ben, can store. you see the wind? <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> Speed Force. Uh, yeah. One, I, one minute away. I, I'm not going to rule out that anything can still happen. This could all come back around. Who knows? It's true. You know, it is true. Yeah. In our lifetime, we will see something Batman Beyond related. It's just I was hoping it would happen sooner. I mean, it's got to happen eventually. Yes. Um, okay. Um, apparently, so that's all. That, that's really all the concrete stuff that was coming out from this from this past month. Uh, James Gunn recently stated that they that they do have a current plan that is about eight to ten years uh, long, and the the uh, oh opening salvo of that slate will be announced later. Can this you month. like that? Must be so, oh my god, the, the fun that must be to be in that boardroom. Like we get to plan out the next ten years of movies. Like that's that's man, that's just be, being a kid. That's no, just that's, being a kid for millions. That's just of working at Warner Brothers every three years. Oh, <laughs> rip, rip, rip. that sounds pretty fun. I'm <laughs> changing and changing the slate. Just saying, I mean, what if? Honestly, that sounds I, fun. This is gonna sound. I don't know if this is gonna sound me being super cynical or, or whatever, but honestly, I have to see it to believe it. The oh yeah, fact, yeah. The fact that James Gunn is in the room directing this ship, I want to believe. It. I believe I that have, the first four years of DC movies that he announces will come to pass because mm-hmm. that is his contract. He's yeah. contracted for four years. Mm. I. We'll see how I have to see how far that goes, though. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Because Brandon Sparks, Brian, how many times have we heard we're gonna plan out the next ten years of DC? The DCU is gonna be well. Great. Here's here's how the many thing. times have we heard that a lot it all a, falls a, flat a, a lot. But here's Several. the thing: at no point in that time since the beginning of it have they said we're we are making like changes, mm-hmm. sweeping changes. We're resetting the board. Mm-hmm. That is what they're doing. They are resetting mm-hmm. the board. Yeah. Some things are going to be left over and some things are going away. We're getting rebooted, uh, baby. It, it was it, up to that. It was like a soft, we're kind of steering away from the Snyder vision. Yeah. Like idea. But tendentially. But a true, yeah. a true, we are starting again. 
Um, yeah. This is this is somewhat clean slate territory. It's so true. we'll have to see where it's going to go. Um, I just, uh, I just, I'm ex- uh, Black Canary will still happen, which is really good. I Black Canary, uh, I Beetle, do not, death. I do not believe that James Gunn is going to get rid of Monica Robbie as Harley Quinn. No, I no just way. don't. No. So I think some things are going to, some of the things that he knows are working, are going to stay. Yeah, and like we said, Peacemaker isn't going anywhere. It's just so. Do it's really unfortunate it? that it this was not 2022 was not the year that they thought it would be. And I do mean in like postponing the films because Aquaman and Shazam oh, and Flash were all supposed to come out. I yeah. cannot believe Aquaman. It had year. those come out. Had those come out last year, it would mean that we would be officially in the clear. Yeah. yeah. Like we'd know all those things and we could see where what the new path is ahead rather than having to live in this like we're going to get the new path. Also, you have three more films to see. Aquaman right. made a billion dollars. I'm really excited for Aquaman. The Lost I, I'm super excited for Aquaman too. I saw that movie in theaters with my mom. I'm excited for two Love of it. the three Here, that we have left. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So the sparks like like you're absolutely correct. It is weird to be in the space that a new slate is coming while also having Limbo. three films left of the old slate. But I will. I will. I do remember seeing on on Twitter someone they you know they raged against this person rightfully so against the machine who said that this who said like what's the point of even watching these movies? The point is because they're movies, and if yes. you want to go see them. <laughs> They are there. No, absolutely. You definitely watch them. But you're right. the 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 issue isn't isn't whether or not those movies quote unquote matter anymore. It's living in this kind of limbo. Yeah, it's weird. Only because it it could have worked out. The intention was for those movies to release this mm-hmm. last year. Yep. Do you remember at the beginning of 2022, just the before the Batman came out, and they had a trailer running in movie theaters yep, of yep. all the content they were dropping that year yep. with all those movies, and it's like, man, it's going to be a big DC year, and three of those movies got pushed. And had they not. This would have been this would have been different. This would have hit different. Yeah, I can't. I, I just I still just can't believe like Aquaman's just sitting on a shelf for a year. <laughs> it's, it's it's just so wild. It's almost like they should have never banked making a Flash movie, the Flashpoint movie, to reset a universe that was gonna be reset. Uh, Flashpoint. Anyway. Flashpoint should not be your default Flash movie. Real quick, because we got a lot to do. Do you guys think that they still use the Flashpoint event of the Flash movie I don't, as the I, thing that resets? Because we do know that pieces are. Sticking I don't know. Around? I honestly, I, 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 I know you don't know, but what do you think? Well, here's so here's because it's right there. It is the last one. Here's what yeah, I think. It, yeah, that reshoots have happened. Yeah, for the Flash. Yeah, recent reshoots. Right. Possibly. Yeah, yeah I could see. I could see I that. S- ra- I could I see say, that road. I say yes. It's too easy of an out yeah. for them. I think so. I think that it makes the most sense if you are keeping anything yeah. from the original. I think that that's the way and they can do it. Just do the exact thing they did in at the end of Flashpoint, where like Batman's hanging out in the cave. Just like have like Shazam be like, no, things are different, but it's kind of the same. You know what I mean? Don't think about it too hard. You know yeah. that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And Ezra Miller gets a face change. And somebody God, else. Oh my God! I don't care. Oh. Did you see the report that suggested that everybody there? saw it? Don't do that. Okay. Uh, more Warner Bros. Discovery news, but not about DC because they have said they are done cutting shows. They're done. They've they've made all the tax write offs they can get. I hope I don't so. Believe them. Uh, for 2022, this happens in this happens in the wake of them removing 256 Looney Tunes shorts and 78 episodes of Flintstones from HBO Max, as well as many shows like Westworld, their most pop, one of the most popular shows ever, cannot be streamed on HBO Max. Uh, and no words, <laughs> right? No it's, words. It's really important to keep in mind that both Disney and Warner Brothers are celebrating their centennial yep. this year. And one of them is doing it in big fashion, and one of them is not. Literally erasing content. Yeah. Um, but many of the poll shows will show up on other licensed, uh, licensed free, ad-supported TV channels. So they are break. going to be seen eventually. 
Cool commercial breaks. Cool, just the way HBO intended. I don't have words. Yeah, it's when just I dumb. Heard, when I heard they were pulling Westworld, I, I admit it. I've not seen Westworld, but like I know how popular that damn show is. When I heard that they were pulling Westworld from HBO Max, I was like, yeah. nothing is safe. When they could pull Game of Thrones. They could. Yeah. Um, I could have swore I heard Ryan screaming into the abyss when it's, I saw that news. It's just like, and like the last couple seasons like haven't been like what they want it to be, but like th- that first season is still like one of their like most critically acclaimed, mm-hmm. most watched seasons of television that they've ever put out. Yeah. And that is still like that first season, I've said it time and time again, is one of the greatest television series of all time, that first yeah. season. This, this is, and it doesn't exist on, you can't watch it anymore. No, and also, how many uh, shorts? Without buying it, of course. Of course how many play. shorts of Looney Tunes did they take 256. off? 256. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but. That's a lot. Why? Because they hate they hate children. Happy one hundred years. <laughs> yeah, happy one hundred years. It saves them on uh, server costs and like because you know whatever. that's still that. Then why the excuse my language? Why the fuck would you put make a, a streaming service specifically for your content? Then if you're gonna take your own that's shit the, off of it, that's, that's a the, great. But question. that's the thing. Zaslav didn't make the streaming service. AT and T did. Yeah. AT and T was very much on board with like we want a streaming service to compete with Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and we want it to be our stuff all the time. They didn't even want movies and theaters. They wanted it all on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Yep. AT and T was all in on streaming. Zaslav has gone the other way to and like admittedly, AT and T was not great for Warner Brothers, but they made arguably the best streaming service out there right on the market. HBO Max rules. And yeah. then and then and then Zaslav comes in and goes, you know what? Nah. Yeah, nah. I, I'm sorry, Zazla, but you were making Zazla- room for the Discovery. No, no, Max, screw the Discovery Plus shit. I want my HBO stuff, but no, apparently I want not. my HBO, HBO, HBO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this man just makes me mad. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully someday Warner Bros. will be run by somebody who actually likes the company and not. Uh, and get ready to watch uh, Westworld on, uh, on, on 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 ABC with a uh, commercial break. I do have. A, I do. They, you could still buy like Blu-rays of Looney Tune collections, right? Sure. No, look, they're hard to find now because Shit. some of the stuff is really old. They go out of print. They go Damn out of print it. pretty quickly. It's uh, on YouTube somewhere. I actually don't know if a comprehensive Blu-ray exists of Looney Tunes right now. Uh, no. So it, there's a lot of Looney Tune shorts. Not all of them were ever released to physical media to begin with. Period. Yeah. Um. There's, I'd say, roughly forty-ish that have never made it to physical media. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are some that are like, oh, they only were on the DVDs or they were only on the VHSs and didn't just make keep it, it to open the Blu-rays. <laughs> just keep it or open. they were on the VHSs but not on the DVDs and they made it to the Blu-rays and it's this whole thing. But they're, they did do Blu-ray sets of their DVD sets with some changes. Right. Um, that was about probably 10 years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, and that's kind of the last physical release. And like, what are they going to do for the centennial this year? Notably, notably, comparatively, for the centennial, Disney is releasing for the first time uh, Blu-rays, a volume one, so there's more to come, a Blu-ray of classic Mickey and Minnie shorts, which yeah. they've never oh been boy. released on Blu-ray before. And Oswald's. Yeah, they've never been yeah. released on Blu-ray before. There's a new Oswald short coming this Dep- year. Epic Mickey. Yeah, because it's a celebration of the hundred years. Mm-hmm. And like, it's wild. It's wild to me that like, what's Warner Brothers going to do? Really, well, there's no physical. Is there any going to be any celebrated celebratory physical media, or are they just going to slap the 100 year logo on and say like, thanks? It's that one. They'll put Bugs Probably. back in the Warner Brothers logo for this year. And they better be not after taking it. So like, <laughs> I'll miss Shaggy. He's in the Warner Brothers logo for the animation. Mm. All right. Um, okay, moving on. Wednesday, the uh, TV series has been renewed for a second season. Cool. 
good. I, I again, I really like that show except for that finale. But like, I, I love a lot of those characters, uh, and I can't wait. And I really like that school. Like, it's. I think it's got a great. I think. I think a lot of it really works. And Tim Burton's like really in his bag here. Um, so I am glad for it to really be returning. I agree with everything Ryan said, but yep. the season finale has like a tease up for season two. And I was less than interested. Oh yeah, actually, no, you're right. But I'm, but I'm, <laughs> but hey, like you know, yeah, positivity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure it'll come together. And yeah, like, yeah. I, I do think it was made more in just a we got more story we would like to tell kind of way. And yes, it not doesn't have to be an indication of what the season is gonna actually do. Um, but just, just like I hope that there's more to it than what we were given because yeah, I'm yeah. kind of like, eh? yeah. <laughs> I feel, I feel you. Stranger Things is getting an anime spinoff called Stranger Things Tokyo. Nani? Neat. It will follow two video game loving twin brothers from the outskirts of 1980s Tokyo who encounter the Upside Down. That sounds cool. Oh. I'm very, I'm very into that. That does sound pretty cool. Yeah. Let's see. I'm no, no, uh, who's who's making it yet? No, no, no. Gotcha. no. Obviously the creators of the... the no, I know. I meant like... They go in the Upside Down and they're like, why is this Hawkins in 1983? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, no, but for real. <laughs> Um, and then there's a movie called Ember that Netflix was in production with um, but the director of Klaus. If you guys remember, we reviewed Klaus a couple years ago now. Very, very good movie. Um, wonderful movie. Wonderful Netflix animated film. Uh, gorgeous animation. By the way, Spider-Verse was like the best thing that happened to film animation in like decades. Like, I don't shit. know about decades. I don't think that's a hot take. No. But definitely like, yeah, it's definitely the like. The last 10 years, I would argue, yeah, is probably like, true. Yo, you can step it up, animation. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Um, the the combination of two D and three D is. Uh, I'm so happy we're in this. Uh, we're, I'm I'm really happy we're in this era of animation. Specifically. Well, what it was is that um, Disney left a hole right after Princess and the Frog. Yes. Um, because they moved their stuff to three D when they already had Pixar, who was doing CG three D, right. and DreamWorks was already doing CG three D, and uh, Spider Verse came along and was the film, which is great. That said. Um, what if we still use 2D guys and uh, everyone's like, oh, oh, what if we, we can did? <laughs> yeah, well, like, why not? And I haven't seen it yet, but like, oh my god, like I've seen some clips from Puss in Boots, and I'm yeah, like, same. I cannot believe that movie cannot, looks like that. I cannot I, wait to watch it. I need to see that on a big screen. Oh my yeah, god, absolutely. That's that's a this week or next week plan of mine. Yeah. Well, Netflix has canceled his le- his next film, Ember. Terrible oh. news. Um, oh. they will allow him to shop it around. Like most, uh, by the way, Nimona is coming soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, Based yeah. off the comic. Netflix bought that. Right. Um, anyway, that just reminded me of it. But yeah, so um, I'm really bummed about this. I, wherever he lands, wherever he lands that movie, I'm, it, it's an immediate watch yeah, for me because yeah. Klaus is incredible. Yes. And I really want to see whatever he's got up his sleeve next. It's me too. Yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's. Bad. Sure. Big casting announcement Ben's for Five favorite. Nights at Freddy's. Lo- I, you're gonna, this is a good announcement. Josh Hutcherson mm-hmm. has been cast as the lead character, security guard, Mike Schmidt. Good yep. for him. That's Mike. Mary Stuart Masterson has been cast as a villain. Piper Rubio has been cast as Mike's younger sister. Yeah. And Matthew Lillard yes. has been cast as William Afton, He's the, the main guy. villain. He's the bad guy. I'm so, so cool. pleased. Dude, I saw this news and I was like, I can't, oh my God, Matthew Lillard's going to be a bad guy in a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Give me a break. That's so Give cool. Give me a break. That's so cool. I'm so Making excited. Making evil robots, selling, putting souls in bodies. And then the Jim Henson company working on the robots for I this? I forgot that until just now. Oh my God. This movie's gonna be great, this guys. This Blumhouse too, right? This movie, Blumhouse is doing this. This is stupid. <laughs> you got Jim Henson. You got Blumhouse. This movie's gonna be freaking terrifying. Matthew Lillard, love it. I'm really excited for this movie. Like, oh, the, like yeah. I was excited for it anyway because of, of the Jim Henson puppets. But like now, Matthew Lillard's in, involved as the main villain. 
Hell yeah. And Josh Hutcherson, like, he's always, like, a good, he's always a good, like, young guy. He'll be, like, 24 for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for this, you guys. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Ballerina. The John Wick spinoff that's filming now has cast Norman Reedus of a Walking Dead fame. Ooh, would you, will he look like he looks in everything he ever does, just like a greasy guy? <laughs> probably. probably. <laughs> Gabriel Byrne from Hereditary has also been cast. Yeah, he's awesome. He's also in a bad movie called Stigmata. <laughs> Dune Part 2 has cast Tim Blake Nelson. <gasps> Such good news. Dune. That movie is filming. It comes out this year. Oh, my God. I can't. I'm, oh, man. Come back to me, Dune. Dune, baby. Dune, baby. He's probably, I. He, it could be reverse typecasting, but I think he's probably playing some nasty boy. <laughs> he just seems like he's really good at nasty boys. Uh, I think he's um, the, uh, I forget the names of the characters. I, I'm so sorry. No, it's been a bit, I, but the, I also, but the yeah. um, there's the man and the woman who like speak in a bubble uh, mm. to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like they're talking about the the hopes of the future in the Atreides boy, and they're kind of like plotting a, a anti the Emperor kind of thing. Okay, okay. Uh, and but they have that they have that like double speak way of talking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think he's gonna be that guy. All right, that's a good call. I like it. I remember him and Watchmen. I yeah, yeah. all he's the time. So, he's so good in that. Yeah. Um. All right. Fast X Gal Gadot is returning as Giselle. Okay, if she's, she's not. If she's not a cyborg, a robot. I don't know what we're doing. If you're not incorporating the the, the swear, Hobbs and Shaw villain robot people, I'm willing to accept so much in this franchise. It's true, but if the answer is, well, she flew off the plane and landed on some grass and rolled, <laughs> I will flip. Yeah, out. You, fool me once, Mr. shame. Nobody fra- uh, framed her death. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. That's me. I will not accept. Justice for Han, okay. The thing is... Gal Gadot's a robot, yes. You have to explain <laughs> why she didn't seek Han out. 100%. Yeah. Because he left, got depressed, and then murdered, <laughs> he according to her. <laughs> like, you can't. I would love to see her start as a, as a bad guy. Kind of do the Michelle Rodriguez from Fast 6. Yeah. Uh, from Furious Amnesia. 6. Robot amnesia. Robot, like, robot amnesia, and like, Han has to get her back. And, like, here's the thing. Han and Giselle are my couple. Like, I, I adore them They're very together. cute. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I'm genuinely terrified that they run the risk of ruining them. I, me too. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I, look, post-Furious 7, I've not been crazy about the Fast and Furious films, including Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, F9, I liked F9. I like Justin Lin back in the director's chair. I don't have a lot of faith in Fast X because we lost Justin Lin, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, and Vin Diesel, I think, has got his head up his own ass and he can't get it out. Um, and I think that's part of the franchise. But here's the thing. I have accepted that the franchise has gone way over the deep end to where I've or to where I even wanted to be. So now I'm just kind of enjoying the ride. You did Hobbs and Shaw. You did Cyborg and Elba. Do it again. 100. percent Do it again. Like and it, it and bef- you like and you even even with you saying what you said, like you still want it to go out on a high. I do. Yeah. We're at we're at the end. You know. Yeah. We've got yeah. two more. It's over. So and like to, the trajectory before, like you know, all like the the personal machismo of everybody. Uh, like the Hobbs and Shaw universe is in the fast. It was all going to. It's all connected. So like to have it like crescendo into a big thing, like I still want that. I still like I still want that Hobbs and Shaw payoff, even if even if like they never revisit it, at least put it in your final Fast and Furious movie to yeah, make it Dwayne make Johnson sense. Think, Dwayne Johnson seems to be pretty much against returning to that universe. I, I that's fair. I wish Yeah, but then Black Adam sunk. So you <laughs> know <laughs> Papa needs a new truck in Fast and He's Furious. He's got Young Colin. Rock. Young Rock's doing a lot. Oh. <laughs> Young Rock. Uh it's pretty good though. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I just want him with that goatee back. There is a rumor. Oh, he shaved the goatee in, in Hobbs and Shaw. I don't remember. Um, 
uh, Ahsoka. Did he shave the goatee? I don't think he did. No, it's, no, it's thinner. It's thinner. It's it's thinner, it's but it's not thin. gone. Yeah, you're right. You're Pencil right. thin. I missed the full goatee. For a second, I thought you said the rocks in Ahsoka, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, I do miss the full goatee though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Ahsoka, man, Fast Five. He's really good in Fast Five. Sorry, Fast Five is the best. It's, it's true. Movie. It's true. There's a rumor suggesting that Mary Elizabeth Mary Elizabeth Winston Winstead, who is in Ahsoka, is actually playing Hera. We have, oh, we haven't seen... We've only seen the back of her head in that yeah, we teaser. we don't know who's playing Hera. Oh, point. my God. That'd be so spicy. She's so good. I'm into it. I'm trying to imagine... I could see that. Yeah, put her in, in the... Yeah, put her in makeup. I, yeah. I kind of hope so because, like, it means that Hera will be treated as a real character. Yeah. Oh, sure. Instead of just an appearance. Mm, good point. Um, so if you're putting someone like Mary Elizabeth Winstead in there, that's a that's a character. You don't waste Mary Elizabeth. No, Winstead. you don't. It's uh, true. Like it's she's true. going to be an actual presence and yeah. an actual character, oh, not man. just hey, this is for you Rebels fans. Here she is for this episode for like two scenes. Goodbye. Yeah, it is. It is. I am. I uh, I love Rebels so much. I don't know you do, do Brandon. I know Sparks. You 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 like it. I don't know if you love it. Do you love it? Rebels? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm okay. We're all okay. We're all on the board. Yeah, Rebels rules. And like Ben, watch Rebels. It's like uh, like that's true. Legitimately incredible. Like I really think it's great. And like uh, this is like the dream of every like big nerd. Like oh, I want to see that on the big screen. And, like it's happening. We are getting the continuation of the of that story. What yeah. I will say is also though for the voice actor who played Hera and did an incredible job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible job. Hera is a very easy character to play for live action mm-hmm. as the voice actor. So it's, tr- I, it's true. So I'm like, why not? Have the voice actor play at this them point? They've recast everyone else. Uh, well, we don't. Do we know that they recast Thrawn? Did they do that? No. Oh, there it, was a rumor. There's that a rumor that, that it is back. that it is. Yeah. Uh, so Mikkelsen. I'm, right. I'm saying Lars Mikkelsen, and that makes sense, right? Because he can be in the makeup, yes. so it's gonna one to one. I'm yeah. just saying Hera is an easy one to let the voice actor play. The I, role. Yeah, that is true. So I'm I'm kind of like because we know Sabine's different. That yeah, would yeah. be nice, but Sabine like. They don't necessarily look the same, and yeah. neither does Ezra look like you know. And Freddie Prince Jr. wouldn't look like, uh, you know. So, but but Hera Good could. Thing Kanan is. Well, but you know what I mean. We like will if there was a flashback or something. It. We will we will see Kanan whether it's a flashback. I think you're right, dude. hundred percent. Like yeah. th- this is this is the big. And it'll be Freddie Prince so, Jr. So oh, I do. Yeah. So so while like I do love the idea, and I'm like Mary Elizabeth Winstead would be awesome because she always is, mm-hmm. and that does mean like there's a lot of weight to the character. I also think this is a perfectly reasonable opportunity to allow the voice actor to come take over the role, just like we did for, um, oh God, I'm forgetting her name, both the actor and the character. Katie uh, Sackhoff. Thank you, Katie Sackhoff. Uh, oh, and, that's right. And that like we are probably very likely allowing for Thrawn. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of can't see that they don't. He's yeah. so good too. Lars so, so like, yeah. So like, I, I, I'm kind of of two minds yeah. on it. I it, it, I think it is just that thing where like if Hera is like is a bigger character they just want a bigger name unfortunately unfortunately yeah, like the the right. Ahsoka thing itself too yeah boy I wish Tales of the Jedi was better I still haven't watched it I did watch it and I, I haven't I heard didn't mention anything about that <laughs> that's there, right, you there you go you know what you know what I will it, it did come up now so I will just real quick um I actually really like the Ahsoka pieces yeah um, specifically the last two okay. I think they're they're quite good I like the second one a lot uh. The, the very last one? No, the second one. Oh, the second one. Yeah, I, I like the second one. Uh, I think the second one works really well once you've finished Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really nice piece and just like a good little like Ahsoka piece. I think it's more what Tales of the Jedi wants to be. And then yeah. other ones are like, this feels like a full story you're only telling me a tiny piece of. Yeah. And the third one felt a little like that for Ahsoka. Um, the Dooku ones, I enjoyed the first two, but they kind of are like... 
nothing stories that just mm-hmm. give you a glimpse of young Dooku. I nothing guess. burgers. Yeah, they're not really. They're they're like not telling you anything you don't already know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. I really like the Dooku episodes. I mentioned when I first watched it. I do really like the Dooku episodes, and I think that's kind of where the value of the of Tales of the Jedi is, um, as it, as the first season. If they make more, um, because I like seeing. As Park said, we know where Dooku ends up. But I like, I do like seeing the progression and seeing why he became the Dooku that was disillusioned. Your swords, please. I think, I think part of it is that, um, between two and three for Dooku's part of the story yeah. is that clearly some stuff happens, and I'm kind of like, I'd like to see the actual thing that. Ha- and honestly, I it's baffling to me to then go to the Ahsoka second episode, which this is not a spoiler. It jumps through her timeline. Yes, yeah, yeah. and I'm like. Well, the Dooku episode should have done this to get us from A to B to C yeah. for the third episode, instead of just being like, so he left off at kind of miffed he wasn't on the council. Jump two, now he's deep in the shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like there were steps that we could have shared. Oh, here. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's the 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 third one. Um, he's it starts be, it starts just after uh, it starts just before Qui Gon leaves for Naboo the second time in episode one and then then picks up again after he's told that Qui-Gon is dead. So Qui-Gon yeah, is I, I actually really like the third Dooku one. I, I, I that one, too. because it kind of, I think where Tales of the Jedi was working best, frankly, for these characters was where it was slotting in what was happening with them and how it affected their story around events we already know from the big films mm-hmm. yes. rather than just being like, here's a side story in Dooku's history that will kind of give you a hint of like, ooh, he was being a little bit nasty, but then there's not really a lot of context otherwise that really fulfills anything yeah. more about the world yeah, yeah. or Qui-Gon or the Jedi or any of that. That you didn't already have before, yeah. And like as I was saying, like we'll just f- finish my point. It was it's nice to see because we know that Qui Gon um, was his apprentice, and it's nice to see what how Dooku reacted to the death of his former apprentice. Yes, that's really that good. I like. Yes, that I like, and that's that's where I'm like, oh yeah, show me how like this is Dooku on Coruscant during the events of the Phantom yeah. Menace. Like, show me that. That's and gives, cool. And it gives context to, like, when he's talking to Obi-Wan and Attack the Clones, and he's like, I wish Qui-Gon were here now. He also did not look old enough. No, he didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he still looked fine. like young. Hey, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Ben. Yeah. Remember an Elden Ring? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. When, sorry. When you guys <laughs> should watch Tales of the Jedi. <laughs> All right. You fought a giant snake man. Yeah, I, I do remember that. That was great. Go, go check out um, Basement Arcade where uh, Ben and... Right, playing Elden Ring. <laughs> the Flash. Um, the ninth season of The Flash will see the return of Send Hill. Oh, that Flash. Yeah. Uh, the ninth season of The Flash will see the return of Send Hill Ramamurthy. Ramamurthy. Ramamurthy as Bloodwork. Uh, for those who need a reminder, this is Mohinder from back in the day on Heroes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he played a villain in the oh. seventh season of The Flash. Bloodwork. Uh, so this is actually kind of cool because his storyline got shorthanded because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, His was the storyline that kind of got cut short. And so to pick up with him again is, I think, actually kind of smart. Cool. Neat. Remember remember there was a character that was introduced as a bad guy and then they changed time and he was a good guy for like, and they never saw him again? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, I don't mm. mean this derogatorily, but the gay guy. No, I know exactly who you're talking about. about, But I forget right now. Heroes season three villains. Keenan Lonsdale. Will return as Kid Flash. Oh yes. yeah, that's nice. Uh, David Ramsey, I wrote David Ramsel. Sorry, David Ramsey. It's will a damsel return in distress. As Diggle. This is great news. Hell yeah. And Stephen Amell will return 
That's Green Arrow. He will save uh, the we city. We also got a confirmation in this because I think it had been up in the air that we are getting Javika Leslie back as Batwoman. Yeah, we'd mentioned oh, that a little while ago. Cool. Well, well, we'd mentioned about the death thing, but it had not been made clear that she was definitely coming back as, as Batwoman. Batwoman. Yeah, right. And she is definitely coming back as Batwoman. So it is going to be like um, a big send-off. For, like. for a multiple part thing. And uh, a Dreamer from Supergirl yes. is coming to the season as well. Um, so we're getting all those folks. Uh, so so hey, Melissa nice. Benoist? No, no Melissa Benoist. At least yeah. not officially said yet. It could happen, I guess, but it has not been said. It'd be cool if they got everyone back. I would love it if they got back Black Lightning too, but uh, that hasn't been said yet either. Yeah. Um, but it, give, it, this, this, give this franchise the send-off. It needs. I also don't mind if it doesn't become like, let's give this the big everybody from the show thing, especially as we get to the last episode. Um, we do know that... At, or at least it's been heavily implied, I guess, if not officially said. Stephen Amell is in the final episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he might be in more of it than that, but he seems to certainly be in the last episode. Flashback. Barry dies. Part of this... The Spectre is there. Yeah. Part of this is because of... Um, that they said, you know, like, Barry uh, got his start on Arrow, and they were like, Stephen Amell should really be there for the end of this journey. Yeah, and also, like, the, the whole Arrowverse and that idea... Uh, they were specific in the language and said he's appearing as the Green Arrow. We don't know the context. He is appearing flashback. as Green Arrow. It could be out of time. It could be a flashback. It could be all kinds of things. But that is how he's showing. If the rumors, time, if the rumors of the Red Death are true, which they most likely are, I've seen, seen those set, pictures. We've seen the set photos. Um, then the Dark Multiverse could open the way to having a Green Arrow. That's true. Yeah. Show up. Yeah, the uh, Green Arrow who laughs. I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'd, I'd I'd watch that. No. I'm thrilled. Um, I I think this is great. Uh, it it honestly has me jazzed too. I did not watch the last season of The Flash after the first five episodes with the big like Black Lightning and everybody crossover, um, because too much was going on in life and I didn't feel like the need to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to see this last one. I've seen nearly the entire Arrowverse except mm-hmm. for that all the way through. So like I'd like to come in and and finish it off. I'll watch yeah. that final episode. Or whatever final arc that have all the heroes in it for sure, because I because like, we've all been invested in some capacity. Like we reviewed all of those like crossover events for years. Like, yeah. and now I will too. I I I have been thinking a lot about it. Like, I want to be there for the send off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still I I still highly encourage like you know the these shows are out there. Like, check out Legends of Tomorrow. Check out Batwoman. Frankly, check out uh, Black Lightning. I think Black Lightning and Legends of Tomorrow should be top of your list, and then maybe Supergirl after mm-hmm. that. But these are all. These are all, those three shows are all worth going back in and going through. And um, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully The Flash gets a, a good send off. I hope this season, I really hope they just bring their A game. I hope this season is truly like better than the past couple have been. Right. Yeah. Agatha, Coven of Chaos is coming fast and loose. Oh, yeah. And Deborah Jo Rupp will return as her character from that first episode. She also shows up in the last episode. She's like, it's okay, Rhonda. <laughs> she's one of those characters. Um, you know, she's coming off of her stint on the 90s show, which is coming soon. I am, I'm excited for that show, but I just know it's going to be terrible. <laughs> I just know uh, but, you know, that's cool. Hey, more, more one It's characters. weird, but it's not just like any, it's not like she's a superhero. She's like one of the talented people who was enslaved. So, like, we're going back to that town to deal with those people. And right, I'm that's like, where Agatha is imprisoned. That's Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's been a while since I watched one division. That's so true. Oh, let them rest. Check out our um check out our upcoming phase four review if that happens. Oh, yes, I want Ranking. to. I would love to. Yeah, I would love to do it too. Patty Lapone has joined the cast. This is wild. Yeah, right? Wasn't she in 
something else? Oh, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. She was okay. in Steven Universe recently. Okay. Is she? Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's very cool. She was the voice of uh, the best analog for you guys is Frieza. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's cool. It was cool. <laughs> um, Broly. <You're laughs> no, I'm kidding. Aubrey Plaza is apparently rumored to play Morgan Le Fay. This is interesting. Holy shit, that's so good. I'm excited. Oh my god. So like so many Morgan the Fake, like she doesn't have her own comics, but she just like is a bad guy for Iron Man and Doctor Doom, so I'm just like, it's fun that we're going to those little spaces. Love it. And finally in the casting news, I believe, yes. Donald Glover has been cast in the spum. Yep. Everyone's favorite universe. As who other, who else than the Prowler? He was I mean, already there. I'm not. I'm. You read it, but go ahead. he is going to play Hypno Hustler. Yeah, which is a Spider-Man. It was going to be another a new Spider-Man villain spinoff. I want to read you this thing from from Wikipedia, which I thought was very funny after reading the announcement that this movie is happening. Mm-hmm. The Hypno Hustler has received negative reviews as a supervillain, sometimes being ranked as one of the worst supervillains in comic books due to his outdated 1970s camp factor. Shortlist ranked the Hypno Hustler as the second worst supervillain of all time. Meanwhile, Heavy.com listed him as one of the 20 worst supervillains. Crave Online put the Hypno Hustler as number three of their five Spider-Man villains you will never see in theaters list. Yeah, this 100% makes sense then. Uh, Describing him as a recurring joke in the Marvel Universe for decades, Tony Wilson of Dorkly referred him as one of Spider-Man's dumbest forgotten villains in his Today in Nerd History sketch comedy video. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Coming soon to theaters. Yeah, but... Donald Glover's doing it, so. Donald Glover doing it does make me interested. Yeah. Like, um, he would not sign on unless there was something cool about it. So, I, like, I I know it's, t- it's tied to this, like, real weird universe, but again, like, I just take movies base by base, and, like, it's, I trust him. Having it having it be tied to this universe does give me pause, obviously. Yeah. But the, the biggest thing I'm just, like, I, him showing up as uh, the Prowler mm-hmm. would make a lot of sense because he's he is Davis. Aaron Davis mm-hmm. in um, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, and I would love to see him return to that role in, in, as the Prowler in the future. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'd love to see him do that in the MCU. Yeah, well, yeah. And this isn't the MCU. It is not. So then, so we can still do this. It's but fine. Donald Glover being a part of it, I really like Donald Glover. So there's no reason to think that this one will be a bad one. Yeah. It does. I have questions though. Yeah, I so. just, I honestly just like, I just, I just don't care because it's not like this is the MCU. <laughs> Uh, like that, that universe. It's like I got a Venom two movie, and that's the only good one of these that I've seen so far. Um, so like, I trust Donald Glover. He wanted, he wants to make a fun hero about the worst supervillain of all time. Then like, I trust him. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I heard they signed on due to the music element of it, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like, I haven't watched very, very little of of uh, his show, but like, I I just have like it, this. That sounds like a fun idea. Like Ten- tangential, but somewhat related. There is a clip from the upcoming Moon Girl Devil Dinosaur yes, show. Yes, I which I yes, where, I where that. they play a childish Gambino track. Yeah. Uh incredible. Yeah. That show looks that awesome. That show looks incredible. Yeah, and, if, and that's just cuz well, well, Gambino just makes really good music, but like yeah, like this sounds really really silly. Uh so I just I it doesn't bother me cuz like it's just Donald Glover making a fun movie. Like I don't really just nothing to get worked up about here. Yeah. Um what was I going to say about that? I don't know. I, don't know. I really like Donald Glover. Oh, yeah. I remember the the Donald Glover movie I'm excited for is this year Community. I know you're coming back, buddy. Mm, at least a cameo. Gotta. Um. All right. Doctor Strange is coming back. Stephen Strange is coming back into the comics. 
Oh, I was like, there's a movie announcement I missed? <laughs> um, as may probably know, Clea has been the Sorcerer Supreme in a title called uh, Strange, written by Judd McKay. It's a good book. Uh, now it will be retitled once again to Doctor Strange, because the same Strange is coming back. Uh, written by, once again, Jed McKay with art by Pascal Ferry. She got, like, eight issues or something. Good job, girl. <laughs> well, you know, that's something. Not almost, even a, not almost a year. Almost a year. Good job. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's all we really know so far. It's just, you know, he's coming back. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy had a really exciting announcement, though. Um, Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly... Who are the team behind Captain America: Sentinel of Liberty and the upcoming and the current? It's out now. Star Trek, the new Star Trek series, mm-hmm. um, that that is very very good. Um, ha- are going to team up with Kev Walker to write <sighs> the next Guardians of the Galaxy ongoing series, described as a hard-edged cosmic western that's unforgiven meets Next Wave. Uh, next Wave, uh, for those of you unaware, uh, unfortunately, it's written by Warren Ellis, but it also is one of the greatest Marvel comics of all time, and it's really 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 funny. Uh, just one of those, you know, <laughs> one of those things you got to deal with. But Kev Walker, man, great artist. Um, I want to say he's done Guardians before, but it's been a while. Um, I th- the uh, this team, it's 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 a duo. Their their Captain America runs awesome, and the stuff that they've done, they're they're like they are becoming the next big writers at Marvel. Um, and they're so good at what they do. Uh, their character stuff is so top notch. Um, so like I'm really excited, and it's just nice to have a Guardians. They've Guardians also book again. They've also importantly, I think, to mention, uh, they've replaced the Tiptons as the uh, premier Star Trek writers. Damn. Uh, because for a long time, uh, Scott and his brother Scott Tipton and his brother, who I forget the first name of, I apologize, have been like the Star Trek writers. They write yeah, like, yeah, a yeah. lot of Star Trek comics, and uh, they're doing the Mirror War right We've now. We've talked to them, the cons. Uh, and, yeah, we talked to them, and like they're doing the Mirror War right now, and um, all, and they're all really good stuff, but. Um, Jackson uh, Lansing and Colin Kelly did Star Trek Year 5 uh, which is very good and are doing this the kind of new Star Trek ongoing series that's launching this that's launching a spinoff and doing some really cool stuff with the Star Trek universe like so clearly they're big fans I've, uh, I've I haven't read uh, Captain America yet but I really like their Star Trek stuff so I'm super jazzed for Guardians of the Galaxy from them yes. oh, yeah they wrote the Kane comic as well and that book rules yeah, <laughs> yeah they're awesome yeah it seems cool um, and the, the the artwork looks really cool. We see some of the promo art. Um, some people are worried about Mantis. I'm also kind of worried because I don't want them to make Mantis like the MCU version. Mm, that's fair. Um, but I really like Mantis. It's nice to see her in the Every, spotlight all, again. All the characters are getting like really cool radical redesigns for this Western look. Uh, yeah. And something group falls happening. So either like. I think Planet X is like gonna like invade the universe or something, and like we're gonna see a lot more Groots, and that's what Groot Fall is like a bunch of Groots landing everywhere, which is a bad sign. But it also sounds like Empire, and I just don't want them to do plant people again. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, and then there's the um, there's one more thing I wanted to say about that. Oh, what was it? Um, oh well, Guardians. Um, yeah, I really I really like the artwork for it. Um, really excited for it. Uh, oh, oh, Al Ewing. Um, it is a bummer that Al Ewing didn't get to. Didn't get more issues on Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians run was incredible. It is. Um, uh, Eighteen issues was too short, frankly. Yeah. Um, so, oh, that Hi, was my boss. Hi, Emma. Um, <laughs> the writers on Twitter, because I, I uh, during their thread of their announcement, some yeah. people were like, hey, like we really like Al Ewing and how really, really gay Star Lord is. Are you guys going to keep that? And they're like, a hundred percent, we love Al. Nothing's changing. Ah, uh, yay, bisexual king Star Lord. Oh, uh, yeah. Having threesomes with weird alien people. You live, King. Love that. That is good news. Yeah. Ben, how do you feel about the Guardians of the Galaxy comic? I haven't read it, so I have no idea. Had you well, seen you've never read one single Guardians comic in your entire life? No, I haven't read this upcoming. Uh, the one, you- the one that just got announced that we're talking about. <laughs> 
Did you did you see the art for this? The, I have not the space cowboy stuff going on. I have not. Okay, it's, it's cal- imagine like Trigun, but with the Guardians. I'm so excited for this. I am too. Um, and then this is going to go quickly because this is no one, uh, no slash one. This is the next entry in the massive verse, which now consists of Radiant Black, Rogue, Rogue Sun, um, Dead, Dead Lucky, Radiant Pink, and Radiant Red are spinoffs. So it's really Radiant going. Blue as well. Radiant Blue is not out yet. <gasps> Sparks. Oh, Way to spoil it for everyone. Sorry. I know everything about that book now. I'm writing Radiant Blue, everyone. I'm just that big of a fan. <laughs> All right. Um, so No One will be written by Kyle Higgins and Brian Buccioletto with art by Geraldo Borges and colors by Mark Ingold, Ingold, Englert. Sure. Um, it's going to be a 10-part series. So this is going to be the first uh, miniseries outside of the spinoffs for Radiant Black um, set within the massive verse. Set in Pittsburgh during the wake of a gruesomely public spate of killings known as the Richard Rowe murders, No Slash One follows the the tumultuous Sure. Ramifications of the murders that has birthed a new political movement, copycat killings, and Pittsburgh's own vigilante hero, the titular No Slash One. A new masked mystery promising to get justice against the elite at any cost. Now, I'm really excited for this, obviously, because I really love the massive verse. Superheroes. Um, And I am excited for you. I'm glad. There goes my hero. There's more to this news, though, because what what I thought was kind of interesting is that there is going to be a monthly podcast set within this comic book called Who Is No One? A monthly podcast that will accompany the comic you listen to after the comic. An in-universe true kind podcast with a superhero twist starring Rachel Lee, Rachel Lee Cook and Patton Oswalt. Wow, that's actually really cool. That's really awesome. That's yeah. neat. So I thought that was Rachel Lee Cook is a, like Pat Oswalt loves comics. But like Rachel Lee Cook is like a, like an actor. Yeah. <laughs> like that she's an actor. <laughs> like that's really cool. So they're gonna play characters within this comic book, uh, doing a podcast like a true kind podcast. That's really cool. I thought that was interesting. Them. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Um, The giant ant movie. Has anyone seen this? Yes. I have not. I mean, it's been I, when I was it's 15. Been a long when time. I was 15. I mean, yeah. We're talking about the like the original. The original them. Never seen it, but I do know of it, and it just involves it involves giant ants, correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, I watched this again last year, um, so it's fairly recent to me. Them. Uh, I, I stand behind that. Um, sorry, when I say last year, I mean 2021. I'm still <laughs> No, I, I've had to recross the date. I watched this now. in 2021. Um, <laughs> uh, I really, really like it. I think it is, from what I understand and from what I've been told and what I experience, I think it is the best American-made textual uh, film about uh, nuclear fallout and what we did and, and how it's affecting us. Uh, and, you know, that's been done in other places very well subtextually. Have you seen the classic Eight-Legged Freaks? <laughs> That's a joke. The That's original joke. or the remake? David Arquette all the way. <laughs> oh, um, Have you ever seen Evolution? David the Company all the way. <laughs> but especially at this time where we were exploring our fears of like what the atomic bomb tests would do um, on American soil and that kind of thing. I think this was the one where that like this was the big one that Hollywood like actually got to be pretty scathing directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's really, really great. Uh, and it holds up really, really well because it is so well crafted in its uh, balance of, you know, scary monster B movie stuff, but true fear for what have we wrought yeah. uh, coming across. Well, now is the perfect time to remake it because Christopher Nolan keeps dropping nukes everywhere. Um, That's true. For his new movie, Oppenheimer. Um, <laughs> Michael Giacchino. 
Giacchino. Giacchino, damn it. Uh, <laughs> the composer extraordinaire, one of my favorite composers, one of our favorite composers. Now, um, now director. film director, his first feature-length film will be a remake for Warner Brothers called, uh, uh, sorry, of Them. Them. And I think that is excellent. That dude loves monsters. He loves monsters. He lo- he really loves these kind of things. If you watch the director by night, one of the one of the value. Oh, I wasn't too hot on it, but like it was really cool to see how he really loves these creatures. Really loves kind of monster movies, and it's really cool to get to see him have his big feature length break with this movie. I'm this s- is perfect for him. I'm so curious if it's gonna be like like a, if it's gonna be like in the 50s or 60s, or it's gonna be modern. Like I'm so curious because yeah. like I would just love for him to do what he did with Werewolf by Night and just make like an old school movie. Um, but with like, I mean, that's why you'd hire him for this, right? Like to make something like that, like after Werewolf by Night, right? There's, there's a, it, it's going to be really fascinating to see, but I, I, I trust this is going to be something really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, them is, is, uh, <laughs> speaking of, um, what was the, the kaiju that you want us to remake? Gorgo. Brandon? Gorgo. Blech. Um, <laughs> This is one that really like makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there, there is a big impact that this movie has uh, in a, in a film history way, and so I think this is really cool. Is this the first remake of them? Because I know there was the Absolutely. Eight, like, a, like, eight, like a Freaks remake. Yeah, this is the first remake of them. Okay, um, that's really cool. Then. That again, like them, stood apart from all the other like. Oh no, it's a giant spider. Oh no, it's a giant praying mantis. Like kind of like the B movie kind of stuff because of how the script was structured and how the film paced out what it was doing. It was not just for the, the, the shock and terror and how easy is it for us to put, uh, you know, these big monsters onto the, the screen kind of thing. Yeah. It was, it was trying to say something specific and it was trying to say something in a very pointed way where a lot of things were being less direct. Right. Uh, and so them kind of has stood out, which means that they didn't feel the need to remake it. I really, I, th- I think Giacchino is a very promising director. Giacchino. Damn it. I think he's a pro- very promising director. He is a very talented director. Um, I will, I will, uh, m- what is it? Howl till the cows come home. Is that the phrase? Um, about Ow. his Star Trek sh- short, Ephraim and Dot, so much so that I thought that his feature length debut should have been a Star Trek 4. Frankly, like, get him. Give it enough time, it'll, it'll take that long. Him, get there. him directing the fourth installment of the Kelvin verse makes sense because he has, he has made the sound for that universe. Um, but this is a very good uh, uh, feature length debut oh for God, him. Brandon, give it like I, I don't think we'll get a new Star Trek movie in the next two years. If two years wait two years after them, I could see them going to him. I really I want could them see to. It. I really want them to. He's also gonna compose this movie, obviously. He's a composer first. Yeah. Um Well it would be funny if he didn't. He right. got someone else. Um and like him being a director and composer like creates a certain um uh, a certain way to look at a Synergy. film. Um, that's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, we saw a little bit of World by Night again. Once, once again, I'll just say Ephraim and Dot is very, um, is very musically uh, directed. Um, it's a wonderful short film. I thought that Disney was going to snatch him up. I thought Paramount was going to snatch him up. I'm really, I'm surprised to see Warner Brothers do it. But I feel like after Werewolf by Night, he was allowed to pitch. Absolutely, he was allowed to go in and be like, I want to do this. And this movie. was the best deal was at Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I, that's what I feel, and I'm. Sure, there's some truth to that. Yep. Very excited. Honestly, like I'm stoked. Good for him. Also, I'm stoked because this means in a couple of years we're doing a rewatch of them. Yeah, we're yeah. getting a, a giant awesome. monster movie that's about ants. Like hell yeah, baby. I've never seen the original 1950 well, whatever film, so this is so pointedly, be fun. pointedly. Um, you know, Ryan's the only one who's seen it. Like, it, spoilers for a very old movie. Yeah, minor spoilers. Um, the third act of the film takes place in uh the abandoned, uh. 
entryways of our Los Angeles river system. Oh. Um, and the reason it's like that is because at the same time it's making an environmental message of like, even back then how we ran out of our own river. Oh, Edmund Gwen is in this. Uh. Sure. He's, he's the Santa Claus from Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. They, these were big names at the time. That's cool. Yeah. I should watch this. You absolutely we will. Should. We yeah. will. <laughs> uh, all right. That's very exciting. I'm like, I'm so happy for him. Bam. Way to go, Michael. Uh, and I will say, because I own them on Blu-ray, um, incredible HD transfer. Nice. Um, well worth well worth picking up. Kiss it's not an ass. expensive movie. My Hero Academia. Yeah. Netflix has picked up the uh, rights to the film, the live yeah. action. They have all the all the anime rights. It's uh, insane. They do. Film. It's going to be from uh, Shinsuke, Shinsuke Sata. Who created Alice in Borderland with them? One of the more popular. They're shows. The, ooh, okay. They're the people who are making the the Yu the Yu Yu Hakusho show. Are they? Interested? Yes. So that must mean they like that show enough to give them this. Yeah. Ooh. All right. I'm. Okay. Ooh. And legendary entertainment, obviously. Ooh. So I'll be I'll be honest. Here's my thing. Like, I I mean I'm I'm still trepidatious. I think <laughs> I think to do My Hero Academia justice, you have to have Marvel budget. Yes. Yeah. I yes. just don't think you can it is do spectacle. it for less. It is full spectacle. And have it look good. And I just don't think a streaming service is the one to do it. Yeah. And like... Not to mention Netflix and I haven't, live action adaptations so far have yeah. not been hits. And I haven't... Again, I haven't watched it, but like some of the stuff I've seen from like the newer Witcher show, that's like C, it's CW level budget. And I'm like... I. I See, it's I was Netflix so is, bummed to hear the reaction to that show. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't particularly like super interested, but like the fact that it's like actively not good is a real big bummer. But like, yeah, it does need because that is some big ass fighting happening in that they show. Are, That's Dragon are, Ball Z level my, shit happening. My Hero Academia is specifically created as a Japanese interpretation of American superheroes. Yes, uh, and how we crafted our superheroes. It is their take on that idea. And their powers rep- reflect that and represent that, and you just kind of can't, mm-hmm. on a small budget, do that. Um, I would even argue like Naruto's easier because you know not every single character has wild, wacky, insane visual powers. There is one good thing: um, it's not a white person making the show. That's a good thing. It's, it's at least like like I, the Yu Yu Hakusho cast is like they're all Asian actors, so like it is. Luckily, it won't be like it won't be a death note, at least on that on that quality, for sure. Which is which is really nice. Here's some exciting news for I think specifically Ryan. Mm-hmm. Hammerstone Studios, who produced last year's Barbarian, is teaming up with Kojima Productions. Oh yes, <laughs> to <laughs> develop the live action Death Stranding film. It's I never could have imagined in a million jillion years that Death Stranding would come out as a movie before Metal Gear. Um, but honestly, half of Death Stranding is just walking across like the apocalypse, which you can do pretty cheap, and then the other half are like giant goo monsters, which is a big budget. But uh, what is this? Is this Amazon? Did you say? I'm sorry. Oh, we don't know. We don't know. It looks theaters. It looks like theaters. Oh, a move. Oh, then yeah, the budget will be there. Uh, Capital M movie. Capital M. I mean, that's Kojima's dream. He all he does is make movies. Um, We don't know. There's no distributor yet. Uh, so. It's nor. It's gonna start Norman Reedus and Leia Seydoux and Troy Baker. What if it didn't? That'd be really funny, <laughs> and like I and Guillermo del Toro and Conan O'Brien, <laughs> like I, the side characters won't show up, but like Guillermo del Toro is a major character. He has he has hours of game time in that game. Um, Die Hard Man is his name. Um, yeah, this is a, a stupid, really, really crazy story about like the apocalypse and being a a mail carrier in the apocalypse. Um, and time fall happens when it rains, it ages you and kills you and stuff, and there's giant goo monsters and 
the afterlife and all this nonsense. You know, that sort you of You know, thing. all that nonsense. There's a beach where you die, but it's not a beach that makes you old. Don't get it confused. Uh, yeah, this is really cool. It's it's a really confusing story, so I hope they can, like, they can, like, trim the Kojima-ness out of it. Because, like, I love that, but for, like, a movie, you gotta, like, narrow it down. Yeah. It's, it's really weird that this is happening, I'll be honest. Because it is very cinematic, but it's also 40 hours of you walking. So they're just gonna cut all that shit out, I guess. It's being fast-tracked, too. Being, ooh, so. the script must be, I guess, good enough. Weird. God of War, the Amazon TV series, has gotten a showrunner in Rafe uh, Judkins, Judkins, who is the showrunner for the for Wheel of Time for Amazon. Um, he's going to mm. showrun the new series for God of War, which will be mostly based off of the newer yeah. God of War games. Wheel of Time. None of us watched that, right? No. I nope. I I did not hear great things. I haven't I haven't really heard good or bad. I kind of just heard like it exists, yeah. which which for God for me for my God of War is a problem. My understanding is it depends how much you like the books. Oh. If you really like the books, it went further south for you than if you didn't. Oh. Then it was more middle. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I think well, adapting God of War is I think is a little easier because like it's it's one it's like it's more recent and it's a pretty just focused boy. So like that's cool. That's cool. It's uh, a focus boy. The focus boy. Um, that's cool. Like it's kind of one of those things where like, oh, wow, they're going to make a God of War, Norse, Norse God of War thing. That's cool, I guess. I don't know if I need it because I literally just played a God of War game. <laughs> uh, so it seems a little fast to me, but like, you know, anything could be good, you know. Amazon got money. Did you hear what The Last of Us creator said uh, about their show? They're like, we're not going to change anything. They, 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 they actually changed a really big thing, Sparks, and I'll talk to you about it after the show, but they changed something in there that's like kind of core to it that's, that, I'm, that a lot of people don't like. Um, they took out the spore stuff, so there's no gas mask or spores. Yeah, isn't that kind of like the whole point of half that? Yeah, so weird choices happening. I'm sure the show will still be great. And I, hope I definitely like saw someone involved with the show making a comment about like how video games function essentially, where it was like, cool, like attack a whole medium. I guess. Yeah, it was a oh, little what did, backhanded. What did Neil Druckmann say? Is like we're gonna we're gonna break the video game curse with the show. Is like, buddy. He, he, doesn't watch, he did not watch Sonic. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to say Sonic the Hedgehog no, exists. No, yeah, Arcane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Arcane put the nail in the coffin. He's also, but like, you can also talk about it specifically from the angle of live action adaptations, and you have more of a leg to stand on, but even then. Sure, I mean, yeah. admittedly, Arcane came out in the same year as Halo, so like, I yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, I do, <laughs> I... The way they're kind of backhanding their own their own game is a little weird to me, but like, I still think the show's going to be good regardless. Yeah. Next week. Jesus. Uh, anyway, I hope the God of War series is good because I really like those games. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least it's got to be better than Wheel of Time. Even though I haven't seen it, I haven't heard anyone talk about it, which is almost more of a bummer. Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, apparently a new show is in development. Um, this is looking for a 2025 release date, which will focus on the next Earth Avatar after Korra. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Shouldn't the one after Korra be fire? Nope. Wasn't the one before Aang Earth? No. It You're was right. I had it wrong. I had it wrong. I'm just now thinking about Roku. Mm-hmm. Roku. Yeah. Not the TV room. I was just, I'm just <laughs> thinking of Roku, the device. You are thinking correctly about uh, it. It's Avatar You're Roku. Right. You're right. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I forgot about him. I, I am, this is a, I think this is a somewhat unpopular opinion. I like Korra more than Avatar just because I like the world building and I think it's not as strong a show overall, but I think the highs are a lot higher. It speaks to you more than than, than Avatar does. Yeah. 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 And, and like, I, I, I connect so much more with Korra than I do at, than at Aang. I like, or Ong, whatever, whatever your How your dare speed, you whatever bring your that speed into this room. Is. We do not speak that. But the thing that. people seem to be really worried about is they're going to do another massive like time jump where it was like another 70 years. And I don't have a problem with that. I always love the evolution well, of things. So like it being 
modern day is freaking a lot of people out. <laughs> Not only that, people are like, oh, it's going to be modern day. It's like, yeah, Cora lived a full life. Yeah, good. So, yeah. so I don't I'll, want. I'll take, I don't, this, I'll take this opportunity. No, to let, say, let me finish real quick. I don't want Cora to. I don't want the ending of Cora's story to be like. And then she died in her forties. I'm like, no. I want her to live a full life until her eighties like, or nineties, and then we go to the next guy. Yeah, I think it was implied that Aang didn't live a full life because he was trapped in the ice for a hundred mm-hmm. years. Exactly. He, um, I so okay. I like Cora a lot. Mm-hmm. I especially like the later seasons more than I like the earlier seasons. Um, and I think Cora has some truly outstanding villains in all four of its seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I, however, don't like the the big jump in time that Cora creates because Cora is basically the 1920s. Yeah. And we went from feudal Japan to the 1920s and that was really jarring for me and I never got over that. And admittedly, that's a me problem. I'm not, I don't want to put that on yeah, anyone yeah, else. Yeah. It, is, it is a me problem that just the setting for Cora no, didn't work yeah. for me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so going further into the future, I'm not sure how I feel about that. However, I still like Korra a lot, mm-hmm. and I still and I have faith in these creators to do another great show. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for the movies, obviously. Oh yeah. But that, seeing that they're going to do another show is very exciting to me, and I love the characters of Korra, regardless of whether or not I like the setting. Mm-hmm. So getting to spend some more time in the Avatar world with new Avatar characters mm-hmm. is still really exciting for me. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, the fact that they're that they're even continuing with a new avatar to me is it's just like we can s- still keep going with Again, new like, stories and new and new tales and different avatars and honestly, I'm so I mean, yes, the fact that how long it, it went from Avatar: Last Airbender to Legend of Korra, it took a long time. But net after Korra, I thought it's like, is this are we done? And after the whole kerfuffle with the thing we don't talk about, directed by a certain director we don't talk about, which we'll talk about a trailer, which we'll talk about trailer. Trailer. Okay, we don't talk about him in the in the aspect of this of this franchise. Yeah, he made a bad movie. Yeah, he made a bad movie. I thought Avatar was done, done. Like no more. That's it. Just enjoy what you got. You know who you can thank for this? Who? Netflix. Actually, one hundred percent. They screwed that show up with those directors. There would be no new show, no new movies if that yeah. show so. if they didn't leave that show. And We're then Paramount think. slash Nickelodeon slash I don't know who the hell did oh, it. Paramount. Nickelodeon. Yeah, Nickelodeon. They're like, okay, um, Brian Dante, um, you guys want your own Avatar studio? And they're like, uh, yeah. And here's, and here's the thing about and here's the thing about the setting of Korra. Um, if if we keep going further into the future, there's plenty of Avatar comics. That's the thing. Like, like it's not like those, so those much Avatar, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, Avatar: Legend of Korra. 100%. There's still plenty of comics that I can go back to and relive those, uh, the, mm-hmm. those familiar surroundings that yeah. I 100%. like so much. Hondo. Yeah. Hondo. Oh, and also Brandon Grayson is in the chat about Avatar. He says, "I kind of agree. I enjoyed the time we were in for Aang. Korra was great, but I kind of want to enjoy the past a bit." There's plenty of comics I mean, for you, but baby. That, but that see that that also come, that also creates kind of the issue of like, well. I'd rather see if I'd rather see a franchise go forward than backwards. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Because like, what? Who would we follow? We would follow an avatar that we don't know from the past. We know the last. We know the the two just before Aang, mm-hmm. uh, very intimately. Mm-hmm. So we have to go further than that. And like, I don't know if I. I mean, I, there's still there's still the rumor out there that one of the movies is going to be Kyoshi. Is Kyoshi? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure that's true. I am totally fine um, with the Kyoshi movie. So like, I'm happy with like that. Yeah. You know, we, it's kind of like having your cake and eating it too. Yeah. Like we still move forward while we also keep one foot in the past. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing is like the implication is that there wasn't, there's not a crap ton of conflict that you can rifle through in the past because the implication is that the conflict ha- was There settled. was harmony and then Fire Nation got out of control Yeah, yeah. before yeah. Aang's time, right before, yeah. not many times before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and after everything that Korra goes through and does in that world, like I, 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 I just like 
I guess, I mean, that's what the comics are for. I don't, uh, this is going to sound weird, but like, I don't want to watch the sequel show where it's just her doing side adventures that aren't, that aren't nearly as cool or important. Because, like, that's, like, that's, that is a fun side adventure. Probably tell a cool movie. hundred percent. hundred percent. But if you're going to. We're definitely getting an Avatar movie yeah, also. We so are. we could yeah. get a core movie I just, too. like, I, I love, because it not only, it only challenges the artist, it challenges you as, as the viewer of, like, hey, brand new shit. 100%. You are not used to this and you got to get used to it. It is a brand new world and I I just that's that's something I I gravitate towards. Uh, I will yeah. I will say though this guy on TikTok um just came up randomly on my page said that he will die on the hill that Zuko needs his own story rebuilding the Fire Nation post war. Oh, yeah. Th- movie. Th- that- the fact that that hasn't happened yet in a comic or or like yeah I guess no, I don't want that in a comic. We it's see too big. Bit, okay well, so we see also don't 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 spoil anything from Korra. No no I'm not gonna spoil anything from Korra. I was saying we're pushing. Uh, I'll push back on that because we do see Zuko like the very first comic book series is immediately about Zuko and the Earth Kingdom post war. Okay, but well, we do see in, little. It was a tie in. It was specifically created as a tie in to Korra. Mm-hmm. That book yes. was. Oh. Oh yeah, because it's it, about the building of the main setting of Korra. Yeah, yeah, it's about the very Bossing Say. <laughs> guys, I love you, but we got a lot more show. Yeah. We do. Um, the the final thing I I I just been waiting to say is just like, again, we get our we can have our cake and eat it too, and and seeing the fact that they are willing to explore the past with these movies and continue to push forward with this show, um, and we can still have like as characters, we can still have the kids of the characters we had, just like we did in in, in Korra. I just. Yeah, go for it. I, I'm glad that they have the creative freedom to continue to do the stories that they want to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we still have a potentially bad Netflix show to watch. Well, hopefully, it won't be too bad. God, I just hopefully, I don't not. Want... hopefully not. Yeah, Dark Tower. Beep, beep. Amazon uh, is going to do a Dark Tower series. Did we, this is this is new news for us. For us, we we touched on it during the holiday annual, God, no, but gotcha, it, gotcha. it was not part of our gotta, episode gotta, gotta. discussion. It's just been so long. Mike Flanagan went to, over to Amazon and said, "Give me the Dark Tower." Well, after Netflix screwed them over, uh, they're like, hey, we got a better deal for you, baby. What, do you want like the biggest property that hasn't been made yet? Or actually, well, it got made, but don't worry about that movie. If anyone can do it, it's him. Yeah, he's made nothing but he's... Ever, I've never seen a bad Mike Flanagan joint. He's yeah. made everything that's great. That's true. I am, I am so excited that he gets to do what could possibly be his his like masterpiece work. Like if, if done well, I don't mean to overhype it, but like, I, still, like, I, I think this could be... Truly, something special. You should watch Midnight Mass first because he's already made his masterpiece. <laughs> I, I I understand, but like the Dark Tower is a is is a difficult property to adapt, and he is one hundred percent the person to do it. And I and I think if done really well, this could be truly something to experience. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's very true. Yeah. I think Mike Flanagan's masterpiece. I think, to be honest, I don't think we've seen it, mm-hmm. and I don't think it necessarily will be Dark Tower because I think that he's still going to make his own stamp that is his. Not a Stephen King. You know what would have been his masterpiece? Midnight Club season two. (laughs) (laughs) Midnight Club season two would have been pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, It's apparently envisioned as a five season TV series with two standalone films. It's a lot of that's a lot of chatter. I've heard that before. Yeah, seriously. I'm I'm just glad it's not Ron Howard. (laughs) I'm really, really excited to see what he does with. Uh, the Dark Tower. I love his films. Um, I have not seen Midnight Mass yet, and I really want to. I love his. Do you watch any of the, the 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 Haunting Hill House? Yeah, I've watched both of them. Beautiful. They're incredible. Yeah. Uh, Bly Manor. I've talked about Bly Manor a lot. I really like Bly Manor. I want to say more than Hill House. Um, I love Hill House, but I love Bly Manor. Um, so like seeing him yeah. go do this. Obviously, Doctor Sleep is is incredible. Um, really, really super stoked for this. Cool, movie trailers. But not the trailer park yet. Oh. We're not in the oh, trailer park oh, oh, yet. Oh, backing it up. 
backing it up. We're not to lead into the trailer talk. We have to say that the well, we don't have to say it. We want to talk about the fact that a federal judge has ruled that movie studios can be sued for false advertising if they release deceptive movie trailers. This come this ruling comes after two Anadarmas fans have filed a lawsuit alleging that they rented yesterday after seeing Anadarmas in the trailer and they won. That's hmm. <laughs> so interesting. Wow. I didn't watch yesterday. So does that yesterday's mean... Yesterday's very good. I, I really it. like yesterday. I believe it. Wait, yes, that's Wait, the... Wait, Anadarmas is not in it though? No. Oh, I gotta sue him. Yesterday, <laughs> isn't that the... the the Beatles, the Beatles movie? One. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I haven't really. You saw to see that? It. No, I never did. She, yes, you she, did. We she, talked about it. Is she I really I in the trailer? I, want, I said I want to see it. I never saw that no, movie. No, Ben. I swear to God, we we have talked about you watching this movie. No, we have not. It's not as is important it, to do this. Is in that trailer? No. Well, I don't remember. I haven't seen the trailer in no. a long time. That's a weird. But she's not in the movie. I know that. Do we know? Do we know why she was cut from the film? No. Okay. Honestly, I don't really believe that she was in the trailer. I think they missed miss saw it. <laughs> That's crazy. You, but I haven't seen it. I'm not like, saying a, it. a judge can't. He like, watched the trailer. Say yes on a court case without like seeing research. Like that. That would be such an open and shut case. The other lawyer would be like, um, and Armis is not, not in, this, in trailer, this trailer, so she must have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it just it's this is dumb, but it sets more a bad bad precedent than anything. Honestly, the set the sets a the sets a worrying precedent that can be abused because the the language in the the language in the in the in the filing is not clear of like what situation this is. Like this is a situation where a person was probably in the movie and was cut. Yeah, uh, it happens the, more than you think. And they use the footage. This, but this could be used as being like, oh. Uh, Infinity Wars trailer had uh, had Hulk stuff, had fake stuff. In yeah, it. And yeah, and it opens and it, it opens up movie studios to a lawsuit they were never they were never worried about before. Stupid. And now they could get scared. Yeah. Certain movie studios, I'm not saying like Marvel would get scared, but like certain movie studios could get scared about releasing certain trailers. Well, uh, especially like I think about horror films, where like some of my favorite horror movies of the past like decade have purposely released misleading trailers. Oh with yeah, footage that you won't see in the movie mm-hmm. because it obscures what will actually happen. Barbarian. Is entirely that. That every everything in that trailer is in the first couple minutes of the movie. I'm I'm talking like I'm talking like Paranormal Activity three where they'll they'll show you an entire sequence that's supposedly from the third act and it's not in the movie mm. and it and they came out after and were like yeah we didn't that was never part of it it's mm. not something they cut it's something they manufactured to yeah, yeah. look like I was, I was something s- else I was trying I was going to mention the Infinity War trailer because we see Hulk and Captain America rushing towards but yeah. that never happens in the movie. We never yeah, see the Hulk. we only see the Hulk in the very beginning and the and um um shit what's the name of the directors that bro- Russo. the Russo the Russo brothers straight up says like no we had to be deceptive because we don't want leaks this is the biggest film of 2018 yeah. we had and to make sure thing. this thing doesn't get leaked I like deceptive movie trailers because oh, yeah. I don't like knowing what the movie the, the movie the entirety of the movie's plot before I go seeing it yeah so I'm I really like that Marvel has started using deceptive movie trailers I really like when horror movies do it I really like. Uh, the Disney does it quite a bit. Actually. Disney is probably yeah. honestly probably the best. Yeah, it's all the Star Wars trailers um, were, were incredible. I think the Mar- a lot of the Marvel ones too. Yeah, yeah. Thor Ragnarok in the trailer for Thor Ragnarok, he has both his eyes. Yeah. That's you get to that scene in the movie, he's missing oh, an I'm eye. Silly. And so, like, I really, I really like deceptive movie trailers too. But it, it this does worry me. This I, I think I think rightfully so. I think this is a worry. The worst thing that this will happen will just will just get more boring trailers. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> in a world. <laughs> Uh, just go see the movie. That's going to be do what we what we thought what we thought the James, Force Awakens should have done. With JJ like Abrams, Jar Jar Binks just shows up on the, on a white screen, just says, "You're going to go see it. You're going to see it." Misa coming back. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm. This is concerning. We'll see how this. We'll see what this does. Yeah, that we will. I wish they'd made more specific language about like 
di- purposefully and directly misleading that someone is not in a movie. Yeah. Like, like literally showing an actor who will not appear in the film and not like because they were cut, but because like they were just trying to sell the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like you can't like if Samuel L. Jackson isn't in your movie, don't put him in the trailer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe Anna Darmus was in the movie up until the last this week. Is the thing is that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't I haven't really looked into it since I got back. Trailers, though. Now we'll, now we'll just talk about some deceptive movie trailers. Okay, we're pulling into the trailer port. How deceptive is the Legend of Vox Machina trailer? Ben? Not not deceptive. You don't know. You haven't seen it. I, Could be deceptive. I've seen the trailer. You haven't seen the show <laughs> yet, Ben. Not the first season, but never mind. To be fair, he has watched and listened to the campaign, so he actually knows everything that's going to happen. It can be deceptive because you haven't watched the episodes that right. the trailer is for, so you there. don't know if they're deceiving you. I don't think they're deceiving because normally... Ben, is the trailer good? It's pretty good. Cool. It, if you, <laughs> it's the it's my favorite arc of the Vox Machina storyline. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm stupid excited. Uh, Grog gets his beard, which was a big part of the campaign. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you love listening to Critical Role, you like you. I really loved that first season of Vox Machina. So should, you're should, in for another big time. Or another second, good time. You should check out the second. It's better. The second campaign. Oh God, yeah. Oh. The Mighty Nine. You kidding me? I started listening to the Mighty Nine, but then I stopped. It's okay. It's only 150 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, I can't go back and listen because my work is being a bitch no, about I, me listening to stuff now. No, it's I get lo- you. It sucks. No, no, I, I say you have to police every day. Well, how about we talk about Ark, the animated series? Yeah, this is weird. Yeah, it's it's just it it they're they're just making the game into an anime. It's yeah. it, like it's 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 Minecraft with dinosaurs. Like you're hitting trees and you're building bases. You're taming dinosaurs, beating other other tribes. I mean, it looks cool, but it's weird, and I feel like we're not talking enough about the first 35 seconds where it's about a woman falling in love with another woman, and the woman dies in an accident, and the other one commits suicide and then wakes up in a dress. Yeah, all so, that was very weird. <laughs> so essentially, she, she isekai'd herself. Yeah, she, yes. gets, she suicide isekai'd. <laughs> And yeah, like you wake up like like every time you start a new a new file, like you wake up on the beach, like how did I get here? But Even like if that's part of the story. What a wild way no, to market your show! It, yeah. And the, literally, like the ha- like the first minute is like her entire life. So now, like we know, like oh, so like I know what happens to her. Yeah, <laughs> she gets here. So I like thought, honestly, I thought the blue haired one was the one who lived. No, it it wasn't. Everybody dies to get the dinosaur island. I'm happy to see a dinosaur anime that looks this good, for uh, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the trailer is strange because it's four minutes long and a minute of that is dedicated to just this person's backstory. Uh-huh. And then we get into like, honestly, what is actually the trailer? Uh, because the first the first thing, it just feels like a flashback narrative. It's yeah. like the beginning of Up. And it's like, oh, also we made it about dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> because like, if, like, it feels like they wanted to be deceiving to be like, speaking of deceptive movie shows, but like, this is actually about dinosaurs. But you thought but it was about love. It's <laughs> called Ark. <laughs> we know it's. I, a- uh, I'm being cynical, and I don't think that's it. I think they wanted to get like a lot of props for like queer representation. Oh sure. And I feel like that's that's the main reason it's there. And what bums me out about it, yeah, is that, is that yeah. in pre- presenting it this way with all that super big celebrity. Uh, voiceover work that they'll lofty, all have like four that, lines that's in all it. got like lofty sayings that are going over this emotional stuff that i'm seeing of these characters but not actually hearing from these characters they've kind of undercut the emotional weight that that will have when i see it in the show yeah which is kind of a bummer and like spoiler alert like all there's a lot of famous people in here a lot of them aren't saying a lot y'all 
there's like data logs you pick up and it's like this like the ruins and like tales of the old world so it's going to be like five minutes of of david Tennant, and it's gonna be like five minutes of like russell crowe or whatever like it's gonna be like two lines from vin diesel i've been vin, heavily vin involved in so i think because he's got he's he's in arc two the video game that's true, so is. i think vin will probably have more of it but it's just like it's just like oh it's carl urban as the as bob he's, he's bob he's literally the guy from the game and it's just two the video game trailer suggests that the narrative that these are be these are people that were brought from another planet to another planet with dinosaurs. Yeah, it's that's se- that is that is separate from Ark, which is funny. Uh, even though it's like a sequel, like that is like this is within Ark one, so yeah. I can't even think about the ramifications of it being like alien shit. Uh, it, it, I think it looks good, but like, I think it might be a little more basic than it's leading on mm-hmm. with what you're actually doing in the game. It's just like you're building and you're fighting dinosaurs. I think people. that's part of it too. I think that's part of why it wants to give you that emotional opening in the trailer because it's like there's actually not a ton of meat on these bones. Because honestly, maybe? unless they're somehow able to weave in all of the story about her and her love, none of that matters because she washes up on a shore and has to become a dinosaur hunter. None of that really matters because like so. What if the flashbacks are her dreams? I mean, I they are. Know. They're framed like that. Well, yeah. I, I know how Jay Olivia directs, and like the the haze on those on those <laughs> scenes are uh, definitely dreamlike. That's actually a good point. Um, I, I hope I I if it's really good, I'll watch it because like I want more good dinosaur content. But like, I could just play that game, which I do every so often. Sandland. Yeah, this is one of Toriyama's other works. This looks um this looks cool. I'm not thrilled to see the superhero animation continuing, um, even though like the Toriyama style does work with it. There are, there are parts of it I like and parts of it I don't. Yeah. Uh, a lot of environment stuff that I'm like, eh, about. Um, I like the, I mean, he always makes good character designs and I think they look good. Yeah, they stand e- out. They pop. Yeah. Um, Bro saw Dune was like, I want to do that. <laughs> I <laughs> Honestly, love Sam. <laughs> now that I think about it, I think I remember reading uh, a small little interview with Toriyama in it and a, uh, uh, issue of Shonen Jump where he's talking about Sandland. It hadn't been released yet in Japan, mm. but he was talking about how it's like, oh yeah, there it's a, uh, it's you're on a desert planet. They're fighting for water. So the fact that it took, and this was way back in like 2005, 2006, where I remember reading this thing. Mm. So the fact that it's just now getting an anime, it's it's like all right. Well, I mean, took long enough, but at well, least you think small, I'm joking about Dune. Story but, too, and I yeah. believe this is a film, okay, not, not a series. Oh, oh okay. that makes well, sense. I it was a series. No, I believe it's going to be a film because there's a lot of tie-ins okay. to this. Also, there's going to be a, they're, they're calling it the Sandland Project, and I did a little bit of digging on this, but they're going to be really just like card games and and video games and multimedia. <laughs> there's going to be a, a a big push for Sandland. Yeah, there very mm-hmm. well could be, but I do believe this is a movie, not a show. Yeah, Sick. shown in. Sick pandemic murders, baby. Yeah, this looks fun. Looks like a good time. I thought this looked honestly. I thought this looked really good. Uh, the first time I watched it, watching it with people who aren't as into it as you are is a very interesting experience because you you feel the energy and you're like, oh, <laughs> I didn't. It, it doesn't look bad. It just looks like like the fact that it like is in the pandemic is like the big thing about it. It looks mm-hmm. like a traditional, like I watch a lot of these type of movies. So there's nothing really special except for that. It's in the pandemic. Uh, some of the writing's clever, but like, it doesn't look bad, but it didn't blow my socks off. Mm-hmm. It looks good. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any much, much to say about it. It's, it's a horror movie. It's in the pandemic. Neat. Infinity pool. Yo. 
I'm excited for Alexander Skarsgård. I'm glad he keeps getting weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm also really excited for Cleopatra Coleman from The Last Man on Earth because it's been like is, ten years since I watched this that. This has show. been like this is maybe one of the biggest things she's had since then. And yeah. She's awesome. Uh, yeah. Brandon Cronenberg uh, just doing more of his daddy's work, just really weird stuff. So, uh, is he getting is he getting cloned and then murdered? Is that what's happening in here? I think I think that uh, he has. I think what happens is that when he's captured, they clone him, so he watches his own execution. Yes, it felt like very like really bad prestige. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I love the sicko vibes. I love the gross masks they're wearing. Mia Goth. Uh, Mia Goth. Oh my god, she is like she is. Her and Jenna Ortega are just like the scream queens, man. Like I I love them. She looks so vicious in this movie. Looks super scary. Uh, looks really weird. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, knock at the cabin. Did you have thoughts on that one? Not more than you guys. Okay. Knock at the cabin. I think this looks pretty cool. Yeah, this does look cool. Real quick, for those who don't know, because it's not being said enough, this is not an original idea from Shyamalan or the screenwriters. Nope. This is based on a book called Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay. Just putting that He's out there. He's definitely on are... Twitter being very loud about like, yeah, like this is mine and they don't want to talk to me about it. Right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that part sucks. It's kind of gross. <laughs> this is the second. How many? How many of them? Not many of M. Night Shyamalan's films are adapted from source material. Um, this is the second in a row because uh, Old was adapted from a comic book. Mm. Come on, Shyamalan. Yeah, it it just credit your people more. It's just a bummer that most people are going to think this is Shyamalan. Mm. Yeah, like just straight up. And they're not even like they're not even promoting the book at all whatsoever. Like right. whatsoever. Right. And mm-hmm. that's just like a big bummer cuz like that's that's a great synergy you can have. Like you could sell books for and your movies like it's Well, the publisher has jumped on that. Going to Barnes and Noble, you see you see like uh oh, the, stickers. The stick like the stickers like soon to be a major motion picture called Knock at the Cabin. Yeah, yeah, but it's a bummer when uh like the the poster that came out in the past few weeks for it says like an M Night Shyamalan film. People watching by, the trailers don't know that. Written by the people that's written by yeah. no based on a book by or based on the book, right. the knock you the have cabin, to go to the, the, the cabinet, the, the bookstore, to see that yeah. it's even there. And that's and that's just it's creepy and uncomfortable, and it's weird that literally every piece of the marketing for the movie refuses to acknowledge it, because um, we know how mainstream audiences think, and mainstream audiences are not, nor should they have a reason to, going to think that this is anything but a ma- a, a piece made by from his mind. And what I what I don't understand is like. Being based on something, whether you've seen it or not, is generally a good thing because it gives you credit. Like, oh, that thing must be good if it's being made into a thing. Right. So, like, it just it boggles my mind that they're so adamant of being like, we're not associated with that book, even though it's based off it's based off the book. Anyway, uh, it looks cool though. It does look good. Um, I like the performances we're seeing in the idea. Batista. So I'm I'm hopeful for it. Batista. I liked I liked this trailer more than I liked the first trailer. I was not crazy about the first trailer. I was pretty lukewarm on it. This one I got. I was actually like, oh yeah, this looks pretty good. The first one just gives you tension and questions. Yeah, Yeah. teaser. Yeah. This one gives you more answers. Knowing that it's like the apocalypse is happening and like you do have to die. Someone has to die or the world will end. That is like that's kind of rough. That's pretty rough. (laughs) Um, ben, do you have anything you want to uh, say? Yeah, I was going to say the first trailer part of me was thinking like maybe the twist is that nothing is happening and it's just a bunch of crazy people, but the fact that they turn the TV on and you see people dying. Yeah. With plane, a gi- there's the, a plane there's falling. There's a plane falling. It's like, oh, nope, there are stakes. Okay, I'm interested now. Jonathan Groff is cool too. I like him being in the lead. That's cool. Same. Mm-hmm. Poker face. God, please let this be t- in the Knives Out universe. It looks so <laughs> please. good. It looks so good. It looks awesome. It does look pretty good. Ryan Johnson won't let me down. No. I, I'm very, very much in Ryan Johnson's pocket. I've 
I love all of his movies. Um, even the ones I didn't love the first time, I, going back to them, I'm like, oh, I was wrong. This is actually Which great. one, Brothers Bloom? Uh, Looper, actually. Oh, yeah, Looper's good. Um, I, I, I've not seen Brothers Bloom yet, but I want to. Oh! Um, but I obviously loves, love Knives Out and Glass Onion, and to see him do like this murder of the week, this murder mystery of the week story with uh, Natasha Lyonne, um, who's a great actress, perfect for this type So of many role. great actors showing up in this. And getting to see Ryan Johnson team up once again with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Very yeah. exciting. And it's really... He obviously loves like murder mystery shit because like he just made two movies and then he made a, a ten episode season of a show about it. He's just like, yo, I'm, I'm really good at this. I'm gonna keep doing it. Like I love that. And he kept the alliteration of like you know Benoit Blanc and and the act Charlie Carl or Char- yeah, but Charlie it, like Coyle. CC is mm-hmm. the is mm-hmm. the, yeah. I'm so stoked for this. This looks incredible. This yeah. does look pretty cool. Uh, and you were you were saying like very Columbo. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like she she specifically feels so Columbo like. I can see how this could be like set within the within the knives. Oh universe. my god! I was about to say the Columbo universe. That'd be so sick. No, but, um, I think there was, a, there was a there was a campaign a while ago to get Mark her, Ruffalo. No, oh. to get her to play Columbo, mm-hmm. like to make a remake of Columbo and have her star her. It would work. It would work. And so, like to do this is the next best thing. People also really wanted Mark Ruffalo because he had a look for a while. I was like, "You look like Columbo, my guy." He does look like Columbo. Um, Oppenheimer. Tick tick boom. I'll be honest. Uh, I think this looks awesome. Uh, I've already seen the greatest nuclear explosion of all time, and it's in Twin Peaks: Return. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Um, no, I know. No, I know. I'm not wrong. I know you're not wrong. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> it is it, the same shit's happening, but on a in, on a significantly smaller budget. Um, but like, I've I've, I've, I've I have kind of seen this already. Uh, uh, the the cool particle effect stuff. Um, otherwise, besides that, like, I'm not worried about him delivering a really cool, great like great movie. I think it, I think it's gonna be awesome. Uh, it's really funny this comes out the same day as Barbie. <laughs> what I think is really interesting is you know we just talked about them coming back around, and so like that I'm not gonna say like the entire genre is doing it because it isn't, or, or the entire medium, but that films are kind of going back on. Hey, maybe we should bring back into context the atomic bomb mm-hmm. and like what that meant. Yeah, um, I don't think there's anything more chilling than like. Uh, uh, Cillian Murphy's uh, reading of the line where he says, you know, uh, they're not going to fear it until they understand it. They're That's not going to understand it until you use it. It's awful. Mm. And it's it's chilling. It's yeah. disturbing. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I've been having some anxieties about that weapon recently, so I yeah. don't... I mean, look, I know it's Christopher Nolan. Cillian Murphy, I'm pretty sure, is going to get an Oscar now for this just by this trailer. I know this is going to be a fantastic film. I don't know if I'm ready to see it just yet. I, you know, Christopher Nolan... I really like Christopher Nolan. Um, I think the most, I think the only recent film of his that I didn't really like was Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that what he can, I think what he can do is is very good. And I, it's just long, long way of me, um, way of me just saying like this looks really good. No, I'm really glad it. you brought that up because I'm I'm like I like, I haven't been as sold on Nolan when he's doing something historical. Oh sure, good point. And so I'm really curious how this will like some of the like pan out tenet i liked the batman movies obviously sure interstellar is his best work interstellar interstellar to be, fair, to be fair dunkirk i'm pretty sure in his filmography is the only other historical piece he's done yeah but didn't didn't grip the this i think just because of my own personal like fascination with uh, the atomic bomb and our history with it um has me more yeah mm-hmm. but uh it does have me like i i hope he's got something 
really thought out here. Yeah. That you know, like I think big brain about this. Like I think doing something like this, you're kind of writing an essay. Mm-hmm. You have to have a thesis and you have to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And it felt like, at least from what I gathered on Dunkirk personally, that he didn't really have that there. And I'm hoping, especially with material as heavy as this, that he does. Yeah, so it does feel like it's that and not just like, yeah, this is great filmmaking. Yeah. But what is this? What's the point? What's the point right. here of this story? He's assembled quite the cast. It's a, it's the most stacked cast of all time. It's insane. Um, Everybody's in it. For me, I don't think he'll top the prestige in my eyes. It's a really good movie. So yeah. It's also wild yeah. to me that some people still don't know this is about the atomic bomb. I'm like, Google. Google it. Yeah, they don't know who Robert Oppenheimer is. Yeah. Uh, I, having read like 50 issues of the Manhattan Projects by Jonathan Hickman, I only see Robert Robert Oppenheimer as like the biggest villain of the universe and how he like cannibalized and ate his brother for his memories and his smarts and how he's just like, and I'm just like, wow, he's playing that guy. That's crazy. I read that comic. <laughs> That's a crazy, what a crazy man. I'm of, I am of two minds about if he should include the... Um, the line of uh, I have become death. I am become. It's death. in the first trailer, so I yeah. have to assume it is. Yeah. Well, but it's in it's in trailers all the time. That's like no, it's true. a thing that's become like a pop culture no, thing to the point true. where like people have separated it from its intent intended meaning. Again, like that is also quoting something else. That's fair. In the moment, but I'm like, will he put in the moment when the person was standing there, not someone repeating it later? Yeah. But when the person was standing there and said that, I think it would be that. Hell because trailing. I think that would be important because it will recontextualize that back into the pop culture mindset of like, by the way, whenever that's played as that audio, that person is talking about this moment when that was quoted. The murder of hundreds of thousands. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when that uh, line was played in the first Godzilla teaser trailer. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. See, like it's, yeah. it's used in that kind of context all the time, which is not a bad thing. Like yeah. it has a lofty weight, but I think we are, we I think are growing further and further away from people understanding why that quote, was mentioned at that time. Yeah, I think, I think the movie, one of Nolan's greatest strength is like, like, te- like being tense and like friction, and I, and like feeling like the weight of the world's on you, like something like it is, it, it's gross, it feels gross, uh, and like just dealing with like dropping a nuclear bomb on a country, like that is like, that's the that's not, what the worst thing you could possibly not, do. Not like, even necessarily that. Like what this will also cover is the very first time that they tested it. Yeah, which is you know what we know to be them going we might blow up the world yeah we might blow up the world yeah yeah like we might ruin the world right now trying to do this yeah um it was and similar, like yeah, yeah. the weight of that alone it's how before Chern- you even go to the let's drop all chernobyl country. all to kill godzilla yeah uh chernobyl felt like that the entire show that is it's like the the the, the worst the worst disaster in, in history happens and then it's them dealing with it for months it's just bad vibes and like that's kind of what i hope this movie is cuz like no one should be happy about this you know what i mean i i do hope that like it comes all the way to a thoughtful analysis at the end on like i want people thinking again i do want people thinking again because i think we as americans have uh, allowed our country to kind of convince us that wasn't a war crime yeah and 100%. or or that it was necessary to drop both. Yeah. When it wasn't necessary to I think even drop one, but let alone that we should have only dropped one. Yeah. Um and if the movie can push in that direction, I would love. I that. got a feeling. This is interesting. Christopher Nolan is the only credited screenwriter on this film because the only other two are credited with the book that the movie is based on. Mm. That's cool. Interesting. Um I'm 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 really excited. He always delivers a good time no matter what. So 
Barbie. Speaking of good times, 2001. Come on Barbie, let's go party. <laughs> 2001 A Space Odyssey. Not how I thought the Barbie movie would start. So nope. Amazing. Greta, you the best. Greta Gerwig, you the best. Um, we don't see a lot, but we see yeah. enough that it has me very Again, interested. Again, like the polar opposite of Oppenheimer. Just no, like yeah, well, Barbie no, world. Not only that, it's taking back with the logo from the old 1980s logo mm. of Barbie. Not the... Not the modern version. Well, of course, it's going to be all of Barbie. It's all encompassing. Yeah, it's. Here. A, it's a, I don't think Margot. We know that that uh, Ryan Gosling isn't the only Ken, and I believe that Margot Robbie isn't the only Barbie. No, we. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm everything that has been given out about this movie and throughout its production has been the, thrilling. The thing that I am, I'm very excited for this movie. The thing that I am still more excited about is like seeing Will Ferrell in it. Because yes. Will, his, he's basically doing the same role from the Lego movie. Yes. Where he's like the dude coming in to stop Barbie. And I'm like, Will Ferrell, I, you're going to ruin this movie. I'm so, not in a good way. Like, I'm so happy. I'm so excited for him to show up. Uh, what a weird movie this is. Like, with the Barbies, it's just a world of Barbies. Like, it's so cool. Yeah. Movies are fun. We get a glimpse of the other Kens. So, Simu Liu and Shudi Gatway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thought it was really cool. Uh, Dancing. But, yeah. Actually, dream house. Honestly, I'm more excited for this than I am Oppenheimer. Yeah, me too. It, they're, <laughs> it's just know, like, like it's Oppenheimer's going to go and make you think about war <laughs> crimes, <laughs> and Barbie's going to like, let's just have a great time. Yeah. yeah. What's the secret like? Like, what's like the secret woke message that's going to have? Is it going to be about like capitalism? Is it going to be about like like? Well, the original like, the original idea the original idea when it was Rebel Wilson uh, star, starring Rebel Wilson hmm. was that it was going to be uh, a fat phobia movie. Okay, and well, it's fat, definitely not that. And anymore. it was Rebel Wilson was going to be like the first fat Barbie. Oh, that would have been a good. That would have been and fun. The, and how the how the um how the world reacted to that, but the world reacted so negatively to just the idea of that that they recast with Margot Robbie and changed Interesting. the movie completely. I'm still I'm sure this movie is going to be incredible still, but actually that's a pretty good idea. That I'm sad that well, I just wonder if maybe that's still in the script. Yeah, you know? as, as she might not. It might be a different Barbie. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, also, yeah. hasn't Rebel lost a ton of weight? She has at this point. Um, sorry. Uh, I think that it, to answer your question, I think that the message is probably going to be something along the lines of like, what really matters is you know, uh, being true to yourself regardless of the package they try to sell you in. Damn. There you go. Mm. Go see Barbie <laughs> with that tagline, and then go see Oppenheimer for a great double feature. <laughs> Scream six. Six cream. Nope. We don't get a lot. But I'm excited. Yo, it's Halloween in New York. They're finally they're finally leaving Woodsboro. That's really exciting. Stab the musicals on Broadway. <laughs> oh my God, we're gonna see. I really hope we see like like the Avengers musical. I w- I want to see a number from that musical, which I hope we see. I hope they're in the in the theater watching it happen, and then they get murdered in the theater watching Stab the Musical. I want the madness to be too real. You want Scream Two again? I want Scream Two. Scream Three. Scream Two. Scream it's Two. The opening of Scream Two. Oh, it is the opening of Scream Two. Oh, that's right. That one. Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith and Omar. You're right. Epps. You're yeah. right. Do that again, but bigger. <laughs> I'm just really excited that we're just getting another Scream movie like Same. so quickly, like a, a year after the, the the last one. And it's it's it feels truly fresh. And like you know, we're moving in a direction that like again we've talked about like Sydney not being in it. And I'm like honestly, we we can move forward. And yeah. and like you're bringing back the faces I want you to bring back and leaving behind the ones I think should be left behind. Yeah. And it's such a bummer because like all these people just want to. Oh yeah, Kirby's in this movie. Yeah, she is. Yo, I forgot <laughs> about that. People are reposting the scene where her just reciting all the movie the, the movie titles from was it from four right? Yeah, uh, I, yeah, from four. And everyone's just like, well, she's gonna have the best scene in the movie again, isn't she? <laughs> oh, Hayden Panettiere, welcome back. I can't wait for Ben to watch all these so he can see the sixth one. Oh my god. Yep. Five cream. Is a really good movie. It's really did, Ben's. Ben's gonna like binge five. Did you not see five Scream with us, Ben? No, I just don't. Re- I just don't remember. I've never seen any Scream thing. Mm, okay, we're, 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 I'm so ready to change be your screaming. world this year. 
Let's see. It's the Scream franchise. Halloween. Halloween. It's the Halloween franchise. Indiana Jones. Resident Evil. <laughs> Indiana Jones. He's seen though. Oh, good. Point. Uh, uh, Resident Evil. Mission Impossible. Evil Dead. The Mission Impossible Evil Dead franchise. Oh my god, you get to watch the Mission Impossible movies this year? I'm so excited for you. That's and good, you're going to have a big 2023. It's like in all those movies, most of them good. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited all, for you. Almost all. Almost all. Oh, this is going to be great. Love I can't it. wait for this. Love it. Oh, you're going to love Evil Dead. Yeah. I swallow you. You're going to love the way we you look. <laughs> we guarantee it. <laughs> Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I mean, what more can be said? That's a lot yeah, of Spider-Man. It's amazing. That's a lot of Spider-Man, y'all. I love... I'll say it's spectacular. I, I love uh, this trailer very much. I love We get the characters that I feel like should be back, Peter P. Parker and Spider-Gwen. Um, uh, I would love to see Spider-Ham or Spider-Man Noir, but I, I know that we know that now that Nick's yeah. not in this. Nick uh, is not in this movie. Getting back, uh, Peter B. Parker with a little baby girl. With a little baby girl. Mayday. Little Mayday. Oh, my they God. They did it. Take that um, comic books, I guess. And I really love, I, I, I really love that every Spider-Man that we see is animated in a different anime st- mm-hmm. animation style. Some people have pointed out that the spectacular Spider-Man is there, and I'm thrilled about. Hell it. yes, baby! There's the Do one we, from the game. Yeah. Do you think we'll maybe get the 1990s Spider-Man? Of course. Cause ben, cause I think was, every single that was every single Spider-Man. Because I remember movie. that was one of my wishes. We can get the 1990s Spider-Man in this in the next Spider-Verse. I'm sure. Or I'm sure we do. Japanese Spider-Man because they would be very easy to do because he's obviously a vocal performance. Um, I think every single just even as a cameo. We're getting Japanese Spider-Man. 100% I think. Right. I think any animated version of Spider-Man that existed pre the Disney Ultimate Spider-Man series will show up. Oh, MTV Spider-Man Unlimited where it's like weird 3D. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I saw it. his suit oh, in this we, in this trailer. Okay, I believe it. We, Everyone's I, in it. Uh, um, was it Spider-Man the one where he has a spider-web cape where he goes to the alternate earth? Yeah. Yeah, we saw I saw that suit. And the the coolest thing about this trailer is that like we don't really know who the villain is, but the antagonist is a Spider-Man. Yeah. It's um, it, Oscar you know, Isaac. Yeah, yeah it's I love the line. We're supposed to be the good guys. We, we are. are. So, so whatever so good. whatever Miles and Gwen are doing, it might be uh, like it might be bad. So so Oscar has to stop them. I'm like, what are you doing? Or they're doing something that the other spiders don't want them to do. Like, what yeah. what is what are you doing? What are they doing? I love it. Literally, how that's too many Spider Man. That's so many Spider Man. Animators, I love the, you. That scene at the end when Bagman shows up and he's in, he looks like a comic book. Like, oh, lots baby. of lots of lots of work, baby. There has been um, an awakening. There has been like a fan clip with um, Tom Holland Spider Man going into Spider Verse. Corridor, corridor oh, yeah, I'm sure they're yeah. there. Do you think Do you think Tom Holland will show up in one of these movies? I say yes. Yes, I think absolutely. So. Ooh, I yeah. hope so. Yeah, it's as a voice for a line. I am. I think all three of them are here. I think so too. Oh, I didn't even. I don't know why I didn't Ooh. think of that. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure all three of them are here. Yeah, I'll even go one step further. I bet we're gonna get our classic '90s animated cartoon Spider-Man voice actor back. Oh hell yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I'm I'm certain about. I also think um I I if, I, if you guys recall it it's it I I think it's 100 certainty that the Japanese Spider-Man is in this. He has to be. I'll take it another step further. I think we're gonna hear that Spider-Man '90s theme. Ooh, juicy. <gasps> Radioactive Spider-Man. Yeah, I I, I'm, I'm sure. God. Yeah. Do you know who else I'm excited to see? Who? My boy, Ben. Ooh. Ben Riley. Yeah, he gonna be there. Uh, the new Spider Woman uh, looks awesome. I love that motorcycle. Oh my god! The the web hand. The web That's figures. from the Ultimate Universe, I think. I think one well, of the Ultimate Spider Silk does it too. Oh, Silk, Silk, Silk does, does do it. it. But I was trying to think of like one of the like Jessica Drew or somebody also does that in the Ultimate Universe yeah. before. But uh, regardless, like oh yeah, I think you're right. I think Jessica Drew does do that. I was like, I think you're wrong about that. But 
She's a clone. She's a clone. clone Peter Parker. The clone <laughs> Peter Parker, who's actually a, 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 a y'all. The universe was wild. <laughs> it has its ups and downs. I think it looks awesome. Like, and it's the first part of like of like uh, it's a two part. So like we're getting another one, and that's just really cool. Like, I'm so I'm so excited. So excited. Sixty five. Dinosaurs. Adam I, Driver. I did not know what this movie was about because I so a couple. Uh, well, at the beginning of 2022, I wrote a list. Go away, go away, go away. <laughs> Kitty uh, cat. Uh, at the beginning of 2022, Let's I wrote try. a list about upcoming uh, exciting sci-fi films. Um, just don't don't show the camera your privates, little girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we so and I wrote a, I wrote a list about like some of the most the most, most exciting anime, uh, sci-fi films coming, and I heard about 65 for the first time, which was described and the synopsis as Adam Driver crash lands alone on an, on a barren world, and he has to survive. I'm like, that sounds cool for the creators of a Quiet Place. That sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. And then the trailer is dinosaurs, and yep. I'm like. Oh God! Yeah, uh, the fact that we don't have at least one dinosaur movie a year pisses me off. <laughs> because why? Why do we have to get like a million zombie now. movies and like a million like 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 vampire movies? But like now we're two for two. That's what I mean. Like Jurassic Park doesn't need to own dinosaurs. Give me Adam Driver, this alien dinosaur planet, baby. Give there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of talk about like Jurassic Park being like the premier dinosaur franchise, and I totally get that. And it's mostly because most of the dinosaur franchises that spawned out of Jurassic Park crashed spectacularly. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I'm glad we're trying again now that Jurassic World is done, uh, and we can basically just like like let's try and get more paleo uh, stuff going. Like, there's Ark, there's this. Yeah. I'm sure there's more in the pipeline. Like, th- this honestly looks really great. Yeah. I think I think it's it's. It's pretty cool. It's a cool premise, and if Adam Driver's attached to it, like that dude generally like picks good good scripts. Uh, so like I haven't seen everything he's done, but everything I've seen him in is good. Incor- incorporating prehistoric Earth as an alien planet is genius. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Genius. Um, you know, it's kind of a bummer they don't look scientifically accurate, but whatever. Yeah, what are you gonna do? There's a mix. There's a mix, but like the raptor that we see isn't. Doesn't look anything like a real raptor. Well, let's be honest. We still don't know what a real raptor actually looks like. That's fair. Um, <laughs> we know more than we did in the '90s. We still don't know. I I think you know I I, I think that we are good. We're going to get a movie that's going to have like as accurate as we can get, like prehistoric planet, but with like a with like a plot. One day. Um. One day. This is not that day, and I still think this looks great. Sixty five is a great title too. Sixty five. Like, don't call so it sixty five million years. Like, just call it sixty five, baby. Yeah. I, I kind of wonder, like, if this should have been a deceptive trailer. Like, if it was just like Adam Driver survives monsters on a barren world. Oh, if they didn't show, if they no, it was it was perfect. It yeah. was perfect because yeah. everybody got jazzed about it. Yeah, because the back half. Of the I think if you was like sixty-five oh, yeah. million years, if you ago. hide the dinosaurs, I yeah, if you do almost like a more quiet place approach where you don't see the monsters, I don't think we'd be as jazzed about yeah. it. That's fair. Yeah, um, dinosaurs. But yeah, this looks cool. I'm really excited. I for like this. dinos this year. Renfield, Dracula. What a what a interesting interesting movie. It's like obviously Renfield Dracula, but it also feels like it takes place in like the MCU because there's like gangs with werewolf masks. Like, no, I'm glad you brought that. It's kind of weird. I like everything about it except the part of it where it looks like it's trying to be a superhero movie. I don't. And why does Renfield have it? Kind of. It reminds me of something like an I Frankenstein, but I don't think it looks as bad as that movie ended up. Um, I just. I I don't need Renfield to have superpowers. I thought it was just going to be like, oh, my boss really sucks. But yeah. he also made me he made me Wolverine. I actually think that 
So I actually do think that's a pretty interesting way to do the Renfield character mm-hmm. because like there is the, you know, he does eat the bug, you know, there's the, he eats the bugs and whatnot. And, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he serves Dracula. I do kind of like the idea that, okay, well what if he, if he ate the bugs, it like gives him some powers. Like mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a cool way to make a protagonist. Um, this is a really cool way to do like a Dracula movie where it's just like, I have a toxic boss. And I don't want to be around this toxic boss anymore. I like that, too. I think that's a really cool idea. I do, too. But I also like, why is he fighting werewolf gang members? Yeah. That's, it's, it just, it feels like two different movies put together. I hope it's less of the movie than it looks like in the trailer. Mm-hmm. That's they don't I'm give him superpowers for. unless he's becoming an action man. <laughs> I like, mean, but like, it could be only be like three sequences in the film instead of like eight. I guess. Then who's putting it, this then movie out? Chris McKay. Oh, who's uh, Universal. I'm guessing. Universal? Universal. I'd have, have to be, right? The Dark know. Universe rises again. <laughs> yes. They did it. My game is on. Renfield is going to team up with Tim Morton, or whatever his name is. Nick. Nick Morton. Morton. I hate that I know that. <laughs> what good memory have I gotten rid of so I remember the mummy's protagonist? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, are they going to do the Dark Did you Universe remember again? the Morton part? I don't know. Did, that, I, did I remind you? Or did you? you just remember Nick? Because I can at least give you the path to how you remembered Nick. I remember I, don't, I remember Nick for sure. Just it's, because it's because uh, the guy from New Girl, New Girl calls is. him Nick, which is weird because he He's was Nick. Nick. Um, so that stands yeah. out. I remembered Morton. <laughs> Morton Salt. I yeah, remember. I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered none You're of better that. for it, Ben. <laughs> I remember... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, watch Top Gun Maverick, everyone. Um, anyway, I think that uh, that this looks really funny. Uh, this looks this uh, Nicholas Cage's Dracula is inspired. Looks really fun um, for sure. Yeah, I I hope this is more the Lego Movie and less the Tomorrow War. He, mm-hmm. I, so mm-hmm. he he doesn't have a lot in the trailer, Nicholas Cage yet. But the way he did his Dracula, yeah. Dracula. the perfect amount of like. I'm referencing Bella Lugosi, but I'm I am not, not Bella Lugosi. Yeah, and I was like, well, because it's clear that like yeah. he doesn't talk like that in most of the trailer, and then he's like, but I got to put on my Dracula voice. He's like, Renfield gives <laughs> yeah. me a, a handful of nuns. God, love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this. Honestly, I was surprised. Um, there's another Dracula movie that we haven't seen uh, a trailer for, Last Voyage or something, um, which is just. Based on the chapter of Dracula, oh. where he kills the, the entire boat. I love that. I love that idea. That that's becoming its own movie. Uh, I'm super stoked for that. I I am as well. I can't wait for the trailer for that to drop. Dracula. All right. Children of the night. Evil Dead Rise. Oh my God, y'all. Ben. This looks so good. Ben. No. Mommy's with the maggots now. I'm out. Mommy's with the maggots now. I don't you know gotta, if I got to ASMR it. That's the only way he can get to oh, see Oh, no. I can't no, do it myself. For I honestly God's don't sake, know if a, don't. if a line has chilled me harder than that line. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, stop. Stop <laughs> um, it. All of you. There's never been a bad Evil Dead movie. The the, the remake is awesome. And I was yeah. like, that movie's not that old. It's, it's almost 10 years old. Jesus Christ. Um... I, this looks incredible. This looks like, so good. It has like it does just enough Raimi, like so you know you know it's Evil Dead, but it's I, doing its own thing. I really like that they brought back the camera, the the ca- the the demon like movement. I think that yeah. always has to be part of it. I think so too. I really like the look of the new Necronomicon. It always changes. Um, it's always. I fun. love the teeth. I think that's a really cool yeah. concept. Yeah, that te- it's, like, it's like a. Fantastic Do you know the piece? Necronomicon, Ben? Bound in human flesh, inked yes. in blood. Yes, I know the Necronomicon. Oh my god! And it's like it's a vinyl. It's like a the the tape that that the the, the professor recorded on. It's actually like a vinyl. 
it all down. I'm like, well, Man. so I have, I have a question. I have a question. Is, do we think that's the, is that, because I don't have a very good memory. Is that the original voice from the, from that movie? I, I, the original movies? I, I can't say a hundred percent for sure, but like 95% sure it sounds, it sounds like, like it. It does sound like it. So people are speculating because, uh, even though it's not really, people say that the, the Evil Dead uh, remake does take place in that universe. Their, their theory is that the ne- Necronomicon that. changes upon whoever finds it. It's always changing. Yeah. Um, whether just that's just a fun reason for you know to make a new aesthetic for a new movie, or you want to do lore stuff. But, I would uh, I would honestly believe that because the Necronomicon does change every movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hold, so hold on real quick. Grayson is in the chat saying, I am so mixed on Evil Dead Rise. I want to see it, but honestly, the trailer made me scared to go alone. Good. Okay, see, that means that it worked. That means that the trailer so here's works. What ha- here's what happened when the trailer dropped. We had just docked port the last time I say that, I hope. And the trailer <laughs> dropped, and uh, it was pitch black because the curtains are closed. And I was, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the Evil Dead Rise trailer dropped. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. And it starts, and I'm like, I'm going to turn on all the lights and wake up Zara because <laughs> I don't want to watch this alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it, I th- honestly the trailer the trailer is chilling. I really like the new the new protagonist the look of the new protagonist. Very Ash from Evil Dead One. The way the the way she looks, mm-hmm. which I, which I'm really excited. Chainsaw's like, back, of course. I like the new setting. I think the new setting is really cool. Kind of like uh, the raid meets Evil Dead is a yeah. really cool idea. The thing that they're not showing a lot in this trailer is there's way more mayhem and there's may- way more like uh, neighbors just getting messed up. Yeah, and like <laughs> the, you see like the the, the and the, the the shot that we had that we had an image of the shot month, like a month ago, but like the shot of her looking through the peephole uh chilling yeah nothing a kiss can't solve yeah i just this we've been we've heard about this for so long and i'm like is this movie ever coming out i'm like yeah it comes out in three months and the best thing david Zaslov ever did put this in theaters yeah yeah um i am just so ready that cheese grater is gonna mess me up oh my god the cheese grater is gonna be so good i i don't know like i just i love this trailer and i just i love evil dead and it's like oh man yeah this shit's awful this is a terrible thing to i go love through. how different every evil dead movie is mm-hmm. and i'm so glad they they like just like keep doing just like scream things. like this is a completely different even though the remake is is a different franchise quote unquote, rem- it's in the same place the remake is like a more terrifying version of the first. It's movie. a different take on the same yeah. thing. Where this is like we're we're gonna flip it up maybe a little bit. And like like I I think all the Evil Dead movies are are great. I I am of, I am of the belief that the remake is in, is set in the same universe. Yeah, um, I I am too. Even if it doesn't explicitly say say one way or the other. Um. So like, there's no reason for me to believe that this also doesn't exist in the same universe. Like, I understand where I could bring the Ash Williams character back. Do we like the Midsommar weird hut that they go to where they find the Necronomicon? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> like some really bad things happen there like a scalping oh my god that was in a trailer that was I, in a trailer i was always sad they never brought back the protagonist from the fir- from the from the remake mm-hmm. um, mia nope. I, I think her name is mia but i don't remember the actress yeah. it is it's mia it's jane levy i oh, right, thank you um and and like i'm really happy to go away from the ash williams character he had a swan song with the show yep um so bringing back bruce campbell just honestly wouldn't make sense to me bringing in a new protagonist uh Maybe making a path for Mia to return also, if they continue with this franchise, if they yeah. do another one, I think that's a really cool. I think that's really cool and for sure. The the coolest thing is now that I own the Evil Dead game, they will definitely be releasing DLC with oh, all yeah. of these characters Ooh, and new monsters. Boy, check out Basement Arcade sometime. Oh yeah, a new map set in the building. Probably, probably That'd be so scary. October, <laughs> spooky times. Do you have any any any, any thoughts? As far as I know, we to kind of talk. I about agree. That. I agree with everything you guys. Yeah, said. It, it this looks like just good shit. I'm I'm ben, jazzed get to get into the kitchen of the jazz kitchen that is Evil Dead Rise. Oh, yes. Ben, honestly, you're going to like the Evil Dead movies. I'm pretty sure I would. I you like the second one. You've seen the second one, you said. Yeah. You're also going to have nightmares. 
That's no. sec- the second one's a good movie. Yeah, I saw the second one because we were interviewing those guys who. Oh, made- that's man. right. We this did podcast that. is going so long. You forced me to watch the second movie. I'm like, hey, I actually really like this movie, so now I can those understand guys this. Guys who board. stole a bunch of people's money. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. <laughs> we had to talk oh, about boy. that. It was a different era. Um, <laughs> you will definitely like Army of Darkness. Okay. Yeah, that's where he gets. That's it's the, the, the boomstick you, one. You are going to love the first three and the. The remake you will also enjoy, but it will give you nightmares. It will mess you up more than the other ones. I haven't rewatched the the remake because I truly found it that terrifying. I watched it again. La- I was gonna say last year, yeah, twenty twenty two. Have you watched the the extended cut that they dropped? I I watched it on whatever streaming service that was on, so I don't know Probably to be honest. Not. I don't think so. Yeah, that, that that remake messed me up. That's good. Main topic. Yeah. Here we go. Don't worry, we got this. Okay, we are here three hours into the podcast to talk about our top 15s of the new year. Last year we did a top 10. That's not enough, guys. So we did top 15 this year. We decided to make the show longer. So let's get into hey, it. it. It's not necessarily like... No, I disagree. Beyond, beyond uh, 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 we hope you enjoy this. We had fun making them. Let's not waste making any more what? time. Making what? A list? Oh, I should have done Some that already. Some quick rules. I'm just kidding. Some quick, quick rules. rules that you want to lay down for yes. us. Uh, we are going to go through our honorable honorable mentions first. If you're going to say anything more about it than just the title, just try and keep it to like a sentence or two because we got a lot to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to do our top 15. We'll do it one at a time. Um, as we go, if you say a title and then someone else has it in their list and it's higher up, then just let us know that it is higher up in your list. And then that person, whoever has just mentioned it, will wait until we get to the person who has it highest. Yes. If no one else has it, then go ahead, gush. Because the thing here is, like, if my number 15, I'm just I'm just saying, like, if my number 15 is God of War, and Ben, your number one is God of War, then I will spend my 15th spot talking a lot about God of War. And then when you get to number one, my number one's God of War, and you already talked about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, so that's how we're going to So do that's how to make that it fair. Sense? So, like, if somebody has more passion for something, they get to talk about it, and then we can all join in. Gotcha. Okay, so that's how Sounds we're going to do it, and then when we get to the end, we'll compare our list to our predictions from our Spicy. annual uh, that we had at the middle of last year. Yes. Who wants to go first with their honorable mentions? I will go first, because I actually treated my numbers 15 through 11 as their honorable mentions, so I technically don't have any. Then you cannot go first. Exactly. <laughs> I will go first, then. And some of these might surprise you. Uh, these are in no particular order. I was just, I, I got to 15, and I was like, I just, I don't know where I'm going to put these, so... Doctor Strange, Top Gun Maverick, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, Werewolf by Night, God of War, Ragnarok, Cult of the Lamb, Prey, Glass Onion, X, and Pearl, because I put both of those in one. Sure. Uh, I watched and did more stuff than you guys, so and I, I don't know that makes and sense. I don't wow. feel as strongly as about some things about you guys do. So the Bing Bong. Some of those ended up in my fifteen. Some of those and didn't end up. In I my 15. I know. <laughs> I fa- I know how you guys feel about things okay. that I do. Uh, yeah, I'll go. Um, my honorable mentions, also in no particular order, are the Woman King. Spirited, After Party, The Northman, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, Nope, She-Hulk, uh, Holly, Halloween Ends, House of the Dragon, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, and Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, a lot of those were in my honorable mentions before I changed my list entirely. Um, <laughs> so as you are want to do. As I do. Um, so here's my honorable mentions, and nope, once again, in no particular order. Inferno, because the last issue came out in 2022, and I'm counting it. Uh, it's January. It counts. It counts. Uh, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Rogue Sun. The entire series came out this year. That sh- that 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 comic book is awesome. It mm-hmm. is the Batman Beyond successor I needed in my life. Um, I really like that massive verse title almost as much as a, almost more than I like Radiant Black, which I also really love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Great movie. Inched out. Inched out. Let me tell you. It was in there for a while. <laughs> that one I'm a little stunned by for you. Avatar The Way of Water. Honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. Mm. Mm. It, well, it was there, but again, once again, in chat. I have a review of it. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I see you. I love this movie very, 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 very much. Honorable mentions. Scream. Mm-hmm. 2022 mm-hmm. made by honorable mentions i love that movie i think the movie was, i think that movie rules i honestly almost forgot about it coming out this year because we have scream six coming came out, out next January. year yeah. and i'm like oh there's no way scream movie came out this year for getting one next year yeah uh, i really love what they did with um dewey in that movie specifically i think that movie rules mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. that's it it's my honorable mentions okay ben number 15 number 15 damn there we go slumberland Ooh. Ooh. Good job. We love crying here. Hey, Ben. Shit, yeah. Slumberland should have been my honorable mentions. <laughs> I have that higher. Okay. Bing bong. We'll get there. All right, Sparks, we'll, why don't you go we'll now? We'll get there. I really agonize over this one. Um, it's Elden Ring. But That's uh, high. Uh, well, what, the, it's 100% yeah, yeah, higher, yeah, 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 but you higher. also put in one twentieth of the hours we did. Yeah. Yeah, but that's fair. That's why I agonize even over pu- even putting it in yeah. here. But it's I hate it, the it's fact that, that it good. even made your your top list at all is like just a signifier. Uh, uh-huh. My fifteen is half of the dragon. Wow, yeah, it's higher. Good. I I cannot tell you guys how hard this was. Yeah, but like I like I love I love everything. That's why this is like I I wanted this to be a top twenty five. I wrote like forty things down. <laughs> I had to just I had to like I just I can't do all this. Yeah. So yeah, fifteen's yeah. out the dragon. But this I mean, was good. this was hard even to do fifteen. Part yeah. of the part of the fun is the difficulty. At least for me, I I think that's that's yeah. what makes this makes this fun. Yeah. Seriously, there are things I'm like, okay, cool, and then I was like, oh shit, and it also came out. I gotta put that in, and then it inched something. Out. I was like, yeah, sorry. I, I also want to make a quick note, at least me personally, um, that I meant to say at the top, which is that like my 15 is a reflection on how something resonates with me personally. Yeah. It doesn't always mean that I think where I put a thing over another thing means I think that thing is better, better. made yeah. or yeah. necessarily oh, yeah. or something like that. It's just there are some things that I left out where I'm like, I think that's genuinely probably better than some things I put higher. 100%. Than, but mm-hmm. it, but it some means more to me. Money yeah. can't buy. You're absolutely correct. That, that That is a really good signifier for mine as well. This is more This is more something I've just run into a lot where people are talking about, like especially it always happens at the end of the year, people are talking about how they rank their films and everything. And it's always like this objectionable view. And I'm like, objectivity oh. doesn't exist. Oh, like they put like the highest rated movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. and they're like, I'm like, objectivity doesn't exist. Like I, I go with what, like what, you what like. means more to me as yeah. a thing. 100%. And on that note, my 15 is Cobra Kai Season 5. Oh, Talk about it. definitely not on mine. Go for it. I am shocked this made my list, frankly. Hell yeah. We watched it in the early hours of 2023, and uh, we were hooked. Um, I have been very critical of Cobra Kai, especially its first two seasons, and the second two seasons, I think, are better, uh, but still stupid. I think the show is ridiculously stupid. But Season 5... Uh, <sighs> It's all, I'm almost speechless talking about it because, like, I think the villain. I think they nailed. I think they were going on uh, all their cylinders. They were firing at a hundred percent. Terry Silver is an incredible villain that they wrote uh, for this character. It's stupid. It's soap opera-y. They really lean into it, and they finally resolve a lot of the really stupid character work that was been that had been holding the show back for me. And they resolve all that, literally all of it in the season, Hell yeah. to create a. The, one of the best seasons of t- of TV I've seen this year. Love it. Um, th- the the main characters are great. We f- we get a team up of the three villains from the trilogy: That's Mike fun. Barnes, Chosen, and and, and uh, um, Johnny Lawrence, which was really fun. Uh, yeah, uh, I I I was on the edge of my seat the entire season. 
there's stakes there's great martial arts uh it's great it's so crazy that that started as a youtube original show right and now it's like one of netflix's like biggest things yeah it's getting the season six so crazy i'm so excited for season six Mm -hmm. my number 14 werewolf by night higher higher nice cool um my number 14 is star trek strange new worlds higher I figured that's that amazing. Be I love it. My number fourteen is I know for sure y'all don't have it on here. It's Marvel Snap. Yes. Yeah, I don't true. have that. <laughs> yeah, Marvel Snap. Um, uh, I thought about it though. It's 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 just so impeccably made. It is, it is it is a lot simpler than a lot of other card games, but it is like by simplifying it, like they made honestly like the one of my favorite card games I've ever played in my life. And it's not just because it's Marvel. If it was DC, I'd feel the same way. It's just like the the mechanics. Uh, the the three lane structure, uh, the different locations that change up your, like your strategy, the different decks that you can make, the synergy between so many different cards, it's it's incredible how much how much and how how little can happen in six turns because six turns is not a lot of time and how quickly you think you're gonna win on turn five and then they play literally one card which fucks your entire day up. It's in, it's it's, in, so true. it's incredible. Like my and the, my favorite thing about it is and I hate gambling. But it has the best gambling feature I've ever seen in a game, and it's the snap mechanic where you snap because the way you I level up so often. The way you level up is you 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 get like these collection cubes, uh, and you can bet more cubes if you think you're going to win, and then they can match you and raise you. So if you think you're about to win, you'll snap it and it goes snap, and you're like, I'm about to win this baby, and then they lay a card and you lose, and you lose eight cubes, and you go down a level. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, I can't I can't <laughs> tell you at least like six times in the past two weeks has been a time where I was confident and I oh. thought about hitting the snap and then they hit the snap and I'm like, oh, I'm hitting that snap. Oh, you challenge me? Dead. <laughs> and there's no communication in the game. Like, you can't type anything. You can just say, like, oh, hello, and, like, like the most basic, basic things. But that snap mechanic is 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 devious. Ooh. It's so devious. And there's a little Thanos snap emote where if you do that, boy, does that piss people off. <laughs> oh, and I use it every time. It's... It's like the simplicity, like just it allows it to do so much, and like it's like they love to tell like it took four years to make this game, and like I believe it, I see how like it, it took them so long to get like the perfect, the simplest perfect card game you can make, and like it's only getting better, and like the 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 battle pass system is incredible. I think the collection system, uh, the free stuff is great. You are always getting cards. There are so many cards, just like there are so many Marvel characters, like. I, I am like a level 1,000 and I'm watching streamers who are level 5,000 and they're still getting new stuff. And I'm like, I, that's insane to me. That is truly insane. And you can't buy your way to victory. You can just buy better variants. And that's the best thing about the game. Marvel Snap, number 14. Amazing. My number 14 is Spirited. Ching, 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 Go for it. It was in your honorable mentions, right? It was in my honorable yeah. mentions. Honor. Uh, Spirited was a surprising film for me. Um, I was interested in it because I like Will Ferrell and I like Ryan Reynolds and I like musicals. And you like a Christmas Carol. I like a Christmas Carol, so like, sure. But the fact that they were able to pack in so much heart and uh, a, a well-done but predictable story. Like, predictability is not a, is not a negative in, mm-hmm. this sort, in this sort of context. Like, I pretty much saw the twist coming, but still, the fact that they're able to nail it. I wouldn't even call it a twist. Yeah, frankly, right. right. Um, the, and there's so many lines of dialogue that are so quotable. quotable. I've just We've just quoted it as like, you know, the leading cause Good of... Good afternoon. Th- Good afternoon. The leading cause of death la- that t- uh, back then was January. Yes. Um, That's <laughs> a great like, line. Um, I really... I think Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell are very fun. It's very old school musical. 
Um, the music is great. Yeah, real quick, like one of my favorite things about Spirited is that it's very much clearly a send up of the movie musicals that were made in the 30s and 40s, yes. and trying to recapture specifically the staging and the framing and the and the structure of those films. And I think in that it is it is magically masterfully made. Yeah, and I think the music. I listen to the soundtrack a lot. It's uh, a good soundtrack, especially the track "Good Afternoon" is a very fun track. It's very fun. Um, I'm I'm very pleased with Spirited. Uh, it will be a it will be a Christmas watch yes. every year. I I do highly recommend it. I think Brandon's right. It it took a uh, uh, it took the idea into a really cool place, yeah. and I liked it a lot. Love right. it, Ben. Number thirteen, The Northman. Was in my mentions, but yep. not on my top fifteen. So I actually I forgot about that one, and I went through ever I went through all the lists. Damn it! It would have been my honorable mentions to be honest. I don't. Yeah. Know. Brandon, no, it's not on my list. Cool. So I freaking love that movie. It's great. It's really good. It's a I, great movie. Yeah. I love. I just love how it was shot. I love how it there was. Uh, it was grounded in reality. Naked but it volcano was, fight. But <laughs> naked volcano <laughs> fight. But also how there was still a strand of mysticism in there with the sword not being able to be drawn during the daylight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you. It, to me, it was a really good period piece set in the age of the Vikings, and learning that Shakespeare got the took the story as a basis for Hamlet is like it makes sense. Have have uh, everything you said is totally accurate. Have have I talked to you about the thing that my uh, our friend Michael pointed out to me about Northman? No, you have not. Um, so the framing of the movie, uh, he is center frame whenever he is on the path of the gods, but when he is being lured away from the path. He is on the left or right side of the frame. Oh. That's so cool. Which is a really cool thing. Yeah. You know what? Now oh, Dean. Now that you you said that, I I think I remember that now. Yeah, I think it's, I remember it's really cool. Yeah, but I had a blast with the Northmen. Um, I absolutely love that movie, and there's really nothing much I can say about it. That it to me, it's just it's a really good. Let's be mystical, but not mystical. Like the Dark Souls fight that he has to get the the Dragon Tooth sword. And then it's oh, like yeah. it, it's like was it a dream? Did he really fight this monster? A, oh such yeah, a that's great su- sequence. It's such oh, a yeah. good sequence. And then it's like when he draw, he's like, oh cool, I got the sword. And it's like, oh shit, I can't draw it. And even the guy who he chops the um his nose off in when he was a child <laughs> can't draw the sword. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it gives constantly. I forgot give, about that. It constantly gives you this: is this world mystical? Is this based in reality? What's going on? What's yes. like? What is this? And it's like you know what. It's kind of oh, like yeah. uh, I, I, it's like you know, it's Norse magic. I can't explain it. It's just the will oh of the God. gods. And Nicole Kidman scene yes. where she like where she's reveal where she reveals that she was a slave and she helped plot the death of her oh husband. Oh my God, that scene was oh. so juicy. So I was um, like, oh shit, I've been rooting for the good for the bad guy the whole time. So uh, these guys did an incredible Northman review that it devastated me not to be have been a part of once I finally saw the film. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie is awesome. Yeah. You bring up such great points. It it did such a good job of towing the line of this is real, this is fantasy, mm-hmm. um, and, mm-hmm. and never giving you a clear answer. But I again like I kinda go back to the framing that I'm like, I think they were still telling you that like some of this was real. Yeah. Um just by the way that they chose to frame the film. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And all the actors, fantastic job. Well still one of my favorite bits is when Anya Taylor Joy just smacks the the face and said, "Oh, now you're not afraid of a blood of a woman." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yeah, hey, get it, girl." Mm-hmm. One of my favorite films of the year. So, so yeah, good, good pick, Ben. So yeah, Northman. Sure. Good, good year for movies. Sparks. Uh, my number fourteen is The Fablemans. Oh, interesting. Oh. I haven't seen it. I I so I guess I I'll go on this one. Yeah. Um, so I put The Fablemans in here. I I wrestled with this one for a while, but the thing is, like, it did a lot of things. It made me remember why I love movies. 
It made me remember why I love movie making. It made me remember why I like being creative and and being an artist. Mm -hmm. And doing all of those things plus telling me a super personal, well-crafted, emotional story in the best sense of Spielberg being in his bag moved me so much that I was like, I, I can't ignore how classic and true film this is. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fablemans was so impactful and I don't know that I can really encapsulate it in a way where like, I think you just have to experience it. And I think everybody's experience with, with it is going to be an individual thing of how much you see of your self in Spielberg <laughs> and of how much you see of yourself in the artistry or how much you yeah. connect to filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be very personal and how much you see of your, um, I'm not even going to say family, but just like the life you had around you as, as a child in what he's giving to you. Oh, yeah. okay. uh, and I think that that is going to define your experience. And for me, it defined a lot. Yeah. Um, that was very accurate. It's very close. Yeah. Just yeah. Stitched out. Uh, really, really loved it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's my number 14. That's right. My number 13. Nope. Oh, no, you're right. It's number 13. I, I said number 14. Yeah. I meant number 13. Number 13 is nope. 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 Yours is honorable mention, right? It was in my honorable. Yeah. I finally did see that movie, but it's, it's not that's on fine. Any of my list. But I, you know, if I if I remembered, I would have put nope as an. I trusted mention. you were going to put it in, uh, so I was like, I'm glad somebody's doing it because it's it's not going to be me. I just I didn't think make it's it. it's just awesome. And like Kiki Palmer is like, she might be like my favorite working. I honestly haven't seen that much from her, but like she has just such a personality. She does. And she's I've honestly I've watched more of her like game show stuff on YouTube than I have of her like real work. Uh, I just really like her and I think she is so fierce in that movie. And not that Daniel Kluwa, he's much more of a reserved actor, which he's doing a really good job of. I just connected more with, with Kiki Palmer, but like Jean Jacket as a character, as a as, as your just quote unquote villain. Um what what a actual biblical thing I did not see coming. Um no, Wow, seriously, wow, wow. Seriously. What, a, what an Ava film disguised as something else. Yeah. Uh yeah. the 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 fact that, like, I, I still go back to, like, I wouldn't call Nope a horror. I would call it a thriller. Yeah. Ryan and I yeah. did a great review. You should go check out um, uh, we where did. we discussed about it. <laughs> yes, you and I did. We did, a while. we did get a chance to talk about <laughs> Nope um, because we were very passionate yeah. about it. And uh, and I really do love Nope. I think it's it's uh, super well made. Um, you mentioned Kiki Palmer. I think she's extraordinary in it. It certainly, like, cleaned my brain out after having watched Scream Season 3 oh. uh, earlier in the year in which she's in. And it's not her fault. She has a terribly written character. That's a bummer. Um, and she's just absolutely wasted in that show, as is most of the cast. Uh, so to have this, uh, everybody's firing on all cylinders. Yeah. I, think and it's, I think it's just excellent. I, I love that movie, but I think once that third act kicks in the gear and, like, it becomes almost like an action movie, um, it's just it's just wild shit. It's just it's just oh, yeah. so cinematic. Like it's almost like Spielberg. Like it's it's and then you get to like the TMZ guy. I was like, what is going on? And a fun fact, like I'll share with you guys because you've seen it by now, is that you know I saw this with our friend Forrest. He's uh, very much like his profession is working with cameras. Um, he's he's a he's cinematographer at heart. Uh, and when it got to the part uh, where the guy is like, I have to capture the magic the moment. The perfect and shot. Like, and most people would say like, God, he's so stupid. Why do you have to do that for us? was like, he I had it. to do it. He had to do it. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, it's real. If you're that person, it's yeah, real. Yeah. Well, and that's that character is so great. He like he like he shows up in the beginning and then you don't think he'd show up again. And then he's like, he's in the end. Like it's, yeah, Nope is, 
just an awesome, awesome mm-hmm. movie. Also, it's got a, it's got an Akira slide in it, and like, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're I, a bad man. I was about man. to say, like, when I it's saw that, sneak. it's a good sneak. I was watching that with Fanny. I'm like, oh, they did the Akira slide. She looks at me and goes, huh? I was like, you know, the side with the motorcycle in the anime. She's like, oh, that's right. Ben, I show that to you. Now you show that to Fanny, and it's a circle that will repeat. No, no, forever. dude. The, we the w- fact that the fact that they were able to get that in, and and hearing Jordan Peele talk about it is so delightful because he's just like i know i did it man. i just wanted to put <laughs> it, in. it in there's no theme or reason nobody could stop me it's just cool i wanted to do it no ryan yeah. you showed fanny and i akira together we watched all three was of fanny us. with us fanny was bro with i us. don't remember i was focused in on the robot boy oh bro oh bro we were all there together Hell watching yeah. this that it's been more than three days my memory is deleted <laughs> more than three years <laughs> since we saw brandon that number 13 is the Batman. Higher. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so where are we on? Number 12? 12. 12. Number 12. Number 12 for me, Cult of the Lamb. Honorable mention. Nope. Go ahead. Nope. All right, cool. So I did not expect to love Cult of the Lamb as much as I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew I was going to like it because you have this absolutely adorable, the premise itself was, a, was the, the premise itself where you're just a lamb and you build a cult and then you have to go out and go to a roguelike dungeon to get resources and kill these heretics. And then you come back and you have to manage your own cult by uh, making sure your cult members are fed, by killing some of them or sacrificing feeding them. Feeding them mushroom soup so they become they become like high on drugs and or they worship Feeding them mushrooms yes. so you can do horrible <laughs> things and they won't get angry at you. Marry or, 12 of your colonists. Or feed them poop because they ask for it. That's a thing in the game. True. True. Sometimes, I believe you. Sometimes, you you're at, sometimes you're out of food. Now, this this game truly is w- one of those indie games that, I mean, I know people are constantly talking about Stray, but I really think Cult of the Lamb deserves a lot of time in the spotlight for how well it was received and what the idea, how original that idea it was. Um, look, bugs be damned, this game is a great game. Mm-hmm. And once again, it's a small team, a very small team, so people were were I was sadly one of them were complaining about the bugs, but even with the bugs still being present, I was still going back to play more and, and more went, and more. And they went back in and they made it better. They did, they did. Um, Nothing was game breaking. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things about Colts and Lamb I just absolutely love is just the art style. How everything's so cute, but when you go fight these mo- these um the eldritch monsters, the, like the bishops, they're constantly they're like. They're just like they turn into these giant eldritch horrors. Yeah, and yeah. it's the game has like, oh, it's so cute to, oh my god, something that will haunt my nightmares. And yeah. then you kill them, and then it becomes cute and cuddly again. And you actually feel when your cult followers die. It's it's such a when you look at it, like it's it's a horrible thing that's happening on screen. Yes, but the fact that it's but like they layered it into, but cuteness. they layered it yeah. with Animal Crossing. So like, don't yeah. worry about it that you're killing people it, and sacrificing people I'm, and murdering people. I mean, really, it's an A twenty four horror movie yeah. happening oh, with, with with Hello Kitty with style it. animals. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, it's like if a Sanrio and A twenty four merge to make God, a, mo- a yeah. movie together. Um, um, one of the things I also love about this game is just how my entire household fell in love with this game because I bought this game on a whim. I told my roommate about it. I come home from work at 1 o'clock in the morning. He's still up playing. And then I go upstairs, and my girlfriend is asking, oh, is Kai still playing? Because <laughs> I want to turn. Yeah, yeah. And just the fact that we were taking turns and we are swapping stories on how or a, the better way to build our base camp, our cult, it, it truly was. You can like, optimize them. It yeah. was a game that brought the entire house. I mean, not that we were a part in it at all, but it just brought us even Communal more, gaming, yeah. Yeah, it brought us even more close together about how we would just talk about Cult of the Lamb, and we would... I would call Fanny to help to open the garage door, let me in, and I could hear the ooh, 
It's my favorite noise of the year. From the game from the game over the self over the phone. And yeah, Cult of the Lamb, it's a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Worth every penny. One hundred percent. Love it, Ben. Um if you want to hear more of us talking about it, go check out our Q three Q three quarterly discussion on pause menu from last year. Oh, are uh, we gonna we, do we did a whole discussion do a Q4 on... sometime soon? We are, yeah. We are. Hell I yeah. Mean, it's just a matter of scheduling. No, I get I, it. I just it is a weird week. <laughs> oh no, yeah. no, I don't expect it soon. Oh yeah. Sparkles. Yeah. Uh twelve? Number twelve is R R R. Ooh. Higher. I forgot R R R. Oh no. This is gonna oh. be rough. Oh no. Oh no. Higher. Okay. Oh no no Shit. no. Oh no. It was at this moment, Ryan. I'd have to be a top sixteen. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I I messed up. R R is in my honorable mentions. I'm this. I did this to myself. I'm so sorry. I I can't move anything else. I would feel bad. No, about I it. totally understand. Uh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you, okay. you can still jump in on that discussion a, later. Yo, not we'll, too, we'll not too. Because Brandon's higher. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We'll okay, good, good, good. You go. Oh, uh, 12? Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm the only person who I think I've seen this movie, and it's Barbarian. You yes. are. Barbarian, is, it's actually not my favorite horror movie of the year, but it's one of my favorite things of the year. Um, Barbarian has a great 15-minute opening, and then the rest of the movie actually starts happening, and then you're like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Cool. Uh, I, I keep, it's not as like, the closest thing I compare it to is something like *Malignant*, where like it just—it's a batshit crazy horror movie with really goopy goops and like weird shit happening. Uh, I love it. It's from the whitest kids you know, which is why I think you guys would really like it because it's really funny and really dark at the same I, time. I know I gotta get to it. I'm going it, to. Yeah, We're yeah. Gonna do it. Uh, It's—I—I I don't want to talk about it a lot because like it is a movie that is like about its spoilers. Um, but it's not the movie that it's presented as. Uh, and you don't get many *From Dusk Till Dawns* anymore, where you're sold one thing and it's the complete opposite. Um, everyone still thinks uh, like Bill Skarsgård's like the bad guy in that movie, and I'm like, please watch that movie. It's it's gotcha. fantastic, Barbarian, great stuff. That's wonderful to hear. Number twelve, God of War Ragnarok. Higher. Good. All right, I'll wait then. Number eleven, Ben. Number eleven, The Matrix Resurrection. Wait, excuse me, sir. Sir, that came out. That in came the out. End that of came out December twenty twenty one. Wait, did it? Yes. We, reviewed we reviewed it. it reviewed it in the beginning of twenty. But here's the thing. Well, here's the shit. thing. Ben, I will allow it because anytime we can talk about the Matrix, that's a good time. How about that? You know what? You're right. It did come out in December, but uh, damn it, I thought it came. It's out. okay. Hey, you know what? We talked about it uh, like earlier in the and year. You know what? I think it made all because of our top ten list it, last yeah, year. Yeah, it was in it was in my it, top three. It was in my honorable. Yeah, you know what? It was. That's okay. Can I change my answer then? <laughs> if you've if got you something, have, sure. If, if you have something sure. to slot it in. Top Gun Maverick. Okay. 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 I'm surprised I'll it's not yeah. higher, but it's higher. Mine's honorable mentions. Okay. Top Gun Maverick is higher. Okay. Love it. I forgot about the shit. That's okay. Because I was even looking at our episodes. Hey, you, you know, know what? what? Matrix came out. There's a lot of stuff this year, bro. Matrix Resurrections is an incredible movie. It's true. Yeah. I, I, I had to think about it too because I was like, I. We did Matrix Resurrections. Last Looking time, through right? our reviews, there's a Matrix review of from 2022. So. Right, exactly. Yeah. So okay. yeah, Top Gun Maverick. That's my number eleven. Okay, okay. Um, love it. My number eleven is Glass Onion. Interesting. Mm. Higher honorable mentions. Not mine. Cool. I'll uh, yeah. I'll wait. Number eleven. Something I only did. Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns is the second. Is, is sorry. There are two Marvel card games released this year, and it, and they're both great. Midnight Suns. Um. Is my it's my second favorite game of the year. You know what my favorite game of the year is. Uh, this would have been if Eldering didn't come out. This would have been my game of the year. Um, so Midnight that, Suns. I, is, I just want to say real quick, you talking about it has made me so excited. I'm so excited to get. And to I it. honestly, I don't know if you'll connect with it as much as I do. But like, but I know you like great Marvel stuff and you like tactic stuff. So like, so you'll like it. But like for me, like 
it is it is the it is the most perfect Ryan game I don't think that could ever be made. Specifically because it's about superheroes. It is I get to wake up, I train with my with my favorite hero, I get to go on missions with them, I get to go watch movies with them, I get to go fishing with them or go like or go go to like a spa day. There is long, long running narrative arcs happening with multiple characters. I'm probably 35, 40 hours in and I I finally hit act three of a three-act game, so I probably got another 10, 20 hours, and I can extend it as much as I want. The thing that is so good about the game is just the pure gameplay of it. I think the writing is pretty good. I don't think it's great. I think the character work is really, really good. I don't think it's MCU quality all the time. The gameplay is where it's at. It's the guys who made XCOM, and it is, they've made something so unique, and that is a strategy game, but it is also a, it is a card game, but it's also part Persona. It's also kind of Pokemon. Um, where you want to level up your heroes and you have to pick who you level up because you don't have time to level up everyone. You're on a day- daily system. You can only do so much. But the, the the mechanics of you being a superhero and you can move anywhere you want, you can interact with the environment, the, the hero powers that you get and you collect more and more over time are so fun. And the synergy between heroes is like, it's almost like a tactics Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. Um, and there's 12 heroes and they're so fully realized, not just in terms of characters, but their powers. And like the only other game I can compare it to is something like Multiverses where they understand the characters and how you use those abilities in a video game because every single character plays differently. Like, of course, Magic would use her like Disc of Limbo. So you're throwing people through portals all the time. Like with the Ghost Rider, like he's using his car and he's like using his whips and like Captain America's using his shield and getting block power. Like Wolverine just decimates people. Uh, Blade has a bleed ability. Like every character is unique and feels is really special uh and the story is really fun i'm really enjoying it and the thing that is so cool about it is about the midnight suns it's about all these obscure characters and the and there's so many avengers in it and the point one of the points of it it's basically an avengers versus midnight suns because tony stark comes in thinking he's hot shit and he's gonna save the world and spoiler alert he really screws up in one of these missions. And the Midnight Sins are like, yeah, this is what happens when you try to take over what we do for a living. Um, it's great, like, Avengers Avengers versus supernatural shit that I did not expect. It's not like they're, like, rivals. But, like, Tony's like, I know what to do here. And Blade's like, bro, you're not a vampire. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's <laughs> It's just, like, really great character stuff. And it's just, like, it's just like reading a bunch of comic books. It's just like so many comic books put into one game. And like, I can't believe this game is so long. And I just play generic missions just because I like the gameplay. Like, I am refusing to advance the story because I just want to play the game more. Because I know once I beat it, it'll be over. And I could do New Game Plus. But like, I'm, I'm not generally that type of guy. So like, I'm enjoying this game as, as so much. And by the time I beat it, then that maybe that season pass will go on sale. And then I can get Storm. Because holy shit, Storm being in this game, I definitely will play it then. Midnight Suns, great game. That's that's really so awesome to hear. As fa- all Mar- if you're a fan of Marvel, like it is, it is the it's like some of the best like character stuff that you that you, that you want from the MCU that's happening in this game. Uh, definitely keep an eye out for our Q4 quarterly on Pause Menu where Ryan will talk more with us about Marvel Snap mm. and Midnight Suns. This is number eleven. All right, right, number eleven. That's yes. It. Werewolf by Night. Oh, higher. Good. Nice. I love that. Good. Ben? Oh, no. Werewolf by Night was my, like, my, my, uh, oh, it's higher. It's higher for me. It's higher for him. Mm-hmm. So we're on uh, 11 or 10 or whatever. We're on 10. Number 10 is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yay! Ben? Yep. Higher. I'm kidding. Liar. <laughs> you lie. That was my Switch game. <laughs> no, so Kirby and the Forgotten Land. My God, that game is, it's fun. It's cute, it's adorable, it's fun. It is the most adorable post-apocalyptic thing you will ever be able to see. Mm -hmm. It truly is 
I mean, it's not really a true Kirby 3D game where he has a uh, pure open world, but it's a very well done Kirby 3D game where it's not side scroller. Mm-hmm. And the way that they're able to, that um, HAL Laboratories and Nintendo were able to use Kirby's powers in a 3D space was very ingenious. This game made me want 100% it. Mouthful made me want to. Yeah, mode. I was going to mention mouthful mode. That was the big new thing. Put your mouth on it. <laughs> where Kirby was able to, to not only swallow, but he was he was able to put Ooh, a card. Does he spit? <laughs> God damn it. God Sorry. damn it. We're, God. we're, we're mature. <laughs> Kirby was able to essentially take powers of like a car or a traffic cone and or a, a big or a light bulb. An elevator. It, I don't know. I made it. No, no, not an elevator. <laughs> no. But or like this giant. Anything is edible if you have the imagination oh, for that's it. That's true. That's true. Kirby and Forgotten Land, it was truly a great game. And it was fun to play. I mean, I the only. Did you beat it? I did. Cool. I beat it. I'm like this close to 100%. The only re- thing I have 100% is just getting all the uh, um, gotcha bonds because there's little toy gotchas you can get in the game. Mm. Other gotcha. than other than that, also this was a fun game to play with Fanny. The um, the two player um, you the your second player plays as a um, bandana Waddle D where they unfortunately don't get any powers, but the fact that they can still play with you and they can still just run in and do all this stuff and distract the boss so you can go on the side and do all the things to complete the missions is still fun. Mm-hmm. I wish they could have done more with the second player, but the game was a fantastic thing to do. It was one of the times I would come home from work and I would want to play more with Fanny. And yeah, Kirby and Forgotten Land. I'm, I can't wait to see more Kirby games like this, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome, man. Sparks? Number 10. Werewolf by Night. Oh, there we go. So now we can talk about Werewolf by Night, Ben. Honorable mention. All right, Werewolf by Night. Yo, Werewolf by Night was great. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's, yeah. It's, um, yes, it's my it's, favorite of, of a Phase Four. It's it's the it's the flavor of uh, the classic monster stuff I love so much encapsulated into an MCU special presentation that that f- because it was the first one, frankly, to me defined. Yeah, this is more of what they should be doing on Disney Plus. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I want to see more of these. Maybe like one or two shows a year. Yeah. Uh, but like, I'd take like four specials a year. Absolutely. Um, these are these are so oh, like one a quarter. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These this it was so it was so delightful. Um, in its commitment to the aesthetic, Giacchino, as we talked about earlier in the episode, is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with his directing here, it it's everything I wanted it to be and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I could not possibly have loved that more yeah i did not know honestly what to go into expecting this i knew what i wanted it to be and it was frankly more than that um this is a tight script it is exactly the kind of uh short film it needed to be gcno's directing is immaculate um and I, i think that the the willingness to do something so different for the MCU, right? Like we the, we always talk about how this is different than the MCU. This is different. Nothing is really that different from their formula. Yeah, yeah. But this was actually, mm-hmm. yeah. This was actually different from their formula. This was bloody. This has Man Thing, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. Ted, I still can't believe I, we're man here. Thing we're is here, here now. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I I love the werewolf design, the makeup for it. Uh, this is practical. This is not to spoil a, for a further ranking that we we will hopefully do uh, soon. This is my favorite project of Phase 4. This is definitely one of those things where I was going in with very low expectations and walked out of it with the highest of highs. Not the fact that I was thinking it was going to be bad. Far from it. I was just thinking, oh, this is probably going to be like a half-hour jaunt with a little were- with a werewolf. There's going to be some stuff. Okay, it's going to be... It's, it's fun for Halloween. It's a fun watch. 
watching it and seeing the characters, the story, seeing how good Man Thing looked, and also just the way it was presented, the whole ninety percent of this of uh, this uh presentation was in black and white mm-hmm. it was like a classic Swiftly, i'd say 98 yeah 98 of it was in black and white it was a classic monster movie and i think that's it does it's the not choice to the choice to contrast the black and white with the gem yeah with the red red the black is, gem mm-hmm. beautiful yeah and that works in every way it it don't it it drives up the horror aspect i mean there are some campy horror bits but i was surprised about how violent this is this mm-hmm. Uh, this thing was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm watching this thing I was like they got away with that like the way right. that the dude with the ball guy with the axe where he gets an axe in his head it's like holy shit yeah, yeah. Uh, the the effect of like getting something on the Disney Plus MCU service that is this feels like just a special issue of a comic and you're yes. being given yeah, like a one and shot so did, and so did the Guardians yeah. holiday special to be fair but like yeah. the, I think Werewolf by Night just like it, it took my breath away with just how well made it was mm-hmm. um, word I like I I went into it optimistic and hopeful and it still cleared my bar by far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Ryan, your number ten. My number ten, baby. Let's go to Haddonfield. Oh. Number ten is Halloween Ends. I nice. The more I think about this movie, the more I absolutely just like I love it. I love it. Um, it's just got the bad vibes I'm looking for. Corey Cunningham, what a dude. What a character. Uh, is this like maybe the best final movie for your Halloween franchise? Maybe not, but I don't care. It's a great movie. Uh, and like again, like half that movie, it it feels like like early David Lynch, and I'm just like, I can't believe this is the movie I'm watching in this Halloween trilogy. It has my favorite cut in the entire franchise. <laughs> we all, uh, we're, we all know the one where we think Michael's riding on a. Oh my god, I. It's a great edit. It's a great I'm Twitter so, edit. I'm so glad for you that this was able to make it because yes. it's in my honorable mentions. Yeah. Like, it's another one I agonized over a few times, and I was like, I just, it just doesn't beat out the other things. Yes, yeah. and it, it it's so close. It was very close to getting into my honorable mentions, mm-hmm. but again, once you know, I really like this movie. It's but a like, good year for shit, y'all. Like, yeah, any anything could be swapped honest, here. Really, what it came down to was like because I knew the other things were meant a lot to me, and I was like, I I know I'm wanting to put Halloween ends here, yeah, because I know it's maligned, yeah, and I feel like it deserves more. But I'm like, uh, it's not beating these things. For no, me. yeah. But it's still good. It's still yeah. very, very I, good. I, Ben I, wouldn't agree. I, but I we still don't know his thoughts on the movie. We know it's, he didn't like it's, it. It's not in his honorable mentions, uh, which is fine. Uh, I just, I thought about, I still think about this movie, and it's not something I expected to happen. Like, I, I actively try not to think about Halloween and sometimes. Uh, 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 but that's the, that's the second one, right? Halloween, Halloween kills. kills. Sorry, Halloween kills. kills. The second one. Yeah, like, we're, maybe we're the monsters. Uh, but, like... Evil dies tonight. Yeah, it's, it's such a gamble that, like, yeah, like, it didn't work for everyone, which is fine. But, like, man, that was a gamble that worked way too hard on me. Um, weird, like, psycho romance movie in this Halloween movie, which is, which is great. I can't wait for the day that Ben reevaluates that movie. And if he they, doesn't, that's okay. I did just put your guys' review on my queue on my podcast you list so I could listen actually, to it on so I could I, listen to it on my way home. I know that you didn't like the movie, but we have not talked about your thoughts on it. This is not the place to do it. No. But like someday, man, I it, wanna know. Not, I wanna know. Not only that, it's been a long time, so I have Time I, for a rewatch. <laughs> no. I will rewatch that movie. I nope. mean we're doing the Halloween the other Halloween. We'll get there. Well we get there, yeah. yeah, but Yeah. My number ten. Slumberland. Awesome. Okay, cool. Do you have that on your list, Sparks? No, I do not. Unfortunately, uh, I I did didn't <laughs> slipped. <laughs> yeah, it should have it should have been in my mentions. I don't yeah. think it would have made my top fifteen, but it should have been in my mentions. And Ben it was lower. On it your was list. number fifteen for my right. mm-hmm. for me. So okay, so Slumberland. Uh, we'll talk about it here. 
um, I was shocked by this movie. Absolutely shocked. I, I went in thinking that this was a mistake to watch it. I came out a blubbering fool. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I I I was. I think about that movie quite literally every day. Yeah. The movie. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Maybe I saw a different movie than 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 the rest of the internet or the critics or whatever. I get that. I get that artist subjective, but like the way this movie has affected me was so unique that I was not prepared for this kids movie about with Jason Momoa doing a great kind of Jack Sparrow kind of whatever he's doing, sticking his finger in his belly button, <laughs> being so being so delightful. And the mm-hmm. the little girl who plays Nemo was wonderful. Yeah, she's in uh, Spirited. Spirited, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, it was a great year for her. Um, both of her movies are on my on my top ten, on my top fifteen. It's oh, cool. Yeah. Um, the I think the imagination on display is wonderful. Um, again, the the way the movie hit me was so unlike anything else. The, the mm. emotional punch in that movie it's it's one of the most like visceral emotional reactions of it I've like ever had in a movie. Yeah. Like yeah. honestly, it's it's, like, it's about the execution and like they just nailed it so hard. Yeah. They did. It's they, like an, it's like the emotional punch of what you would see in an anime where like the punch just like it comes through the stomach, you see the fist goes the through his back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's how hard it is. I yeah. I adore this movie. I knew the moment I was making my list. I made this I I rewrote this list 3 times with three, with very different Mm-hmm. placements mm-hmm. but the Summerland was always 10 yeah nice yeah we yeah there's five of us just balling and like watching that movie. oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah like that's Slumberland was in- one of my favorites of the year. incredible mm-hmm. stuff no Sl- Slumberland was definitely one of those movies where after i was done watching it i looked at the discourse online i'm thinking what movie did we watch that we couldn't watch the same thing because we're I'm, all right yeah i'm looking i will p- never forget the review that we did where we we're all just kind of like did, did you like did it? Did you like it? <laughs> yeah. We knew. We were all. We knew. You did two. Did you like it? Did you and like it? You guys holding your breath, like, I'll be honest, man, I love this. You're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, the second they said I loved it, all the rest of us was like, oh, thank God. Because this movie truly was charming. Yeah. This movie had a good. This movie was fun. And looking at some of the discourse, it, it reminded me of some of the arguments I would get into with some. Sorry, there's no other way to say it. It's film snobs back at CSUN. Trolls. Yeah, trolls who were talking about, oh, you do have to do this. It's like movies are made to be entertaining. Movies are made to be fun. There can be a high art there theme. They're, they're mostly that, that it can happen. But the reason why I buy a ticket to go to a film is not to be sad. I want to go to be entertained and forget about my troubles for an hour, hour, two hours. Well. Most of the time, that, this is not the this is not the place to have hey, that sometimes discussion. Sometimes I'll go see Oppenheimer. So sometimes you know, I'll go like, see an Oppenheimer. And, and, but, 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 but but any but sorry, <laughs> but looking at Slumberland, that was a fun adventure. It was an adventure that gave you the feelings. It was an adventure that was imaginative. I loved how all the different dreams were different. Mm-hmm. N- no two dream was alike. You had the the nun who wanted to be a dancer. You had the kid in the glass city driving his garbage Please truck. Please drive your truck faster, sir. I say that all. It's the time. a good. It's a great line. <laughs> I love that. And you got the guy in the restroom who wants to be a cool 1920s mobster who's always trying to wash his hands I to go back to the party I and never, people are just coming out of a toilet. I have never felt so viscerally against a Rotten Tomatoes consensus. Mm-hmm. And and like... It's wrong. It's just it wrong. It is wrong. Because like I've, like I've walked out of movies and been like, oh, I understand that. All right, I get yeah, that. Yeah. But like this one, I was like, you're just wrong. Yeah. You're just wrong. This has a bad movie. Like again, Rotten Tomatoes, like take it or leave it or whatever. But like mo- most people who reviewed this movie did not like it. I'm just like, I just don't know... 
what happened here. Yeah, yeah. The disconnect. What, did, make what sense. did somebody piss in your milk when you yeah. watched this? Pilk what happened. Yeah. <laughs> did someone give you pilk when you were watching this? One of my favorite Netflix films for, for the year, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And one of my favorite films in general. Like it was just so good. My nephew was here uh, with uh, his little Jeep. Uh, driving it around, <laughs> and I would constantly just look at him and go, "Drive your truck faster, sir." <laughs> I can all understand that in ten years. I just love him so much. I love it. It's so good. Or just even the little kid with the little Elvis pompadour. He goes, "I'm driving my truck." Love yeah. it. So good. And, and ha- like, at the end of the movie, when everyone's going through the doors of the dreams, yeah. So or good. or the guy on the Canadian girls is like, "We got a Tim. He's over there, eh?" Yeah. For you Americans, that's a Tim Hortons. Uh, Most popular out. dream in Canada. Google want, it if you want to hear more about us. Gush about how. Great Slumberland is, and how much you should watch it. Please go check out yeah, our Slumberland. Slumberland is great. Okay. Num- ben, you're number nine. Nine, the Batman. Higher. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I love it. Nine. My number nine is Turning Red. Higher. I I suspect it is going to be higher on someone's. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no! I oh, it. Oh. Something's getting cut right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You got it, man gotta put that on there oh my like, god i know turning road was one of ryan's favorites of the year it was so good i forgot ryan is just oh he is visibly upset okay no uh, here's what i'm doing sorry rrr you're still staying on honorable mentions house of the dragon 15 is getting put onto honorable mentions everything's gonna move down one spot what number are we on nine nine oh uh, yeah i'm not sure okay no i got it i got it, I got it. okay Wait, what, what, you said turning red is what number for you? It's nine for me. Higher. It's higher for it, <laughs> okay, turning red. Understood. Right. Turning red is higher for me. Higher and higher. Your love keeps left to me. This is awful. <laughs> I feel I, I feel bad because like, I really like House of the Dragon, but like, sorry, bro, you're on the honorable mentions list now. So what? Be, what has become your number ten? No, my number ten is. Can I? Can I? Well, say no, it? we're on number nine now. Well, I know, but because his moved down. Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll 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 get to me and I'll say it. Okay. So turning red. Number nine. Yeah, so turning so, so, red is my number. Sorry, nine. so mine is higher. Okay, so my number ten was "Our Flags Mean Death." Oh, okay, was yours yeah. higher or the? I it it got inched out. Got inched out. Okay, so yeah. number ten, "Our Flags Mean Death." Um, Taika Waititi had half a great year. I think Thor: Love and Thunder is an okay, pretty fun movie, but like it didn't knock my socks off like Ragnarok did. Uh, "Our Flag Means Death" is a incredible. What starts as just a pirate a pirate comedy, like oh he's doing what we do in the shadows, but with pirates, cool. Uh, and it turns into a very real like romance between two men who who don't really know who they are and they find they find who they are within each other, and that's not something you see in pirate shows very often, if ever. Um, and I was just so taken taken aback of like, wow, these characters are so fun and I love these people. And like after season one happened and like it wasn't renewed for season two yet, and then the Zaslav stuff happened, I'm like, this show's gonna die. This show's not gonna get to season oh, two, and the way. and the cliffhanger is gonna ruin my life because I'm never gonna get get continuation. And luckily, it got renewed. Um, I think it's an incredible show, absolutely worth worth watching. If you want to watch it, just to watch a good pirate show, it's also a fun pirate show, but it's also like really, really like like romantic and like really sweet in like this ways you just don't expect. Come for the I come for the 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 good the good fun pirate show. Stay for the romance. Stay for the love for I, real. I am excited to finally get to it. Uh, I, I want us all to watch it together. I really love that show and I, it devastated me to take it out because yeah. it was on there for a long time. Okay, so since I since my numbers have changed, so can I do my number 9 then? Yes. Yes. I mm-hmm. think mine will be the high I think so my number 9 is Cyberpunk 2077 Edge Runners. That's not on my list anymore. Okay, cool. So 
I couldn't wait for you to come and clean the cupboards. But no, you're going to do it. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I love cyberpunk, y'all. And I I think I, I would I wouldn't like it as much if I wasn't so like so familiar with source material sure. not just like like sure. knowing and like looking at like the, the rpg books but playing that game for a hundred hours um i i know every avenue those people walk down and it's just really cool to see like oh it's like i'm playing gta and then like they're in los angeles but like this is a fake world that i've been to in a different medium um i think the characters are great it's triggered so it looks great i think the emotional payoff is devastating and i couldn't listen to that song i want to i want to stay at your house uh, I couldn't listen to that song for like a month because every time I heard it, it made me cry. Uh, because that is it. Cyberpunk is just a real bummer. It's a, it's got really high highs and like low lows and not in terms of the quality. So it's like the shit that, the shit that happens to these characters. Um, and I love it. I think the ending is beautiful. I think it's the perfect length. Like I, I don't. I think any longer and like it might have like overstayed its welcome for the arc that it was building. I love it. Cyberpunk. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, nice. I, I really enjoyed it. It was in my honorable mentions. Uh, highly encourage people to check out our animation station discussion on it for more. Choo choo. All right, so my number nine, Prey. Higher. Nice. Higher. Nice. Cool. Not on my list. Oh, Ben. I'm sorry. That's okay. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Prey is my number nine. Okay. Ben, what is your number eight? Turning red. Higher. <laughs> Had a feeling. Higher. Sparks, your number eight. My number eight is The Rings of Power. Higher. Wow. I never finished it. On higher on you? Uh, higher nice, on me. Dang, I thought I was going to be the highest on that. Yeah, okay. honorable, honorable mentions. The higher for me. Now I don't feel bad because both House of Dragon and Rings of Power are both honorable mentions. Like, oh, no, I don't feel as bad. I wonder <laughs> where I would have fallen if I had finished the show. I'll tell I mean, you what. I will finish the I'll show. I'll tell you what. I, I think it gets stronger as it goes on. I think the first half is is considerably weaker than the last half. Well, I, I mean, I want to watch. I want to yeah. finish it. Yeah. Okay, Ryan, it's back to you. Number eight. Eight. Number eight is... Uh, Avengers versus or Avengers uh, X-Men uh, Eternal slash Judgment Day also slash just Kieran Gillen because this is what I did last year with Al Ewing who wrote like four books that I loved because yeah. Kieran Gillen not only wrote Axe and Judgment Day but he also wrote like 30 tie-in comics and he also wrote Immortal X-Men which is one of my favorite comics um, Judgment Day I said this about Empire but it, like it, it, it's even confirmed even more now like I think this comic Judgment Day is the best uh, Marvel events in Secret Wars uh, and I love Empire but this is just operating on another level in terms of being a big scale and really personal because uh, uh, I've, I've explained it to you guys but if you're watching this the first oh. time the, you okay? The, the dog has has moved the camera. Okay, uh, it's okay. Let me change it in a second. Yeah, um, Judgment Day it's about uh, the Eternals uh, the Eternals, they view mutants as deviants. And, oh. you know, Eternals, they kill deviants. Right. So, th so they view all of mutant kind and Krakoa uh, as bad guys. Oh, yep, keep going. Keep going. Mm -mm, oh, sorry, I messed up. There. Yeah. Uh, so mutants are at war with the Eternals, right? Uh, some of the Eternals are good, some of the Eternals are bad. Uh, Thanos is involved. Thanos' uncle is involved. Uranus, who is like a the new coolest bad guy of all time. Uh, this event's really cool. Uh, it's really big and bombastic, but the stuff that is truly awesome is the stuff that happens on Araco with all of the new Araco mutants, and it's uh, Magneto and Storm and their brotherhood of mutants. It is some of the coolest shit I read in comics this year. Magneto, like, I'm, I've, I've spoiled it already, but, like, Magneto gets his heart ripped out, and he keeps himself alive through ma magnetism and Storm. It's... It's mind-bendingly cool shit that Magneto is just, like, in the air just with, like, an electric heart uh, just f zapping fools. And, like, they're, they're fighting the celestial judgment god who is judging every single human being on the planet to see whether they're worth living or not. And all of these tie-ins are about their, like, extremely interpersonal, like, sadnesses. And, like, am I – do I – 
do I am I do I need to be judged? Like, should I should I get a yes or a thumbs down? Do I just need to die because like everything I've done has been for naught? Like, it's really interpersonal, like complex, sad shit. All these characters are going through because it's the end of the world. It's just so good. And again, Kieran Gillen wrote like literally thirty issues of the main event, the tie-ins, Immortal X Men, all these different things. And of course, Al Ewing's involved. He's doing X Men. Right? All this shit's mm-hmm. great. But Judgment Day is so good, so good. I I. I read I read the main event twice because I had it in single floppy issues, and then I read it again in a Marvel Unlimited with all the tie-in shit. Um, just 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 great shit. Marvel Comics. Kieran Gillen's the best. You nice. have me. You have me very jazzed about. It. I know you wanted me to try and read it for this because nah. I thought it nah, man, would make it for you my. You got list, things happening in life. No, but I I I do want to get there quick. You'll get there. Mm-hmm. My number eight, and I'm curious. Is Dragon Ball Super superhero. No. Doesn't make any of your lists. No. 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 All right. You definitely like that movie more than I. I do. really like that movie. That is a good movie. Um, I am <laughs> sure you told me why you didn't like it as much as me. We didn't. We review it. When, when the did review, we? we? Yeah, we did. did a review. We reviewed it. We do have a review. The villain sucks. Um, I really like that movie. I really like the animation. I think I I saw I. I softened to the animation, I think, a lot harder than you guys did because I I, I think the animation is stunningly gorgeous. Um, I, there's a, in the beginning, I was a little. There's a bit in the beginning where like the bee is zooming in. I was like, ah. but like, ultimately, I think it it, it uh, gets better. Um, I really love that it's Piccolo movie. I really love what they do with Piccolo. Like, I think Piccolo and Pan are 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 incredible characters that bounce off each other so well. Uh, it was so great to see Piccolo get the spotlight on a on a feature length film like this. Um, also, Gohan's there. I like the I like the fights a lot. I really like what they do with Gohan also because I think it's I think it's a, a a crime that Gohan has been not getting the spotlight. And so the fact that we get, we get Gohan in this is really cool. And I, 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 while the end fight recreates a lot of the same beats of the cell saga in frankly, lesser ways, I think I, I really do appreciate some of the emotionality that is, that is in there when it comes to the gammas, when it comes to, uh, Gohan's new transformation, and even Pic- frankly, even Piccolo's transformation. Piccolo's transformation is 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 such a cheer moment for me. Um, I do not like this movie as much as I like Broly. Broly was my number one. This is my number eight. It would be insane if you did. Um, I I do really like this movie. I, I do like this movie a whole lot, and it, it, it had to be in my top fifteen because I just I just adore it. I mm-hmm. wish I liked it more. Uh, if you want to hear more thoughts on it, check out our review. Dragon Ball mm-hmm. Super. I feel like every everything we're about to name is like, oh, well, that's why I'm like, that's why I'm like, it's helpful because no, we're yeah, you know, yeah. giving yeah, yeah, breezy yeah. points. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. My number seven. Seven. The Rings of Power. Okay, oh, so now we can talk about. It. So no, I was off by one. Yeah, off by one. Off by one. I love the show. I also love the show. I had. I just I really liked it. I mean, I know we we talked about we, we have big thick nerds watch about it. Um, I'll just give like a really quick breezy points because we're almost coming in four hours. I just love, love how the world looks. Mm-hmm. I love the costume design. I love the actors. I love Durin. I love the guy who plays Elrond. Oh yeah. I love the reveal at the end. I just every, this show was I I love all the stuff in the in the Southlands with that one elf whose name I cannot reckon who I cannot remember. Oh. You know who I'm talking about? No, uh, ooh, A starts with an A. Yeah, the one who uh, falls in love with the, with the human sure, girl. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know. Okay. And just that whole story, how all the stories are separate, but they connect. And also, um, Disa, is that Duran's wife's yes. name? Yeah. Shh, MVP. 
I so love good. her. I love that actress. I love Disa. I just love every everything about the elves, the dwarves, even that's Ma- my favorite stuff. Yeah, yeah, even with Adar and the orcs and how they're tr- and how Mordor gets created. Just careful, all careful. Brain still hasn't finished it. Oh. I mean, I know about that spoiler. Okay, cool. I'm just I'm stopping him before it gets too far. Oh, okay, that's fair. Okay, because there are things I don't there know. are stuff there are stuff, but. I am exci- I am super excited for season two. Mm-hmm. I just love how this world war- looks. There's Galadriel I, there. Yeah, Galadriel. I do like Galadriel. She's not my favorite, but I no, do like... No, that's just me quoting a character. <laughs> but just the way the world looks and just the way everything is. Don't forget that Bear McCreary. Yeah, Bear McCreary. God oh my damn. gosh. What a year he, for Bear McCreary. He snapped McCreary. too Holy hard this year. Holy shit. When, uh, when I watched... Can I, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Real quickly, I watched Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, mm-hmm. um, and I'd seen four episodes of Rings of Power, and I was watching this, and I was like, oh, there's a Sealdor. Oh, there's a, a Gilgalad. Oh, that's interesting. Rings of Power has really paid off so far. <laughs> like in, the, in the beginning, I'm like, oh, I know that guy. I know yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. I know yeah. that guy. Yeah, uh, so, so really for me, it's just... It fantasy popped off super hard this year, and the fact that we're back in a world in Tolkien's world again as a main media, as a main media event, makes me super happy. Yep. Um, for me, it went into my number eight because I think there are shows that were made better that that didn't go higher than Rings of Power uh, this year that I saw, but um, I think Rings of Power has flaws, but the flaws did not outweigh the the absolute highs like the creation of Mordor that mm-hmm. you mentioned, Ben, or or things like that, that I was like, I needed this. I needed this Tolkien optimism universe yeah. back yeah, yeah. in yeah. a big way. And mm-hmm. I and I think like to me I was just so caught up in the feel of going back and the fact that it felt like going back. Yeah. And that that had been such an insurmountable there feat. And back the again. fact that the fact that like it even is as good as it is with flaws mm-hmm. is still impressive yeah. like a lord of the rings show just on paper shouldn't work mm-hmm. like no. it just shouldn't work it shouldn't but, especially but when you're here like we are and like the elrond and durin thing has some of the most probably outside of andor like some of the most moving dialogue oh yeah oh, character stuff of oh, yeah. any show i saw this year yeah. and stuff that's gonna stay with me for a very long time that has mm-hmm. the same power of other sayings in Tolkien, so mm-hmm. uh, I I couldn't let the year go without giving it its flowers. Yeah, I'm uh, real so curious what you guys are gonna think about Willow. Oh, oh yeah, who yeah. knows? I need, I need to watch Willow. But real quick, Grayson's in the chat. We, he we mentioned Bear McCreary. Thanks for about sticking around, music. bro. Grayson says Bear does so good on all his musical masterpieces. It's true, you're damn right, here's Grayson. The, here's the thing, though. I don't think Bear has done better than his Godzilla King of the Monster score. Well, uh, that's really good score. You Bear. know what? Yeah. Bear has done a. And oh, you know what? His Child's Play score, I really like. Child's too. Play score is really good, but I, you know there Bear's is some, done a lot of good scores. Done so much stuff. Uh, there's something on my list that's a lot higher that Bear did musically. And ah, I have no idea. What uh, they're uh, gonna do. You know, I don't know. Yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> Midnight right. Sun. Moving on. Yeah, moving uh, on. My number seven is Prey. Does anybody have that higher? No. No, I had it lower. Honorable. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, Prey. I missed um, it by two. Honorable. Uh, incredible film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Frankly, the rare thing where like I think Prey is better than the original, mm-hmm. uh, and and just like s- like outside of a single sh- shot succeeds over the Predator in my opinion, um, and that that shot is the reveal of the ship at the beginning. I, yeah. I wish that they hadn't done it. I wish they just left it as the fire in the clouds. Um, I I was so blown away by Prey. I was so pleased that they offered the uh, extra dialogue track mm-hmm. um, where it's entirely in their language. Uh, the film is so effective. It's so well thought out. 
it it revitalizes everything I want to be revitalized about that franchise and gives me hope for like what they could do in the future because it's so good. Mm-hmm. I wanted that film to succeed and it, I I think that it it nailed it. One hundred and ten percent. Oh yeah, I one hundred percent agree with everything you just said. Um, Prey would have sat a lot higher if other things didn't come out. And <laughs> uh, like I, I think Prey is Prey for a long time was my favorite movie of the year. Um, I thought that the I thought that movie was truly spectacular. It is my favorite Predator film. I think it is the best Predator film. Um, the director Jan Trachtenberg. Um, is one of my favorite directors. He does so little, but everything he's done has knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, this is he's got the best Cloverfield film. He's got the best uh, pr- uh, Predator movie. Uh, the the new design for the Predator is awesome. I love Ad- Amber Midthunder. And she's so role. good. She's so she's she's so good. The whole cast, very um, good. The action is the best action in a Predator movie. By far, by far, um, only rivaled maybe by the predator by predators, not predator, yeah. the predator, yeah. predators, predators, which is my second favorite of the franchise for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really, really like that movie. Yeah, um, uh, it it just it it nailed everything it needed to and more. Yeah. And I I can't I can't gush about it enough that I was so happy that it got there. I honestly wanted to watch it again before I got to this. And I just didn't get to because I was like it might go higher. Yeah. Um, but it it is where it is. Mm-hmm. Uh. If you want to hear more, check out our pre review. Check out Rings of Power. Fake Nerds Watch as well for more discussion. Applesauce. Ryan, your number seven. Number seven, The Batman. Mm. Higher. Nice. There you go. Love it. Oh, okay. I like that we all have it in different spots. It's good. Someone say it's a good movie. All right, my number seven, Puss in Boots. Oh, last wish. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I watched it very last minute. Um, there could be some recency. No, so, you know what? There I'll is say, no recency bias. I will say, I will say, like the night before. So on Friday night, I knew Brandon had gone to a movie because he told me, "Yeah, I was in a movie theater." And I was like, "He's seeing Puss in Boots, that <laughs> son of a bitch. He's gonna bring that to the top fifteen, yeah. and we're not gonna have time to yeah. see it to evaluate it." I wanted to see it because I wanted to know if it would make my top fifteen. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 we found a sliver of time that we could that we could make work, and we went to see it. And you know what? I'm not going to say a lot about it. In fact, I will say very little. I will only say that it is my number seven for a very good reason. I really, really liked it. I cannot wait for you guys to watch it. I really, okay. I really, really want to. I wish I could have just to know would it have changed things. Maybe not, but like I'm sure it would have been well considered. And as we've seen in the trailer, animation is stunning. Animation yeah. is stunning. I was talking to you about it, it yesterday. Stunning. Real quickly, though, like uh, DreamWorks... Between the bad guys, which was a, which was a huge surprise, it was, and Puss and Boots: The Last Wish, uh, great year for DreamWorks. Oh yeah, great yeah, year. Bad guys. I'm I'm actually mad at myself. I didn't see Bad Guys in the theaters because that movie was really really good. It's bad really good. Movie. I am glad I saw it on my plane to England though. And I don't uh, want to say anything more about it because I want you guys to see it. You got it. Gonna see it. Uh, number six, correct? Mm-hmm. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure. Checking the calculations. Number six. You guys are probably gonna have this higher. Peacemaker. My higher. Num- my number six. My, oh. my number six. Oh. Higher. I had a feeling, but yeah, number six for me is Peacemaker. That's awesome that we just, <laughs> just added one to go. Honestly, when I put down Peacemaker, I was very scared. I was like, that came out then. Yeah, we had to come Here's out in 2020. Peacemaker too. was higher for me, but something edged edged down. So yeah, my number six as well. There's a... Um, there's a few things that uh, the reason why a Peacemaker is at number six where it is. Well, is let's be- get to well, it. We'll get to sparks it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Mine's later. Um, so, so number my six? number six, 
is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Higher. Yeah, I don't be shocked. <laughs> so no it's you know would have been really funny if he's like, yeah, Sonic, honorable mentions. <laughs> oh. I would have like, been like, are you are you a, uh, a pod person? I, I I really thought Sonic might have gone higher, but I had to be I had to be critical a little bit of how uh-huh. I felt about some things. And I was like, Sonic the Hedgehog two belongs where it belongs. It belongs at six for me. It is awesome. Mm-hmm. It made your list. I it, it was on my list for a long time before I rewatched it on the on the boat. Um, and the the wedding scene played a lot worse for me the second time I watched it. Versus the first time I watched it, and that I think is what nudged it out of my top fifteen That's a and into my honorable mentions. Because I've seen that movie like more oh, than sure. once, yeah. and I, it still works. For I mean, me. the Robotnik stuff is incredible. No, I, no, I mean yeah. like even specifically what you're referencing, like yeah. the wedding scene. That yeah. shit still pops I was, for me. I yeah. was still chuckling when I saw the wedding scene on my plane ride to England, and I was like, "Sounds like the stuff with the wife." Yeah, yeah, stuff with with the sister. Yeah. Oh, this. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, Randall. Okay, so you. So because the number six was all the same. It goes, it goes back, back to ben. ben, number five. Number five. Oh shit, number five. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, yeah, number calculating. Five. Number five, House of the Dragon. Mm, yeah, the honorable mentions. That's it. Let's talk about it though. Uh, Game of Thrones is back. It is back. God, yes. Game of Thrones. Happy to be back. House of the Dragon was. It talk about a show that I came in with the lowest expectations and it blew me out of the water nearly every single week. It does have flaws. I will not say that it does not have flaws. But to me, with a lot of things, the flaws are so minuscule, it does not impede my enjoyment mm-hmm. of this show. Mm-hmm. And just the drama, the shock value that Game of Thrones brought to it, I feel is there, but it's also there even more. Like we all like the three of us have seen the end of House of the Dragon. We know we know what happens at the end of that show. Munch munch. Yeah, munch munch indeed. And we j- were just like, we saw it coming, but at the same time, even though we didn't, for a split second, we thought, oh, he's safe, he's safe. Nope, he, he chowed. Munch, munch. Yeah. And we have a whole review series about this, so definitely check that out. Check it out. But just the fact that every week I was excited to watch House of the Dragon. It was nice I was, to have that feeling again. I mean, I'm going to quote Ryan here. I was excited for some hot D. Don't you dare, Listen, Grayson. Hot, sun, Sunday nights was hot yeah. D night, baby. Yeah. And it it's my night. It, it was definitely <laughs> one of the, it was definitely a show that I was glad to be back. Just like Rings of Power, but F, House of the Dragon was one I was more interested in. It was the one I was more glad to be back in that world. And I was just glad that it, it washed the taste of I mean, it hasn't fully washed the taste of season eight out of my mouth. But it's just I'm happy to be back in a world that's so familiar, but also so foreign at the exact same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I like, like, yeah, like, the violence and, like, the shock value, like, that is part of Game of Thrones, but, like, really, I'm there, like, just for anything is about the characters, and I think mm-hmm. this has some of the strongest character work. Oh, yeah. It has, even though it has now dropped down to my honorable mentions, it has my favorite performance of the year, and it's with Viserys. It's with Patty Constantine. Yes! Oh, yeah. That absolutely. dude, if that dude doesn't win an Emmy, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to be very upset. He, he's so... He'll certainly win a fakie. I'll, I'll give him a fakie. Uh, that's how... <laughs> Run it, cut it, <laughs> ship it. Uh, I, his performance in episode, I believe it's episode eight. Episode um, eight, yes. Like, it's it's a scene I think about all the time, and it's like it's this it's this this man who's like forty five years old, but he looks ninety. He's he is dying every second. Yeah, and he's surrounded by his family, and it's it's and he's just so happy. The way he's just so happy, and the, he can't his heart literally cannot take it. The way he plays Viserys throughout the years, throughout the multiple time jumps we have, and just to see him go from worst to... Not only does he deserve an enemy, the damn costume and makeup crew deserve enemies. Oh, enemy. God, he looks so gross. Oh, just like when he takes off his mask, you see the... His handsome, cheek baby. is like... His eye is 
gone. His cheek has eroded. He just looks like this husk this of a man. This is the stuff, that, Lionel. The husk that he used to be when he was yeah. sitting on the Iron Throne. And just all the characters do an amazing job. All the, the story, to me, I think the story is fantastic. Yeah. And um, I love this show. Yeah, and I, I, I honest, I absolutely am so happy to be back in Westeros, and he better get that goddamn Emmy. I uh, go ahead, uh, for it being in my honorable mentions. Like it, what edged it out for me is I I never got over the the lack of certain characters because mm-hmm. of the time jumps. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like that 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 pulled it back too much for me personally. Um, but I can't deny that like there's such an incredible female focused story mm-hmm. being told. Uh, that that really warms my heart to see, and I'm really hoping that um, a season two will end up in my tops, yeah. because yeah. it will focus more uh, point by point on the people it should be focusing on, rather than trying to get us to a certain point in the story. And I think I think that is that is, and it it didn't bother me as much, but it is a it is a negative of the show is the time the time jump stuff, and now that the time jump stuff is over, and we're just with the characters that we're going to be with until they all die, yeah, like. We're now we're here. We're back into Game of Thrones without any it. of the nonsense like we're that came it. before it. War so, like, the qu- War of the Queens, baby, or War of the King and the Queen. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, it's great stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm super pleased. About so that's Ben's number five. That's right? my number five. Sparks number five. So my number five. Um, I I don't expect any of you to have it, and I I feel like it's something where this it's it's we all agree it's pretty much an immaculate season of television, but um. I think we're just kind of trained to not think about it. And like, I kept going back to when we discussed it and I was like, it, it just, it just has to be in here. It was too good of a season. Is it Ms. Marvel? It's the boys. Oh! season three. No! Because the boys Un- season three was practically a perfect season You're, of the boys. This sucks. And can we restart? <laughs> this is a, How did I forget about the boys season three? And I can't, I can't tell you guys like, I, I really looked at I looked at the list up and down. And I'm like, there's no world where the boys season three can't be here. I'm because mad now. That I'm, was such a cr- incredible season of television. I, I can't utterly, drop Marvel Snap either. I no way. utterly and no. completely <laughs> forgot about the boys. Now here's the thing. I don't blame you guys. I think there's something about like it's we always know the boys. The we, well, we know the boys is a measured content thing where like it's always good. It's, it's hit that point for us. There was so much new content this year. We didn't know how it was gonna go. And the boys is something where we know it's always going to be great yeah and then this season was incredible it's true but it was the middle of the year and i get it i never let go of that so it's at my number five the boys season three was such a great season and you should definitely listen to us discuss it on the fake i was just because uh uh, i know all of you guys loved it it was such it was such a good season like they were just always hitting every single episode was was just so goddamn good if i were to do my list again it would have been number fifteen where Cobra Kai is. Sure, I yeah. this is, the bo- this, I hate this. There's so much good stuff. I get it. Like it was a it was a big year. So yeah, it's the boys season three for me because uh, what what an incredible. Uh, do, do you all remember like the episode like minor spoilers for the boys? Um, the episode where it drops off at the um, her dropping like the social media shit in yeah. front of the news and it's and you're like. Homelanders, there you What is gonna happen now? <laughs> what is gonna happen now? Um, and you know, shout outs to to my personal friend, but it's not why I put it up here, but my personal friend Miles, 
Villanueva uh, showing up in the show for the season. Like it, that. Oh, did, he was a fast guy. Yeah, he, yeah. That didn't really affect my my rankings because his character wasn't enough to affect that. But kind it's of cool thing. to see him. It there. was it was great to see him. Yeah. I thought it was just a really thoughtful, well considered episode uh, right, season so, of television uh, and some of our best Mother's Milk content ever. I just love yeah. it so much. So we're gonna we're gonna have to. Uh, so there's gonna be a part two where we redo our list <laughs> where I put R R R and the boys on there. I you know? I I don't. I wouldn't do. Well, wouldn't redo my list at this point, but. If I had remembered, it would. If I had, like, you're right because like I just, I just was like, oh, of course the boys. You know what? Of course the boys is good. The boys probably wouldn't have made my top but, ten. But it definitely thing, would have made my fifteen. It, it, it is it, uh, the boys season three is the best season so far. Yeah. It's a known, yeah. it's a known quantity. Yeah. You know the boys will be good, and I just thought this season was was exceptional. You're, no, yeah. you're right. You're right. Oh my god, that's your number five. Shame. That was my number five. My number five is a show only I watch, and it's called The Bear. Oh, the Bear. The Bear. If if. Another TV show that we all watched didn't come out. This would be my favorite TV show of the year. Uh, the Bear is just such a just such a beautiful drama about working in a kitchen and the relationships of working in a kitchen and the type of people who work in a kitchen. But it's also a beautiful story about like family. And the main guy, Jeremy Whiteley, I always forget his name, but he was in uh, he was in Shameless. Shameless. Shameless thank you. Um, he. He's, he shouldn't win, but he should be at least nominated for for uh, uh, an Emmy. Emmy. Also, Screen from uh, from Andor is his brother or his cousin in the show, and he's like the second major lead, and I think he will get nominated for that show because he's outstanding. Uh, and just like the, the day-to-day life of just running a restaurant like doesn't, sa- doesn't sound very exciting, but like when it's just like impeccably written and scripted and acted and what there's one episode that is an entire 25 minute like once one shot of just like the worst day in their lives of working at this restaurant where things are going badly that's like the most compelling thing i've, I've watched all year like like almost like an andor but in a restaurant um just really great stuff and it's a, it's a show that i thought about so much this year and it has it has such an incredible final uh, final episode, and there's like a cameo of a character who shows up, and he's like, "Oh, this famous actor is in this scene for five minutes," and it's like the most impactful scene of the entire show, and it leaves you like bawling at the end, crying at the end. And when that show ended, I'm like, I didn't want to cry right now. But are they happening. doing it? Are they doing a season two, or is it a one and done? It, I don't know if season two has been confirmed, but it left it open for sure. Of course, they're doing season two. Cocaine Bear. Oh wow, what a sequel! Oh. <laughs> All those guys show up. Oh my god, <laughs> that'd be great. But, I mean. The Bear is definitely one of those shows because, Ryan, I remember you were talking about this because you work in a restaurant currently. I used to work in a few restaurants mm-hmm, in my, mm-hmm. during my college years, so I want to watch the show to be like, how close do they get it? And judging by your reactions, they nail it 100%. hardcore. And it's and it's just such a beautiful story of like the most famous chef in the world who like who had a bad thing happen and like now he's just working in his brother's his brother's sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. But like him being the most famous chef in the world is getting in the way of him running a business. And like, he wants it to be like a five-star French restaurant, but he just, it's a sandwich shop like Jersey yeah. Mike's. Like it's, it's a sandwich shop in Chicago. Yeah. You, it's you're, there's a big level. There's a gap there. Yeah. And, but it's just like, it's just so beautifully acted, and like it's the, the character stuff is so good. Um, love it. I, I hope there's a season I, two. I need to I watch it. I know it's something that I need to do. I do yeah. know that. Word. Yeah. Word, word. My number five is a little movie known as R. R, R. Oh, thank God! It would have <laughs> time I, to talk about it. Is it? I'm so, I'm so mad. It's not. A, I forgot. Like, here we go, baby. Nacho, R, nacho, R, nacho. R. Uh, not catching maybe a little bit of wind and backdraft from Promare, but R R R. Not nacho, nacho is is a great song that I listen to all the time. But yep. that is not the reason why it is my number five. It is my number five because it is an incredible movie. One of the most incredible movies I've ever seen. In it's my also life. one of the the most movies. It's one of the most movies. It ha- it does everything. Uh, I love 
in this type of movie. It's got ridiculous action sequences. Everything it everything it does is the most. It's, at it's 11. the most friendship. It's the most action. It's the most explosions. It's the most animals. I I It's all the animals. Baby RRR has been talked about all the live long day on every YouTube channel, every Twitter account who's seen it. And and I can and I will only do and I will I, I could parrot all of it. Uh, but it is an incredible movie that hit me so damn hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's my number twelve. Um, I that is no slight. I love everything in my top fifteen, and yeah. I love a lot of things I didn't even mention in my honorable mentions, and then them. It was a tough uh, year. So it's a tough year. Um, RRR is exceptional. Uh, I I loved it top to bottom. Um, I think it's so moving. Uh, my my only uh, slight is that I'm still pissed Netflix doesn't have it in its original yes. uh, dialogue. Me too. Um, okay, I, yeah, I, yeah. I just don't understand why we don't have that available. Um, it is weird. I Ooh. am upset that the uh, Indian film industry no longer does physical copies of anything, of any, any of the movies. Yeah, truly. Uh, it feels, I feel like RRR, because of it's getting nomination. This will be an exception. I, I do so. think there will be an RRR. I'll tell you what. I bet Criterion's going to hunt them. Oh, one hundred percent. I could see. Here's the thing. RRR. I would one hundred percent buy a Criterion Channel RRR. Um, RRR is not just winning international feature film, which it is. It's got. It's got it locked. But it should be in the running for best picture. Sure. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's. 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 It is also in a different way. Just like the Fablemans, an example of, and Top Gun Maverick of like this is movie making. These are people yes. passionate old about school films. movie making. It's a, it's a different logic uh, than what those other two are applying. They all three are different uh, in what they're doing, but they are all taking the tools of the craft and saying like this is what movie making is like yeah. for. It's for taking you to these places. Yeah. Uh, and RRs is we've we've talked about before because it's very non Western in its way of being earnest and emotional and and present uh that a lot of american cinema will not do mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it makes rrr such an emotionally engaging film um beautiful in every way i tr truly ben you will love it uh no i saw it, i was scrolling through netflix to watch sonic prime and i saw rrr was on i was like cool i can watch it finally i i, I would love nothing more than to sit down and watch it again with i remember you. we watched like, half of so it so good <laughs> up in monterey yeah <laughs> Well, Gosh, I can. Well, I actually, knew it was a mistake to start that night because I knew they weren't going to finish gonna be, it. But it's I was a like, movie. man, it's Sparks, so you have a big f off TV. I can come over super early one Sunday. Oh my god, and I haven't watched it on that TV. Oh, oh. the nachos. How late is it? <laughs> oh, no, not, not tonight. Nacho. Oh, no. Not tonight, but I mean, in I the future. I am currently playing Nacho Nacho. Genuinely, in my head. genuinely thrilled. It's that high for you, man. Um, I, I, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, it had to be every list I wrote. It was always in my. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible movie. Ben, you're number four. An incredible music. Oh, I love it. Uh, like all, all around. Number four. Gotta go fast. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, four. Four. Wow, yes. what a year for things. Uh, guys, the fact that we were getting... The fact that the first Sonic the Hedgehog film was was as good as it was made this diehard Sonic fan super happy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The fact that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was at good uh -huh. made me stupid happy. And yes, I mean, 
once again, flaws aside, this I put Sonic the Hedgehog 2 as high as it was because it met and not and surpassed my expectations for oh, the for film. For sure, for sure. That's why it ended up in my number six as well. The 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 way they incorporated Knuckles was fantastic. The way they incorporated the Master Emerald and the Chaos Emeralds was amazing. Super Sonic was so good to see on screen. All of the jokes, all the references to the video games were there and they were just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it, Idris Elba is amazing as Knuckles. Yeah. Um, ben Schwartz continues to kill it as Sonic. Mm-hmm. Colleen O'Shaughnessy coming back as Tails is always great to hear. I think he's and, better in this one, frankly. Sh- Schwartz. Yeah, Schwartz is Sonic. better in this one. And I hope, I am hoping and praying that Jim Carrey comes back for one more Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. film. I am hoping and praying. This has this has got me so excited for Sonic Three. It's gonna be really sad if yeah. they cast him. It, it it is gonna be sad. But even if they if um Agent Sloan becomes the new robot. Oh yeah, honestly, so I love him. He's awesome. He's you funny on Twitter too. Is. You know what they could do? They could recast Jim Carrey and not acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And here's who I think could do it: Jack Black. Mm, he's already, he's already Bowser. Bowser. So. Yeah, it's cannibalizing <laughs> your villains there. I I, uh, I also truly just floored every day that the Sonic the Hedgehog two film was as incredible as it was. Uh, that it was as good. That it that it brought to life those characters. Um, that it was successful. It's not a it's not a yeah. challenging film necessarily, but it is a it's fun. It is mm-hmm. a it is miles above. Uh, uh, it is miles above uh, what uh, people expected it to be. What, yeah. it, what it, we thought it could be, mm-hmm. and I, I it, truly, I never thought, I never thought I would see a giant uh, Eggman robot yeah. stomping through a city in live action yeah, to yeah, fight yeah. Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. I never thought I, I'd see it, and the fact that the I saw it and, and it was, and I the, was just the tornado, yeah, and then I was just just so in it, and that it got you so jealous about really it, excited. and that everybody mm, yeah. was just feeling that was. Uh, I'm amazed. Even yeah. even the stu- the human stuff, I was not and all the references. I, yeah, I was also enjoying. I was also engaged with the human stuff. The the it mention, was funny, violence yeah. was better. Yeah. The mention of gun, the guardian units of the mm. nation. God, <laughs> from Sonic Adventure two, and like just the fact that they, the, just the fact that even though this the film was Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog two, and most of the of the inspiration. I was saying this the second we heard the movie was coming out. If they do not do a poster in homage to the game cover, I'm going to be upset. What did they freaking do? They did they it. Made, they did the poster. They also made the goddamn Steelbook, Steelbook. cover, which I bought. I, mm, I, nice. I demanded that Steelbook. Yes. <laughs> he called them like, directly. That's really cool. No, it's so no, good. I am actually still kind of upset I have not found that poster anywhere, but I'm pretty sure there's somewhere online where I could buy it because I need that poster in my room. Ben, look in the pocket. Of your big Stop that. That's no. rude. Don't do that. No. Um, but yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Number four. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. my number four. It's, it's I love that movie. It's it's what it is, is uh, I, just a real quick note on your thing. And, and definitely watch our review to hear us talk about Sonic the Hedgehog 2 more. Um, but they, they knew how to bring the human characters to a better balance with the others by making them live in a cartoon world mm-hmm. uh, even though they are not cartoons and and that allows the humor to work mm-hmm. rather than trying to realistic the sonic characters into their world yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like the original design <laughs> okay what are, what are we at oh number four number four this is the batman yeah, okay here go okay here, here we, we are go. we did it guys oh yeah we're at the bat is it all of our top tens at least yeah yeah it's, it is uh, it's I, I, I think nice. i was the last one. no mine's in 13 13 okay gotcha. uh, mine's number nine yeah, so number four, the Batman. Um, I I initially thought that this was gonna go lower. There were a lot of other things I was weighing it against, and and I just I went back and I'm like, 
the Batman's the Batman movie I've wanted yep. for a long time. Yes, 100%. And in so many ways was so well done. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, even just in score alone, I think about that theme all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. I hum it all the time. Uh, and the, I'm months from seeing that movie. Yeah, I, I have rewatched it several times. And it is, yeah, it was my number seven. And I, I initially had it lower and I just kept rising up. And I'm like, I really like that movie, man. And like, and I was sold like in the first like ten minutes because I think that opening scene, mm-hmm. like they think I'm in the shadow. They think that I'm and I am. They think I'm in the shadows. I am the shadows. I think about that line all the time because that's the hardest thing Batman's ever said. Yeah. Uh, and like just that first opening scene, it's like, man, he knows. Uh, uh, Ryan, oh, nope, Matt Robert, Reeves. Matt Reeves. Oh, oh, Matt Reeves. He knows he he had a vision and he went for it and it's it's a vision I've also always always wanted and Catwoman being one of my faves like oh she's so spicy yeah, yeah. Um, just the fact the Riddler Penguin all the villains in this film it's a I have not I'm, unfortunately <laughs> oh come on <laughs> don't you know Spanish <laughs> um, when I haven't no hable Espanol fellas <laughs> god it's <laughs> the best that's great but Jim Gordon I love Jim Gordon in this mm, movie yes I love Robert Pattinson as Batman I love Andy Serkis as Alfred Oh, um, I, it's been, I haven't seen it since. Every time Jeffrey Wright called Batman man. Come on, man. Me. Come on, yeah. man. Come on, man. I ha- unfortunately, I haven't seen this movie since theaters, but this is definitely one of those things where I know if I'm going to watch it, I'm not just going to watch it passively. I'm going to pay the F attention. I'll tell you what. I, it would have been higher, and I've, I've watched it multiple times now, but like, I think the the final act is not nearly as strong as the rest of the movie, and it feels like there's a point like after the Riddler gets captured that like another hour of the movie so happens. I, mm-hmm. I thought about that too, and it was one of yeah. the things that was making me push it lower. Yeah, and then I was like, but yeah, I really like when Batman's leading them out of the dark, and it's literally about this lesson of him recognizing mm-hmm. I can't separate myself from humanity. Mm-hmm. I have to connect to humanity. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, to make a difference. That's the only way I can make a difference in Gotham. And I'm like, shit, man, but you bring it all together in the end and that final <laughs> pitch is so good. And True. like you get there because of that third act. And so I'm like, even though I think it is clunky, yeah. that, that last bit, the final moment, the, like the makes last up for bits it. Yeah. are so With good. With that girl. I honestly think if I had watched it more throughout the year, I would have placed it higher. Mm-hmm. But the, this is definitely... Because when I put it on, I was like, I got to put the Batman somewhere. I knew it was going to be in my top 10. I'm actually kind of happy where I have it now. But had I watched it more, and even just talking with you guys, I'm like, you know, I could probably move the Batman a little bit higher up. Because it truly is an amazing Batman film. It is a true... drive. I love Robert Pattinson's interpretation of Batman. I love how the suit looks. This is the... His contact lenses. This is mm. the year two Batman that I've been thirsting for for a long this isn't, time this isn't just the year two batman that i've been thirsting for this is the batman i've been thirsting for this is the batman that is the closest that we've gotten to the comic this is not a, this is unapologetically about batman mm-hmm. he is a he is frankly a ridiculous character yeah um that too often filmmakers try to make realistic in live action and you cannot do that. And cool. And yeah, like, and cool. he's a weird I loner. <laughs> I don't feel like they're trying to make him cool. I yeah. feel like things he does are sometimes cool. Yeah. Yes. But I don't feel like they're trying to make him cool. Yeah. And, and and the thing and the thing like he he's it's really cool that he's you know he's sloppy he's he he mm-hmm. gets hit he like he doesn't quite make the escape from the uh, from the GCPD. Nothing more clear of the sloppiness than the fact that they let him keep the eye makeup when he takes the mask off. Yeah, and I and man, that's just such a small detail that I love. But it's so important. Mm-hmm. And like I I I really I really think this is 
the closest we've gotten to a perfect Batman movie, if yeah. not the perfect Batman movie. For sure. The scene with the, where the Batmobile is introduced is one of my favorite. Oh cars. my the god! The Batmobile chase scene. <laughs> that is sounds the like a most dragon. Incredible Batmobile <laughs> scene in any Batman live and, action film ever. And we've mentioned the score. I can't. I remember for like a few months after the movie came out, people were using the bum, Batman score bum, in their bum, reels bum, and their TikToks, bum. and it w- it works so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We've definitely got a lot of love for the Batman. Please check out our review. Yes. The Penguin did. starts filming in February. Yay. And we'll move forward to your number four, Ryan. It's turning red. Yay. Turning red. God damn, do I love this movie, y'all. It's not It's not my favorite Pixar movie. At number four for Four Town? For four, oh. I did that on purpose you 100%. Did it. I did it on purpose 100%. Um, <laughs> Wally, I still I think will always be my favorite Pixar movie just because like it, it's like a, it's a it's a it's it's like a silent movie, sci-fi movie for like half uh-huh. that movie and I love that. Um, this movie, I just I connected with the characters and I think it's from the jump from minute 1, it shows you we're musical, we're big and we're bouncy, our characters are full of life mm-hmm. and it never drops down below that. Nope. All the character stuff is so great. I love the family dynamic. The big kaiju aspect of it is like I, I didn't expect um, the the songs like I rewatched that final that final scene where like the where Fortem comes together. in and like and they're harmonizing with the moms and I'm like this is some good shit and again I wish I would have died to have seen this in the theaters if I saw this in theaters I bet it would even be higher I'm sure me too me too uh, but yeah I, turn Turning Red's excellent yeah. Turning Red yeah. was my number eight no what was my Turning Red Got Turning right Red's my number nine yeah Turning Red was I think it was higher for me. Yeah, and, Turning, Turning Red beat out the Batman and for it's, me. It, <laughs> it was my number eight. It's a movie about like young women in periods. Yeah, which is like <laughs> that's that's like incredible. That's crazy. It, it 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 truly was like Pixar brought something so wholly new to the table, new for them. Again, like this is another time where we it looks like, different. Yes, how much it, how great it is that Pixar's branching out away from their own typical style, and like mm-hmm. we saw that with Luca. Now we're seeing it again with Turning Red, and Turning Red was just such a. A beautiful personal emotional story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I sincerely just impressed with how effective it was and and the the style choices that they made to go about it that mm-hmm. that accentuated it like putting it in the nineties, focusing on the boy bands, all that kind of stuff. Uh, genius, a genius film. Turning Turning Red was definitely a film that I was that I'm still mad at Pixar for putting. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad it was on Disney Plus. That it was well, it's not Pixar's fault. Very specifically, it's not Pixar's fault. Okay. It's Disney. Did I say Pixar? I meant Disney. You did, but it's Disney. My, my apologies. I meant Disney. I'm and still mad at Disney for forcing Pixar to put this on Disney Plus. The music by the goat Ludwig Göransson. Oh yeah, he, that dude's just Disney's like king. I mean, I guess Michael Giacchino as well. But like, man, Ludwig, he, he killed he's, it. He's one of them. There's like so, there's like two composer kings in Disney right now, and it's the it's him and Michael Giacchino. Yeah. But one of the things I love about this movie is just how different it is from other Pixar films, especially with how you see the panda transform and how May uses the panda off the bat. She doesn't hide it for half the film, and yeah. then there's a big reveal. She's like, and it's the first act where she shows off the panda to her close circle of friends, and they're like, "Yo, this is amazing!" Yeah. And then they she starts doing the thing to earn the four town. I love her. I love her friend group. Like I would like we're getting so many like like Zootopia plus. Like I would watch a show of just like yeah, they're, they're, they they continued on being friends. Yo, and yes. like I would kill for that. I, they found I, the the dis- bull. Go ahead. Sorry, one of my favorite parts is when they're at the concert. They turn around, they see the bully, and they're like, "You're a townie." And yeah. he's like, And then in the end, the credits in the during the credits, you see him with the girls getting ready for another four town show. Hondo. Uh, a a Disney owned animated film 
that captures so well the beginning phases of getting horny is just oh, yeah. so funny and, yes. and like what am I experiencing? Yeah. yeah. Just kind of sweating and having to roll under the yeah, bed yeah. and the face is like oh, uh, oh it's so it's expressive. So oh yeah. Yeah. Love it. Oh. Turning red, good stuff, Pixar. For also, more, check out our review. Also the Ghibli food scene. Oh, well yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. My number four. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Honors. Was that? That was my number 11, I think. Number 11. And it's not on your list. It's on my honor Honors. Honors. Okay. Top Gun Maverick um, is... Uh, <laughs> Top Gun Maverick <laughs> is so good, you guys. It's a really good movie. I really <laughs> like Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick is... is is one of those movies that makes me believe in filmmaking. Like mm-hmm. it makes me believe in the magic of filmmaking. Sure. Because like how they were able to get those plane sequences is quite frankly just magic. Thank to Tom me. Cruise. Oh, yeah. And like I'm I'm I am so ready to watch these special features uh, for that film mm-hmm. to see how they made magic uh, come to life on the big screen. Like the 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 the, the jet sequences feel so real and visceral because they are. It's Tom Cruise's best performance to date. Um, I believe this allows him to be short and old, which he does not allow in any of his films. And he is so good and vulnerable in it and in a way that I've not seen him in many, many, many years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll and, give it that. Yeah. And like the, the, the love story between him and Jennifer Connelly, like this is, this is the first time I've bought a love story with Tom Cruise in a long time. Sure. Because he's not being Tom Cruise. He's being Pete. And it's someone who's closer to his age than someone who is like, Oh, she's like 25. Yeah. Uh, uh the, 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 the thematic through lines are are amazing. It's exactly the length it needs to be. The pay, the the having the the plane track, the you know going th- going down the track, practicing and to have the payoff, so good. Mm-hmm. Such great setup and payoffs. Um, the 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 last act is, is so heart poundingly mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I yeah. man, I adore this movie. What I will definitely say about Top Gun Maverick is that this is a. Uh, quite honestly the best example of a film of a sequel film i don't want to call it a perfect sequel but i want to call it i will one i will call it a perfect sequel but i will call it a perfect sequel for a film that's well over a decade and a half or possibly two decades out from the first film bro it came out like the 80s do you think you are Top Gun's old as shit. Came out yeah. in like the mid yeah, '80s. The '80s. Yeah, that's that's like, not a decade and a that's half. Like, ben. That's like thirty plus. Years. Okay, cool. There you go. Thirty yeah. plus. That's okay. Oh, a decade. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I was trying. A, I could, been a decade ago was twenty thirteen. A decade and a half <laughs> is fifteen. We are years. old now. <laughs> we are old now. <laughs> it sucks. So let me. So let me rephrase. Thirty plus years there it took go. for for this film to get a sequel. And quite honestly, it is the perfect. It is the best example of how to do a film like this and make it not just great, not just good, but great. And in my personal opinion better than the original it's, it pays it, oh yeah that wasn't hard easy mm-hmm. uh, it, it's 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 so much better <laughs> it's so much better than the, than the first one uh, in my opinion all, as well and i think all of our opinions and the mm-hmm. fact that like i think that the that one of the things that, that really helps this film is that it's not just about planes it's about morality it's about mortality mm-hmm. it's about tom cruise it's about pete maverick dealing with his mortality mm-hmm. and dealing with the fact that he is getting older mm-hmm. and he ha- he can't be this hot shot test pilot anymore he has to what what is he going to bring Pass to the, the next generation what's he going yeah. to what's he going to gift the next generation and he comes with his the crimes that happened in the 30 years after top gun he Goose's son, Rooster, he pulled his application to the academy, forcing his career back by years. And it he doesn't goofed, he goofed up. And it doesn't do the thing that I really don't like 
uh, look, it can be done well, and I like to legacy sequels that do it well. But like his life from the first Top Gun to now to Top Gun Maverick was good. He's a decorated captain. He's doing what he loves. He and the, there are there are things that didn't go quite well. Mm-hmm. But he's not a down on his luck old man who no. has to come back to to Top Gun. To, he's like successful. Yeah, he's I, like, I love I love that they did that. He straight up says he's like I lasted two months. It wasn't for me. I'm doing other things now, which is flying this test plane and the Dark Star, which I flew in Microsoft Flight Simulator. Mm-hmm. This movie had such an impact that I downloaded that game and I played a flight simulator wow. so I could do Top Gun shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I put it in my honorable mentions. It only didn't clear the bar because like it is incredible filmmaking and it is exceptional in that way and there's a lot to really love about it. It simply for me did not have enough meat on the bones over the other things I would have put up there. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, it in no like it didn't need to be more for the movie it is. It did not. Yeah. It's, but it's a simple film. Uh and other things have been more complex with a lot more for me to need to chew on. Stop Gun Maverick just ed- got edged down, but it stays in the honorable mentions because it's a nope. very well made film. Every yeah. time, every time, especially when it's original, is a joke. Every time the, every time Glenn Powell saves, uh, Maverick and Goose, Rooster, the, uh, Maverick and Rooster at the end of that film, I I tears. Yeah, every single time. It's really good. Such a good moment. Yeah, yeah. I I love that film. So your number three, Ben. Number three. Andor. That's my number three. Higher. Higher. Ooh. Higher. Good. Okay. Okay. All right. My number three, and I will say that um, pretty much the moment I saw them, now it did adjust because some things came out later, but these three were cemented in their positions in the top three for good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And number three is Peacemaker. Yep. So this was your all of your number sixes. Mm-hmm. For me, it's my number three. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Peacemaker's exceptional. It yep. was going to be my favorite show of the year, but then something else came out. Uh. Um, and uh, uh, I can't get over, like, we gave John Cena Best Actor of the Year Award by a mile yep. yeah. uh, for True. our fake nerd awards. Like, yep. he, he He's so goddamn good in yeah. this, and so is everybody else in the cast. And it, James Gunn wrote an incredible show. He made an incredible show everybody I told, came to play i told you i truly believe it is his masterpiece i uh, peacemaker is yeah. is more than i ever could have imagined it being yeah um and the fact that like one of the best dc property things ever made is is this show about peacemaker is is wild beyond belief but it's so moving and, and so yeah. powerful and i haven't watched it since when did that come out like january, january. literally a year, a year ago and like I still remember Adebayo and and Mern and Die Beard and like I still I'm still I still remember all, like all the plots and the butterfly stuff and all the music. Well, it's because I listen to music all the time too. But like it's just it's I think we didn't expect it to be as so good as it was. So like when it turned out to be like oh this is one of the best shows of the year like it, it excelled over that because mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a show about peacemaker right like this was definitely wild. a show that when it was announced we're like no this can't be good okay James Gunn's a trash show. it's probably gonna be pretty good and then we watched it was like never mind this is one of the best TV shows out there yeah a peacemaker I mean one show did edge a, a few shows edged this out for me but peacemaker as a whole truly I mean yes I have put other shows higher than peacemaker do I believe those I put those higher shows because of how they affect me personally sure. on a personal level if I'm looking at this thing at peacemaker objectively. There's only one other show that might beat out Peacemaker, and I already said what my number three was. Mm. Two best TV shows of the year, by far, objectively, Peacemaker and Andor. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Those mm. two are neck and neck. I mm. cannot pick just one. No, I mean, like, you know, I, I might have put it at three, but you all put it at six, and, like, that's that's still 
so yeah. high, and I don't think before it came out, any of us thought no. Peacemaker would land in that kind of space. No. Peacemaker was such a was such a good surprise. Um, I, I said it before. This is I believe it is James Gunn's masterpiece. I'm sure he will make another masterpiece. But like I, the the amount of personal um, uh, emotion that he put into this show uh, is stunning. The fact that he is able to make such a personal, heartbreaking show based around peacemaker an mm. old charlton character that dc has not used in many many years right. like it, not even just that but like a villain of the movie he was just in yeah making him your protagonist is like why are they doing that and it's, it's like, a story that like follows up on how he feels about having been put in that position like yeah. see like, like wild like yeah. uh, well, we we ta- we have a whole thing. We have a FNW, whole thing. FNW we about this, but please God, go look. Peacemaker's talk about. If you it haven't watched we, Peacemaker, what's wrong with you? We're in love with it. Seriously, and also do not hit that skip intro button because that song is a oh banger. Oh my gosh, all day long. Also, I haven't heard a better version of Pumped Up Kicks since. Mm, yeah. You're number three. My number three. The top three guys. This was tough to, to rearrange these. They they all. Well, that's not your number one. It's number one. But number three is everything everywhere all at once. Higher. Nice. Yeah. Well, there you go. Honorable. That's fine. Um, my number three, I already said, which is Star Wars Andor. Number two, Ben. God of War Ragnarok. Honorable. All right. You said your number three is Andor? Yeah. Sorry, I'm keeping track of things. Oh, that's it's fine. God of, War, God of War is my number 12. Ben. I so expected it to be higher for you, to be honest. I will explain why now. Oh. Um, I like 2018 a lot better. Brandon, I'm so glad you I, you're with me on this. I, and that's not me saying it's a bad game. It is no, it no, is no. a great game, but it's a lot of that first game, and I play that game a lot. The thing the thing the thing that holds God of, that held God of War back for me was that I do feel like the last half is rushed, and the 2018 game hit me harder on an emotional level than this film did. Now that's not to say this film didn't hit me on an emotional level at all. Yeah. I think this game has incredible reveals, some great character work. Um, I think. Uh, um, Christopher Judge is incredible as yep. Kratos in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kid who plays Atreus is wonderful. Um, there's some great turns that I did not see coming. Um, Richard Schiff is immaculate as Odin. So good. Um, but the gameplay is the same. Mm-hmm. There's one There's one new, There's one. one new thing that I really like. And unfortunately, um, I think it takes way too long to get. Yeah. And I, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't disagree with that. And I think that like... It, it's just that again. This at at the end of the day, the 2018 game was a more emotional experience for me than Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and that's not to say I didn't like Ragnarok. Obviously, it made my top 15, mm-hmm. so I really did like it. Um, but it's just as an emotional experience, 2018 was was more for me. Sure, I I understand, but I, I disagree. No, no, <laughs> I do not disagree. But this game hit me in a way that I never thought it was going to hit me. Now. This game went from I gotta play it to so I can write a review for it for Fusion Magazine, which is coming out soon eventually. Whoop, whoop. And then it came to went to a thing where I want to play this because I want to see the I want to see the end. I want to see the world. I want to see. I want to explore. I want to. I really like I, the map design. I also. want to adventure. I want to get to the story. I want the different characters that you meet along the way. The different characters that become ally that were enemies become allies. I love... Be careful of spoilers. I know, be careful of spoilers. I love those scenes. And quite honestly, this scene almost had me in a... The the ending, the very ending of the game where the credits actually roll almost had me in a sobbing mess. Like the post-credit credits. Yes, that one. 
but even then, just seeing the end of the getting to the end of the game, it I felt like I truly accomplished and Ryan, something. And Ryan was absolutely right when when because you'd be the first before mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said the post game stuff is really great. A lot of stuff, absolutely correct. Like, so almost like yeah. an entire game in that game. It's, it's so it's so great that there is so much to do after the game is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I will not deny 2018 was truly an amazing time for God of War, and there are problems with God of War, but to me those flaws are so minuscule mm-hmm. and i mean they are minuscule Teeny, tiny. that this game is truly worthy of a 10 out of a 10 worthy and it is and it it was very hard. the second i beat this game i pulled up my phone and started writing my list i put this in my number one you guys know i'm pretty sure you guys know what my number one is but i put this at number two mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the only and there's only one smidge of reason why this is not my number one because because it's it's not better than the other one. <laughs> Do you want to put up Grayson Live's comment real quick? Yes, you're still uh, here, Grayson. Thank you. Grayson's still you're here. You're Grayson says, "I think if they uh, if they did give it three games for God of War, I would have enjoyed it much more. I yes. really liked it, but I'll agree. 2018 was so. We damn will. Good. I think we were. We, I really wanted to do a review of. We this, will eventually. And I, and I'm, yeah, I'm sure we, we will. will. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later. But you know, things happen. Keep but, an eye out for it. I just might not be on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. the idea that uh, this should this was two games. Might not have been the best idea. No, I, I 100% mm-hmm. think it's the detriment of the game. Because yeah. it, it, it feels like two games put in the one game. No, and, I do, and I do completely understand everything you guys have been saying about how this is a lot of the same. There's a, the same mechanics. There's a few things that are a little bit different. But I was just having... Christopher Judge is amazing as Kratos. Sunny all the performances are great. All yeah. the performances are Oscar-worthy. This game is truly earned its title of nominee for Game of the Year. Yeah, truly, oh, yeah. deserves it. It deserves all the accolades. Mm-hmm. I was talking about Bear McCreary's score. Bear McCreary. Oh god. Oh, I think his score. By the way, real quickly, I think his score is better in this game than it was in the first game. He's just doing a lot more stuff too because he has yeah. more stuff to work with. I was listening to the credits at the end, the like, the actually roll credits part, yeah. and that music got me. Yeah, I. My final point on my, a game that's on my honorable mentions is, uh, like with a lot of sequels, like I think it has higher highs, but also has extremely lower lows mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. compared to that first game. And that just unfortunately, like it, it, it doesn't balance it out equally like the way I wish it would. Yeah. Um, it's still a great game. Yeah. Like it's still like it's still Again, it made my a Sony. Top 15. Yeah, it's still a Sony mm-hmm. God of War game. Like it's not a bad time. Sparks. Yeah, so we'll move on to number two. Number two. Um, for me, uh, I suspect this is the same as Ryan, so I will say that um, if I could have uh, gotten up earlier, I would have mm-hmm. started fighting these bastards sooner. Mm-hmm. Fight the Empire! It's Andor. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, number two is Andor, yes. Yeah, number All right, two is Andor. 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 Right. I mean, guys, it's the best show of the year. It's not even a contest. And it's a Star um, Wars show in a year where we had bad Star Wars shows. It changes <laughs> yeah, it everything about... Mm-hmm. Star Wars. It what you think it could do? Everything about oh yeah, IP television series. Uh-huh. It about Disney. Everything about streaming series. Um, Andor has changed the rules of what can be on television. I am so glad that when people finally started watching Andor and giving Andor a chance, they realized how great this show is. It really sucks that Andor was the last Star Wars show to come out this year because. You get the one-two punch of Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you're like, I don't know if I want to watch you, the show about oh, the about You the have to like beat in people in the submission to convince them to try to watch a show. Because like, oh, no, it's good, which we've said about all the other shows some people have said. So like, I get the trepidation, but like, man, this is a real-ass show. Wait, Boba Fett came out this year? Yeah, top Whoa. of the year. Yeah, that and Obi, it's crazy, right? Well, Peacemaker kind of took over my mind, so. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. fair. But the, thing, but the thing about like Andor um, is that 
Uh, Gabriel Luna is delivering a great performance. There's so many great lines. Uh, it, I think it is a career best for Andy Serkis. Um, Five of the best speeches or long yeah. <laughs> line deliveries in Star Wars are now in Andor. Yeah. yeah. Five of I, them. It, it It's so unlike what we have been conditioned to think of a Disney Plus Star Wars show. And it's so wonderful that it was allowed to be made. Yeah. Right? Because I share my dreams with ghosts. Dude. Mm-hmm. Like, Stellan Skarsgård. How is that line in a Star Wars show? <laughs> Like if like, he should also get nominated for a Star Wars show. Like I don't know if it'll yeah. be I don't know if it'll be Patty. I don't know if it'll no, be. I Harris, don't know, but like, but like, but like also like this is like a like a. Stellan's been around for decades, so like this isn't a career like performance, but like this is one of his best performances. Yeah, and it is in a Star Wars show where he's giving really sad like insanely good speeches and I'm like I cannot believe this is the show I'm watching like every week we were like so like this is real we were shocked we were watching I was shocked every week watching it and or being like holy shit I just watched that prison prison stuff happening my 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 crush on Mon Mothma didn't even cloud me because the show was that good uh, the actress who plays Mon Mothma, it's so wonderful that she is allowed to have this material that, to work with after being cut from Revenge of the Sith and having a small mm-hmm. part in Rogue One. Like, it's so wonderful that she gets the show to really shine and yeah. be, and, like, define Mon Mothma. This is the most screen time that the character of Mon Mothma has ever had. This is- and, it's, and it's wonderful to see uh, this defining a performance for this character that's been in Star Wars for decades. Mm-hmm. I want to say we mentioned this when we did our FNW about it. Our Fingers Watch, definitely go check that out if you want more. Um, but this is the most adult Star Wars has ever been. I fe- at least that's yeah. how I feel. Like. No, it, abs- this is mo- it absolutely is. This is the is. most adult Star Wars has ever been. And then this definitely brings into light about how we, for as children, we forget that the Empire is truly an oppressive force. Yeah. They are s- literal space Nazis, and their show is not afraid to deviate from, like, oh, we got to make a kitty because, you know, it's Star Wars. It's yeah, yeah. fun. Like, the most hardcore adult that this is a war that we got was Rogue One. Now with Andor, it's like... No, we're going into TV fourteen territory, teetering on MA they don't, a little bit. They don't sand down like the hard edges. No, they don't. Like 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 a Clone Wars would or something. No. Again, not not saying that's a bad quality thing. It's just mm-hmm. like like the 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 audience are trying no, this to is, talk. This about. is what the this is what's always kind of been on the outskirts with Star Wars. The Star Wars is a is a kid's property. Yeah, like first and foremost, made for for adolescents. Um, and like that 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 is what Star Wars is made for, and mm-hmm. it's, and it's honestly really great that it is. Um, but like. Star Wars has been playing with this idea of fascism in, the, in 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 such an interesting way since Disney bought it that because of the PG-13 nature of most of the movies and the animation and the animated nature of most of the shows can't really dive into it as much as as much as you'd think that they should. And honestly, that conditions you to think, "Oh, well they'll never do that. Oh, well they'll never do that." And then Andor comes over and does that mm-hmm. and and really dives into the nature of fascism, the nature of what it does to people and the nature of like there's a line in the movie, there's a line in the show um uh like terror isn't easy, it's not your natural state. So that's why they fight harder for it because you I'm I'm butchering No, I know, the line, what I know what you're talking about. But yeah. like you know the like the, the line where it's like um they f- they fight because it's not natural. That's why they have to fight so hard to oppress well, like, you. Contr- controlling people isn't natural. Yeah. That's why they fight so hard yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
once I probably I probably said this like three or four times this past year, but what a year for TV shows with characters that we thought they were just gonna be one offs. Peacemaker and Andor, Peacemaker yeah. Andor. It's like why? Who cares about those characters? They had their movies. Now it's like now nah, they gave us like two of the absolute best television so shows funny. of the they entire the, year. They have taken the uh, the concept of well, anything can be good with the with the right creative team to anything can be great with the right creative. Oh team. yeah, yeah. Uh, Andor was a story that needed to be told and other things that have gone on to streaming services have not been that way. And especially in the IP machine, but for star Wars, this was like, we have a story to tell. We have a really important story to tell and you're going to want to see it. Um, I could talk about Andor for an hour more or what we've already done. Figure say, watch because yeah. we've got it right there. Um, but we've got it, multiple it, hours. I'm so I'm so jazzed about it. I was so pleased. Like it wasn't even finished. I was like the number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I uh, uh, that that and Peacemaker are, are the only two shows that I watched. I watched multiple times because I watched it on my own when it came out at midnight because I couldn't wait. And then I watched it with you <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I'm all in on both these shows. Uh, yeah. Good I, shit. I waited a little Ryan. bit for for Andor. I just made sure that when I did watch Andor, it was in the arc chunks, and that just made it just yeah, yeah, yeah. a great viewing experience for me. Right, Ryan, your number two. My number two is Andor. He's, he said it with oh, you. Yeah, yeah, we can't Cassie and Andor. So my number two is Glass Onion. Honorable. Um, yeah. Nice. I had that lower. Um, I really love Glass Onion. Um, I like it. I I like it better than Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've come to terms with the fact that I think it is a better movie than Knives Out. I mm-hmm. love Knives Out. Knives Out is incredible, but this one is 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 so good. Uh, I love the cast. I really, really, really like Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc in this film. He really gets to shine and delivers some truly great lines. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I have quoted, "No, it's just dumb. It's just dumb." Over and over again. Um, there's a line in this movie that floored me. That the clip is out there, you can check it out if you want to. But I highly recommend watching it in the context that it is, and I will not repeat it here because I will butcher it. Uh, Glass Onions, great. Um, I put it at my number eleven. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I just thought it was funny. It was smart. It was sharp. Um, I I don't think I would personally put it over Knives Out only for me, only because I think the supporting cast. Not everyone gets to shine as well as they do in Knives Out. Sure, I understand and that's that. really my major like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thing about it. But other than that, I just really like it. Yeah. I think it's so like the the twist second half and everything reveal is yeah the so big, well the, done. Yeah. The big twist is so good mm-hmm. because and like, what, like I uh, I didn't see it coming at all. Me, like, one of the I, things I really like about Ryan Johnson's Murder Mysteries is that they is that he is so ingrained in Murder Mysteries that he can. He can play with you. Mm-hmm. He can. It can be like, oh, you think this is one way, or the, uh, but it ends up being the other. And, and I think, I think Glass Onion is the the epitome of that idea that like, well, you know Hercule Poirot adventures. You know how this is going to go, but this isn't a Hercule Poirot adventure. No, no, no. This is a Benoit Blanc adventure. Benoit Blanc. Um, and I think this is this is I, I I think this is Daniel Craig's uh, best role personally. It's mm-hmm. at least my favorite. I don't role. know. He's pretty good in Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. He's, it's at least my favorite role that he's ever done. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, favorite movie: The Glass year. Onion. Okay. Ben and Ryan definitely have the same number one. Yep. Yes. Do you guys want to go on it now? Do you want to wait a no, little? No, let's just bit? do it now. All right, All right. Ben. Say at the same it, time. Three, Three, two, one. Elden Ring. I, I was gonna say something else, and I and I totally blanked. Please out. don't. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. You son of no, a bitch. Elden Ring God. is not just my favorite game of the year. It's not just my favorite thing of the year. It is one do, of my do the ring, Ryan. 
it is one of my favorite just pieces of art that has ever been created. Yeah. I already know I want to get a tattoo of the Blasphemous Sword, the sword that I used for 100 hours in that game. Uh-huh. It's a sword that is taken out of a giant snake man's mouth, pulled out, and it's got like the decomposing bodies and like arms are hanging off. It's like Shin Godzilla's tail kind it's of. Essentially, oh, Br- Brandon, it's your worst nightmare. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> we've talked about Elden Ring probably hours at this point on this we, podcast and other we, podcasts. Every time we mention Basement Arcade, we do a Basement Arcade quarterly. It's on every quarterly. It's There's on two ev- episodes of Basement Arcade. <laughs> I Seriously, Elden Ring has been, ever since this game came out in February, I knew we were in for a treat. I knew we were in for something special. And this was the... the it took well over six plus... Seven months. It was inside of Oh God! <laughs> Ryan's showing Brandon. <laughs> yeah, it's the, super gooey. He's showing he's showing the sword, the blasphemous sword. It's the coolest sword I've ever but seen. But yeah, this game was inside my PlayStation Four for the longest time, and it finally came out when I got God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, I played over 198 hours yeah, yeah. total, and that is with playing online with Grayson, with you, mm-hmm. with my brother, just playing all sorts of things. Grayson is in the chat doing the O. A little bit of sparks, yeah. He just a little bit of sparks. I'm sorry, a little bit of sparks. Just a little bit of sparks. But yeah, Grayson's sparks. in the chat doing the O because he because he would text me I and he would him. stay up early Friday mornings and be like, "You want to ride into glory?" I'm like we're riding to glory. Yeah, I uh, I play a lot of video games on multiple systems, but on my PlayStation specifically, I played 700 hours of video games. One third of that was Elden Ring. <laughs> that makes sense. 230 hours was Elden Ring. I, um, and I enjoyed every single minute. Even the bosses that were giving me trouble, I would just take a breath. And just go back at it. Yeah, Th- this game. The you, reason you why learn and you, and you beat them. As much as I loved God of War, I mean, Elden Ring. Everything about Elden Ring was, it was fantastic. The art design. This the story wasn't like in your face like uh, God of War was, but the art design, the creature design, the characters. The it's a story, video game. It's, the gameplay is always yes. The gameplay yeah. was there. The game. I was playing this game so much that when I would play other games like Kirby or even when I would try the Cuphead DLC with Fanny, mm-hmm. I'm missing. I'm pressing the wrong button because I'm thinking it's the dodge oh, roll from yeah. Elden Ring. Oh yeah, or like, or we take a break and then we come back to Elden Ring, which there are you videos. Got you got, and then they're like, yeah. oh, like uh, it's been it's been two months. Yeah, like when we were fighting uh, Drake. I have uh, no memory of this place. Like yeah. when we were fighting the Dragon Placidus Axe. But oh my you boy, <laughs> no Placidus Axe. That's no, his I name. know. It was just really. Funny. You know, yeah, Dragon Lord. Yeah, we're well, the great Dragon Lord Pasigius yeah. and yeah, just, King Ghidorah. The, yeah, the two-headed dragon. And you're and Ryan's and Ryan and I are trying to kill this boss, and Ryan's like, "Oh, that's not the right button." And then we finally get our groove back, and then we kill it, and we're like, yeah, "Fifteen you, attempts later, you feel like you're on top of the world." Yeah, it's like drugs. You, it's great. Yeah, like every every time you beat a boss in any FromSoft game, it's great. But like Elden Ring, just like it, it gives you player choice uh-huh. in a way that no other game I've ever played in my life nope. has given you. And I said it's, it is it is the ultimate Dungeons and Dragons game where you can mm-hmm. play any class with all your friends, do any boss. It's all open for you. You want to change up your stats that you have, or you can restat and you can redo a new, a renew, do a new build. It does not um, play against you. They give out those rebirth things like candy, larval tears. Those larval tears like you candy. played a, a mere twenty five hours, Sparks. I know you have stuff to say about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was my number fifteen, and and I had to put it on my number fifteen because. Um, I didn't get the full amount out of it that you guys did. I didn't mm-hmm. have the time this year to mm-hmm. do it. Um, but that is more than I usually put in plenty of other games. That is the and, full length of other games. And, and and for me, the thing about it is that Elden Ring is, is so beautifully rendered to be tell your own story in this world. Mm-hmm. And, and that you... I, I played a lot of role-playing kind of games, and it's never felt like 
I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing mm-hmm. my thing like you would in tabletop role playing. Uh, and I can create my own narrative of my character and, and I'm I'm guiding my own story and it feels so fulfilled in that way. Yeah. Uh, and even with my small amount of time in it, uh, comparatively, I get that. 25 I hours is still experience. a lot. I felt it's that still, experience. I understood that like, I crafted my own path through things and, yeah. and, and that kind of agency is the kind of thing I, I want open world games to give me and is why other open world games that don't have that bother me so much because it yeah, feels yeah. so like bullshit to go yeah. to just at pad time and I never felt like I was padding it's, time. Oh no. Like I I know Did you have Pokemon on your list at all Ben anywhere? No. Okay. I did not. Just look at the open world of that game and then the open world of Elden Ring. Not and even and the, the not Switch even not even it being a Switch exclusive. Just like the fidelity and just like the care and just like it's not just like random assets thrown into it. Like, right. It's like man, like Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, I'm truly, I'm truly thrilled for you guys to have a a game of the year um, pause menu, which there will be for Elden Ring. Oh yeah, for you guys to just absolutely go off and gush because it, I know this is special, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad you guys got yeah. to get so much out of it because you guys is like I I, I like playing video games a lot, but you yeah. guys are are very passionate. Gamers. We're pro gamers, and like and and for you to get something like this, I I know that's awesome, and yeah. it's so it so is incredibly special. When I I was really hoping to get Ryan to play with me, but he was busy that that day, so I it summoned a bunch of people in to help me take down. Melania, the Blade of Nicola. The worst. The, the worst. When the I worst. beat her, I beat her with help. I will not say I won v won it. That was a cat. <laughs> cat. <laughs> a cat scared the shit out of Brandon. Oh, the, sc- the scratchies. He put his claws in my thigh. Yeah. Oh, that, that's yeah, even the, worse. The, the scratchies. She, uh, uh, Astro, why do you do things? Because she's a cat. She okay. is a cat. But when I defeated Melania, yeah. I felt so elated. And then there are times I'm playing bosses on Cuphead DLC with Fanny. And I'm and we're just getting frustrated on certain bosses. And I looked at Fanny, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather be fighting Melania. <laughs> She's like, you'd rather fight her. I'm like, yeah, I'd rather fight that bitch than this one. <laughs> yeah. Um. God. It's just. It's just a. There is a pre Elden Ring, Ring world and a post Elden Ring world now. And like. Oh, that's so true. And yes. like open world games, like obviously the games coming in the next one to two years, like they can't change everything after Elden Ring. But like. No. It is. It's gonna set a new standard. Like, uh, thank God, Breath of uh, like like what Andor has done for IP television that you're not gonna see the effect for a bit. Yes, it has set a new bar of like, hey, what are you doing? Uh, Elden Ring is the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and like, we're getting Tears of the Kingdom, the new Zelda game, and yeah. I and I am not worried about that game because Breath of the Wild is dope. But oh, like no, other like the next Assassin's Creed game or like whatever yeah. the next big open world game that I will play because I play them all. It's mm-hmm. just gonna be like, man, this is not the same. This there, is not the same. There's a reason because. In my second article for Fusion Magazine, I wrote an article about Elden Ring. I was about maybe 25, 27 hours into the game. And I was far enough that I thought, it was, it's not a review, but I felt that I had, a, there was enough, uh, I played enough so I can solidly say that Elden Ring is from software's magnum opus. I still believe that. Yeah. Oh, nearly 200 uh, hours later, yeah, Elden Ring no, yeah. is 100% from software's magnum opus. And Ben, you've played other Dark Souls games. Like, you, like this is the yeah. culmination of everything I, they've ever done. I am so happy yeah. Fanny got me my PlayStation 5 when she did. Because mm-hmm. when she got me my PS5, I got Demon's Demon Souls. Souls. And I can't get past the Tower Knight. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it. And I don't like the Tower Knight. We can Knight. go back to it. But playing Elden Ring, I'm like, this is the best. No matter how many times Margaret killed me when I first got to him, just playing the rest of Elden Ring and just exploring Foul the world. Just exploring the worlds. I 
had such a great time. Astrid, don't don't go up there. The baby. game the game is always rewarding. And like, yes. and, and my final thought will be, excuse me, like I can't believe there are like like five or six like big open zones, right? Like, and I just can't believe how many times we're like a hundred a hundred hours in. I will go. T- I will open a brand new vista, and it's just a giant, giant, beautiful thing with so many things to do. I'm just like. I just I don't know if I'm ever gonna beat this game, and then I did 230 hours later, mm-hmm. um, and I still have it 100 percent in everything, which oh, is I haven't unbelievable. I know I'm missing like one or two bosses, but you know what? It was I'm... 186. Jesus. <laughs> but the bosses I did defeat, and when I became Elden Lord, it was so satisfying. Man, you got married. Just look like out! I did. Look out for that game of the year discussion coming to pause menu. Great stuff. Sparks your number one. My number one, and it I knew it would never move from the moment I saw it. Was everything everywhere all at once? Yeah, if I didn't if I didn't have that game, that would be on number one. Movie of the year, yeah, um, absolutely phenomenal film. Um, for me, to have a film that tells a story about this generational family burden, um, but the way that they do it is that <laughs> the story encompasses not just telling her story, but the her story of her relationship with her father, her story of her relationship with her husband, and her story of her relationship with her daughter, mm-hmm. but not solely from only her perspective, but allowing theirs to also be com- present and seen and fulfilled through the narrative of the film mm-hmm. is exceptional, not to mention all of the wacky multiverse stuff that they do on a such a uh, small independent budget. Um, everything everywhere all at once, it was a little lower on your list, uh, is, is just a, a masterful and beautiful film with some of my favorite performances of the year. Only Andor and Elden Ring beat it. Those yeah. are pretty tough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it, it moved me completely. Um, it's, it's inspiring yeah. in a creative standpoint, the way that they were able to work around every idea into fitting this low budget film. Um, and, Michelle Yeoh giving one of the best performances that I've ever seen from her. Yeah. Um, and her Stephanie Hsu, uh, who played her daughter. Oh my gosh. Um, I can't. Th- her the the, the <laughs> final scene at the end, like when like they have like their big heart to heart, and like I'm crying in the theater. Like I can't watch that scene on Twitter. I just can't because I know if I watch that two and two and a half minute scene, I'll start crying. It's very. It's so. It's it's incredible. It it really cuts right to the point and cuts right to the heart. And um, and I think about the line. In another life, I would have been perfectly happy to yep. just do laundry and taxes with you. Yes, all the time. I think of those, I'm gonna I think cry it, now. Yeah, I think of those rocks. About it, it's so. Good. I think of those rocks and just how like man, isn't this quiet? Isn't this lovely? And the and the not cheesy way I think that they incorporate the idea of her learning to to engage with the way of of loving life that her husband does and when she says i'm learning to fight like you mm. and she brings kindness and compassion to who she is yeah. instead um is so well executed uh i i just i loved it i it, loved it so much yeah it's it's if this were just like a family drama like with all the actors and everything that's happening and just like them dealing with that it would be incredible but the fact that it's also like a wacky multiverse action movie at the same time and none of that like counters or like defects any of the other drama that's happening how it's all just seamless like there's dildo fights <laughs> it's, it's like dramatic, it's, 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 it's dramatic, incredible comedic and 
It's uh, it's literal. It's everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, it really yeah. is, and and action packed all, yeah. all at the same time. And that's that's. And again, like the low budget nature of it, like the Daniels, like it's insane, like what they're able to put on screen with like so little money. Like this and Swiss Army Man, like what what are they gonna do with a budget? Like I, it's crazy. Like they're so talented. Yeah. yeah. My number one. I'm so excited. I know what it is. Star Trek: Strange, Strange New, New Worlds. <laughs> Engage. Uh, that was down at my. Ooh, I gotta double check. Where was that on my list? I had it. I had eleven, alternating between fourteen. I had alternating between gla- between two and one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Glass Onion and Strange New Worlds kept switching a lot, but finally, I just you know what? I have not stopped thinking about Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. That's so awesome. That 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 is the show. That is the show of the year for me. I love Andor. I love Peacemaker. But Star Trek: Strange New Worlds was such a beautiful piece of science fiction such a wonderful uh reminder of why star trek is good and why people of all ages need to watch star trek all the damn time uh this is 10 (coughs) episodes 10 hour long standalone episodes with a cast that you immediately fall in love with from the get from the jump you're like i love all of you and i want to see standalone episodes of every single one of you He's yeah. right. he's right, and like uh, to anyone who listens, and and you guys know that Brandon is a huge Star Trek fan, so this might not be very shocking. It's my number fourteen. Think about the things I put below. He it. doesn't watch Star Trek. I don't watch <laughs> Star Trek, and I watch this, and I'm telling you, it's it's that good. It's a very very good show. That what whatever is the, supposed to be the spirit of Star Trek that they wanted to start with, they definitely have it captured here in a bottle. Um, with this cast, with this team, ship in a bottle. Um, um, it's just not like the sci-fi shows I'm seeing on television around it right now. Yeah. It's not like the Star Trek I've seen on television in the past two decades. Yeah. Uh, just what I've glimpsed or what I engaged with as a kid. Like Disco. this is this is something else, uh, and it's very very effective. The thing that's the thing that's so interesting is that like. Yeah, the, look, there's Star Trek. There's three ages of Star Trek. There's Star Trek the original series. There's uh, the Golden Age of Star Trek, which is the '90s, which is the '80s, '90s, and early aughts, um, which had Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. And then we had a long gap where we had the Kelvin films between that. But then we had this new era of of, of Star Trek, which has Discovery, Lower Decks, Prodigy, um, Picard, Picard, um, Strange New Worlds. And I like Discovery when it's good. I think it's pretty good. Lower Decks, I think, is great. Um, the like before Strange New Worlds came out, it was like the Star Trek show for me. Uh, Prodigy, I'm struggling with Prodigy a bit more than other people. Which I, whatever, Picard really let me down this season. I was so hot on it in the beginning, but like the season really let me down. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for the sec- for the third. But Strange New Worlds was like, hey, remember Star Trek? <laughs> remember how good you're supposed to feel when you watch Star Trek? Yes. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna give you that. I love it. We're just going to do Star Trek and like. It, not to not to like ignore it. Star Trek: Strange New Worlds to me is the show specifically benefiting from the Orville. Yeah. Um. The Orville worked, and they saw, oh, the Orville can work. Well, we can bring bring Star Trek sincerity and thoughtfulness to that, and just also do that. Mm-hmm. And not that it's like aping off of the Orville, but I think the Orville proved that there is a model for like good old fashioned Star Trek that's still out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Strange New Worlds said, "All right, hold my beer, let's run with that." Yeah. And they did. They went for it full speed, and it worked. They reimagined such interesting characters like the Gorn, um, which are which are a great villain from the original series that were reimagined in such a cool way. Lizard Man. Um, the moment the first episode starts, and Anson Mount as Captain Christopher Pike says, "Space, the final frontier." I'm like, "Oh shit, we are here, baby!" I'm ready. That Enterprise design is 
beautiful. Eagle Moss went out of business at the wrong time because I would have bought that I damn ship. Them. And it's such a colorful show. Yeah, and it's so bright. I love because like that's what a Star Trek was. Because that's what original Star Trek was, and like they they've translated that very very well. I it's, love the uniform design. Love it. It's just it's so pleasing to look at, and then just so well done. I I really highly recommend it, guys. It's it's a great show. I'll watch it this year for sure. All right. That's, that's it. It guys. Hell yeah. That's uh, it. So we're gonna real quickly do uh if you were What a with great us, year for entertainment. It y'all. really was. Um I'm so I'm so surprised but also thrilled about a lot of the choices here. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what what a great time that was. Um okay guys, I'm going to read back your top fifteen to you and then Exciting. after I read your top fifteen, I will read your predictions that happened in the middle of 2022, when we did our sixth anniversary special, mm-hmm. our annual, um, we predicted where we thought we were going to land with a bunch of things. So I'm going Ooh, to start with boy. Ben. Oh, boy. And Ben, your top 15 were uh-huh. Elden Ring, yep. God of War Ragnarok, mm-hmm. Andor, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, House of the Dragon, Peacemaker, The Rings of Power, Turning Red, The Batman, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Top Gun Maverick, Cult of the Lamb, the Northman, Werewolf by Night, Man. and Slumberland. Man, yep. and on a different day, like that could have been my list. Like every, like, uh, every <laughs> for sure, so much good shit. Like everything you hear on there, you're like, "Oh, that's great." Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Ben's predictions were that he didn't do a particular order for most of them, but he did say Elden Ring would be number one, which he was correct. Wow, yeah, hell yeah! Right. Mm-hmm. He said Sonic the Hedgehog two would be number two. Mm-hmm. It's on number four. So, and then in no particular order, the Batman, which was on your list. Uh huh. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness did nope, not nay. make the cut. Uh-uh. Peacemaker, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. Thor Love and Thunder. No. no. Interesting. Stranger Things. Nope. <gasps> oh, he forgot about forgot Stranger Things. About Stranger Things. Would, would I didn't forget. On, would it have been on your top 15? Maybe. Maybe. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, See, it has like really high highs. Lo- I loved that episode. Super that se- low lows. I loved that Stranger Things series. Yeah. I, no, I get that you. season. I liked it a lot too. And Lightyear. Those were Ben's top no. ten predictions. They were just ten because we didn't know we were going to go to fifteen. And Lightyear, at the time. Lightyear hadn't come out at the time. So we right. were all pretty, pretty like hoping, hopeful yeah. for and Lightyear. Here I was thinking that what, that turning, that Lightyear was going to be out turning red. Not even close. Yeah. Cra- crazy. Yeah. Uh, my top fifteen, as a reminder, was everything, everywhere, all at once. Andor, Peacemaker, The Batman, The Boys season three, Sonic the Hedgehog two. Prey, the Rings of Power, Turning Red, Werewolf by Night, Glass Onion, RRR, The Fablemans, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and Elden Ring. My predictions, and I did go in order, were that my number one would be Everything Everywhere All at Once. Ding! Peacemaker. I was almost right. It was number three, and only because Andor came out. (laughs) (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which ended up a lot lower. Chainsaw Man, which was the anime, and I did not watch enough of it to weigh in that judgment. I'm sure Chainsaw Man is on next year's list because the back half of that season is going to come out and that tells the whole story of part one. So Chainsaw Man, probably next year. You mean this year? Yeah, this year. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, I know. Lightyear uh, didn't didn't make it. Nope. Elden Ring, that did. Glass Onion, the Batman, Mm -hmm. Star Trek Stranger Worlds, all those were there. Halloween Ends ended up in my honorable mentions. Love it. In my top ten. Nice. Okay, for Ryan. Is me. Uh, Ryan had Elden Ring, Andor, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Turning Red, The Bear, Peacemaker, The Batman, Avengers, X-Men, and Eternals, Judgment Day, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, Our Flag Means Death, Halloween Ends, Midnight Suns, Barbarian, Nope, 
Marvel stat. That's when a I damn good at, list. When I look at Midnight Suns, I know it's the game, but I'm thinking because of, of recent stuff that it's another Mike Flanagan show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> one more Midnight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, you didn't give a particular order, but you said Elden Ring. Yep. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yep. Multiversus. Ooh. Nope. No, it did not. Uh, the Batman, Turning yep. Red, yep. Peacemaker, yeah. Our Flag Means Death, yeah. Thor, Love and Thunder. No. Ooh. Nope. Nope. Midnight Suns. Wow. I almost got Wait, all of them. You almost got Thor, all Love, and Thunder come out at the time we made this? No. no. Okay. It so was an estimation. That explains that's why, why. so many of our times. Um, and Multiverses, yeah. I think what, like, both Ryan and I were pretty optimistic about it at the time that it was going to end up there. And I think we were just really caught up in the fact that, like, the game is impressive. Like, we were... We were just it's great to play. So like, it's really good. Oh, this is much better than we thought, but like, there was so much other shit. Honestly, this year. if both Midnight Suns and Marvel Snap, if I didn't play either of those, it might have cracked it. Maybe because uh, I really like playing that game. But like, yeah, too, yeah, no. Finally, Brandon, your top fifteen were Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, Glass Onion, Andor, Top Gun: Maverick, RRR, hey. Peacemaker, Puss in Boots: Last Wish, Dragon Ball Super: Superhero, Prey, Slumberland, Werewolf by Night, God of War: Ragnarok, The Batman: Spirited, and Cobra Kai wow. season. Five. That's a lot of years too. Mm. We know, we know, and we know, you, we know who we are. In no particular order: Downton Abbey: A New oh. Era. That was close. Top Gun: Maverick, Prey. Yep. yep. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which I have to admit, I was stunned didn't make your top 15. It was in it. Well, my second list, it was there. Honorable mentions. I'm s- I was stunned because you were really hot on that I one. really like that did movie. None, did no Marvel stuff? No. Werewolf by Night. Oh, oh sorry. I forget. That's, that's yeah. the MCU thing. That's that the one. Both for that us all. and um, the, the um, Downton Abbey were really close. Yeah. No She-Hulk or Miss Marvel. She-Hulk was in my honorable mentions, yeah. and the only reason I couldn't put it above is because I'm like, it's very good. It just it just doesn't clear over these other things yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as resonating. But I was like, I really want to because I'm like, for what it was supposed to be, it was the perfect show. I I felt the same way. I was like, man, I, I, I Marvel Snap, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, Sonic the Hedgehog two, Prehistoric Planet. Oh, oh. I forgot about Prehistoric Planet. Oh, Our Damn flag it. means death. Peacemaker mm. and Glass Onion. So you were pretty close on pretty your close, estimations yeah. there. Uh, Prehistoric Planet might have been my honorable mentions. I think the only one sure. I didn't get was, was I said I like uh, Thor. Nope, nope and uh, sorry, uh, Thor and Multiverses were your two. Oh, Multiverses, yeah, okay. I was hot on a lot of the Marvel films, thinking, oh yeah, those Marvel films are gonna make it, no problem. And then the rest of the year, hey, listen, I'm like, no. Nope. I have to say, like, yeah. it, I don't know what it says. I, I'm sure it says something though that like none of us, even honorable mention, hmm. Wakanda Forever. Yeah, Ooh. and like, and I thought I th- about it, and I think it's a really good film. Yeah. 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 But there's something about like that feeling of just being trapped in grief that just made it so I it's really put it in the top of the year. Yeah. It's really, really sad, and it's that's not that's not. Ex- I I want it's call that a criticism, but like it's not a movie I'm gonna want to watch all the time. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I watched um, the first Black Panther uh, a lot. Yeah, honestly, when I was going, I'll just watch the Namor scenes. When I was making this list, I completely forgot about Wakanda Forever. Yeah. And then I thought about it, I was like, I mean, I like it, but... Everybody forgot about the boys. Yeah, it's true. Everyone yeah. forgot about the boys. Like, Again, Black Panther has, like, really high highs, but, like, the lower the lower yeah, lows. I, but also, we kept singing about how there's just too much good stuff this year. It's, I, it's I, true. It's true. It was a big year. Uh... I, I felt on some level like you guys were, weren't really thinking about the boys, but I did not expect all of you to just kind of hand in, head in your hands go, oh, no. No, because that's boys. a great, sh- it's great, it's but great it is show. it is a constant, like, oh, yeah, the boys, it's great. It's always great. And it's like you don't think about it. Yeah. I'm like, you're right. Right. Well, well honorable mention. That's it. The 2023 season is go- has started strong. Only five hours? With a almost five and a half hour show. Let's talk about Evangelion Gosh. real quick. No. Um, 
Next week, we'll be back with another episode, most likely. Who knows what that's going to be? We will f- discuss that later. I will not be there. Sparks will not be there. I'm but doing a little thing called getting married. Hopefully, yeah, you'll be who will return the week after. Yeah, but I don't see why not. Um, cool. So that's it, guys. Thank you again so very much. I got to pr- pull up my thing. I forgot. It's been a month, guys. Pull it up. Um, so, yes, we whoop, are. Whoop. We hope that you, you enjoyed the first episode back, and we hope that you continue on this journey um, that we will take in this 2023 season. And, and hopefully we've got some good stuff in the pipeline. we got some fun stuff in the, in the pipeline that I really, I really hope happens. Pipes. Uh, some Indiana Jones stuff that I'm so jazzed about. It's the year of Indiana Jones, baby. Oh, my God, a movie and a game. Grayson's the in the chat, guys. He says, bravo, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Grayson, for sticking around for over five hours. You're the best, bro. Before we go, though, Ryan. What? It's your book club next week. Oh, my God. Do you know it? I Hell, yeah, I do. I've been so excited for this book. I got took a picture of it. Hold on one second. I want to get the... We are going to read... My favorite creative uh, uh, co- uh, duo in comics is back. It's Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, y'all. We're going to read Kill or Be Killed. Um, it's a twisted story of a young man who is forced to kill bad people and how he struggles to keep his secret, uh, his, keep his secret, and it slowly ruins his life. This is What If Spider-Man, but it's actually really, really sad, where he has to kill people or bad things happen to him. Is this a one-volume thing? Uh, no. I mean, it, we're reading volume one, but it's yeah. lasted like a long time. Um, right. Kill or Be Killed. It's Sad Spider-Man. Get ready. All right, so that'll be next so it's episode. A Spider-Man story. No. Oh, gotcha. No, it's it's an image comic. I, I see what you're saying. It's okay. it's a great power comes great responsibility story. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. But murder. So that'll be that'll be the next episode. So stay tuned for that. All right, guys. Uh, thank you again for listening. Of course, you can check out all sorts of uh, shows that we have on this channel. Um, if you like us. Check out uh, our YouTube channel. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. You can check out Fake Nerds Watch, which was re- referenced a lot in our top 15s because uh, we did a lot of shows this last year. We will continue to do more shows uh, this year. Who knows what that first show is going to be? It's only time will tell. Uh, so Fake Nerds Watch will uh, continue on. Basement Arcade, which is our video game Let's Play series. You can check out some, sort, some, some, some games that we did last year and stay tuned for more games this year. Basement Arcade, pause menu. Oh, it's another year, another spooktober. Nah, it's, it's 10 months away. That's, it's going to be a big one. Uh, Basement Arcade Pause Menu, our video game discussion series. The latest episode of that is linked below. It's our it's the Video Game Awards discussion. Look for more episodes this year. Fake yeah. Coming soon, the quarter four and uh, end of the year talk. We're going to talk more about video games. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Fickner Book Club. Could this be the year Fickner Book Club returns? Stay tuned. Yes, I'm going to say at least one episode. Technically, it was back last year with you doing uh, the Radiant discussion. Oh, yeah. Bing I did do a review of that. I, uh, there was a, yeah. Is this the first? Is, shut up. Animation <laughs> Listen, Station. our hardcover Wasted Space thing comes in a couple months, then we'll, we'll talk about We're it. We're definitely coming back for Wasted Space yeah. this year. Animation Station, the latest episode of Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Will more episodes appear this season, this year? Probably. Check it out. Stay tuned. Even if I have to wrangle that show from you. Um, <laughs> Patreon. You can keep trying. You can check out our <laughs> Patreon and our Public if you'd like to support us financially. Uh, we greatly appreciate all the help you get, you give us. But if you want to throw some money our way, both of those links are down below. And, of course, our website, which you can find links to everything, all of our shows, all of our Patreon and our Publics. Um, you can find that linked below or at fakenerpodcast.com. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who watches the, the live show. Thank you to everyone who watches the Rewind. We greatly appreciate it. Um, you guys are wonderful. Uh, great, to have you, great to be back. Great to have you back. Uh, 2023, baby. It's going to be good.
I shouldn't have said that. I just, just fucked it. Jinx, you owe me a coat. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you to Jeremy Bellucci. Jeremy Bellucci, wonderful man he is. Did all the music you heard here tonight and all the music you hear for all of our other shows. You yeah. can check him out at Jeremy Bellucci underscore wreck of time or his podcast suburban proctologist on itunes facebook.com slash suburban proctologist official or instagram at subproc podcast perhaps perhaps something new with jeremy velucci this year this 2023 year wow. who knows wow thank you to mike batola just can't help himself who knows i'm just saying who knows he's keeping it vague enough just in case so right yeah who knows mike matola Mike, Mike, Mike. Did a couple of our logos for us, and hopefully we can get him back this Can year. Can we, we please know. talk about that man, about some Marvel movies with that man? I need his opinion. Wanna do face I need, with him. Yeah. I need opinions. We got to do it. We got to do it. We can find him, find Mike Matola at Mike Matola on Instagram and Twitter. He's collaborated with us many times. We love him. We want him back all the time. Uh, he is the unofficial member. He is an unofficial fifth member of this podcast. Like the Beatles. You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast. Fakenerguys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. I also write for Old School. Nope, that's you. I also write for AtomicGeekdom.com, where I am going through the 50 greatest moments of the Infinity Saga, the 50 most defining moments of the Infinity Saga. You can check out that uh, continuing this year. Uh, Kaijurama, where I'm also the editor for their website. You can check out some pieces from me and other people on that website and in the magazine. It's a wonderful group of guys. And soon, comic book resources. Yay. Ryan? So. Get away, another way to feel When you didn't want yourself to know And let yourself go And you can find me at DJ Tony Snark 616 on Twitter, Instagram Sparks uh, You can find me just suggesting that if you open up your horizons There's all kinds of great content out there That you should definitely check out At Sparks Witty on Instagram, Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty Ben you could find me. You could find me ruling the lands between on my throne as Elden Lord at Ben Magnet twenty seven Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you could also find me writing for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, GoNintendo.com, as well as playing Mary Frankenstein on D and Dark Podcast. New episodes out Wednesday. Whoop, whoop. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music Podcast, and Pandora. Rate and review wherever you get us. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. Until next time you see us, guys, stay folks.